Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, the internet's premier comic book and comic book movie podcast. I'm Dave. Here with Rich. Rich, how are you going? Going as always. Rock and roll, man. Um, it's episode 311. This comes to you from our new uh, home office. I've, I've done the big move, Rich, uh, this week. The new, the new bunker. It is the new bunker. Signal HQ. Um, I've got a nice view of some trees and stuff. Supposed to make me tranquil. I just see a world that I want to conquer now. I've got a view of a world that I want to conquer. Already started, of course. You know. And Caesar. On his throne. I don't think people conquer trees, though, Dave. Did, did Caesar have a dog? Because I've got a dog. Cooper, Cooper's my dog with me, um, sitting beside me loyally. Did Caesar have a dog? Where are we on that, Rich? Familiar with the... You're the, mate, you're the Caesar expert. Why are you asking me? Well, you know, because you kind of expect... For, for, for someone who loves Caesar so much, he's the spirit animal. I think <laughs> you should know that, like, off the top of your head. <laughs> Let's say he did. I imagine Caesar would have had a dog. I bet you Caesar was kind to his dog. He's one of those one of those guys, like kind of his dog. I don't know. Maybe his dog was also one of them. They put a knife in. I don't know. <sighs> don't bring that up, Rich. You, that's a sore topic with me, and you know it's a sore topic with me. Uh, it, <laughs> well, what would he name his dog? The, it was like Air Two Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very sore topic with me with the whole knifing scenario. You know, I know, but now you've just got it in my head that I, I think his dog stabbed him as well. Oh, dear. Well, it's a sad day um, to reflect upon that. Now, I do want to say, first up, um, huge RIP to two legends of the entertainment game. Uh, Ray Stevenson, uh, obviously the Punisher. He was in Rome. He was a good actor. He was in a lot of things. He was in a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, I know. And a strong actor. Volstagg. What was he in? Oh, Volstagg. Yeah, he was Volstagg in the Marvel. Um, good actor, strong actor, and passed away, had a sudden illness, apparently, and passed away. He was only in his late 50s, about 58, I believe. 58, yeah, 58. Yeah, I enjoyed Punisher Warzone. I thought he was a very good Punisher. A different Punisher from every other version that we've seen. I thought he was more hardcore. Um, he was pretty hardcore. Yeah, he also is probably the one who looked the most Punisher. Yes, certainly how some people have drawn he Punisher, def- yeah. Well, he definitely looked like Punisher Max. Yes, because yes. all you're going off is like Thomas Jane, Dolph Ludgren, mm. um, like Dolph Ludgren actually looked like um, Marvel Punisher yeah. that existed in like the Spider-Man yeah <coughs> universe. But when 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 Punisher was doing the Punisher Max stuff and and the Nam stuff and all that, I think Ray Stevenson looked far more like. That Punisher. Yeah, and you know what I liked was also the design of... He, he kind of wore more armour from memory, didn't he? Like, I seem to recall his Punisher was kind of wearing, like, Punisher body I think armor. So. I, think, I think he was more kitted out and all that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I, I thought it looked cool. I wouldn't necessarily like that in a in a comic, but I thought it looked, was a cool look. Look, it's, it's, it's not a flawless movie by any means, but I enjoyed his Punisher. I thought he was very good at the role. Probably the best Punisher, I think, personally. I think John Berthenall might be second to, to him. Um, yeah, he'd probably be last on my list, actually. I'd probably even put him below Dolph Lundgren. Well, I mean, really? 
What's wrong with Tom Bertholdt? I thought he was great punisher, man. I, um, I don't know. I think he's just a bit overrated. Nothing against him personally. I just think he's a bit overrated. Well, yeah, I'm looking here. He definitely had... Yeah, he kind of had like a... Um, yeah, he had the neck piece. That's what I'm thinking of. And then he had the sort of like almost like a bulletproof vest where the where the skull was on it. He looked really mm-hmm. cool. I thought. I, I actually thought it was a really cool oh, look. Oh yeah. Um, and also we lost a real icon of the entertainment industry, Tina Turner. Uh, mm. Big big uh, loss. And seventy nine, I think she was eighty three. Oh, 83, okay. 83, and she'd been battling illness for some time. Um, yeah, real legend of the game. Um, I remember seeing her in Mad Max, uh, what was it called, Beyond Thunderdome. I reckon mm-hmm. that was a, where I became aware of her, and I was always like, I was just like, man, she was so good in that movie. You know, like, I, that really was one of those films that made a real impact on me, and I was just, I thought she was excellent in that film. And... Um, yeah, a real legend. God, she was huge in the 80s, man. Like, you know, and she obviously dates back to the 70s and stuff with um with Ike, her abusive husband. But in the 80s, I mean, she was massive for for quite a long time, you know? Like, I remember, mm-hmm. like, very successful. And those songs, like River Deep, Mountain High, Nut Brush City Limits, um, she had some good songs, Private Dancer. Not Bush City. Yeah, no, she she had really good songs and a great voice, and um, she really had a. Uh, I mean, that first husband of hers, that Ike Turner, was a real prick, you know. Uh, he beat the shit out of her and stuff. Like he was super, Look, super abusive. I mean, he was, but the good thing that came out of it was at least he did make her famous, so she sort of got to leave his ass and yeah, go on but, uh, and, you and know, sort of continue. That doesn't excuse his behavior. Fame, but I mean. You know what I mean? Um, uh, at least some good did come from from that. It's not like sure. the best, but I mean, at least she sure. was a stepping stone to her fame. At least, so you know what I mean. At least she can say, yeah. "Well, I got, you yeah, know, true. I got true. bigger than him, and and was able to leave him become even more successful." So yeah, yeah. But I I think the if he I, I haven't dug into the details, but I believe the abuse was quite bad. I think he was a oh, real yeah, 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 violent yeah, you know, drunk and stuff. Yeah, no, it's sad, actually. Uh, I mean, but it was such a big thing. It also became like a running joke for like, you know, Saturday Night Live and comedians and and all that sort of stuff. I mean, later, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, beat her like Ike beat Turner and all that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, well, I mean, I knew her from the 80s when that was all long in the past. You know what I mean? Like, she wasn't with him by that point Um, in the 80s when she had all those hits. Like, did she have What's Love Got To Do With It? Is that her? What's love yeah. got to do? Yeah, yeah, that was her. See, that was a huge song uh, here, massively. And uh, Private Dancer. Private Dancer, was, yeah. And obviously, the 80s, I think. So. River Deep Mountain High was also always a favourite of mine. I always liked that song. Because um, Nutbrush City Limits and all that was in the 70s, I think. I think that was in the 70s, like, era. Isn't it Nutbush? It Nut, was Nutbush. Nutbush City Limits? Nutbush. Yeah, Nutbush City Limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good song. That's one of my favourites. I like that. Yeah, yeah, you know. She, she really was good. I, I liked her a lot. Um, I, I forgot to ask it. So, what have you been doing this week? Well, I've been moving. Uh, not much, unfortunately. We had a bit of the flu go around work, and oh. everyone had a turn, turn being sick. So that oh, was, I was saw you turn. during the week, and you said you were a bit ill, yeah, didn't you? My turn to be this week. So, I pretty much just sat on the couch. Week was watching uh, original Dragon Ball. So oh. that's all I really did. The Didn't cartoon, like is that right? The cartoon. Yeah, yeah, the original one. My fa- the favorite, my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember it from like the early two thousands. Yeah, 
Is that right? No, I think you're thinking of... I think that came out in the... The original Dragon Ball is pretty sure it's 90s. Oh, okay. Z's from the 2000s. Oh, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah. yeah. I've never really got into it, but... The original Dragon Ball is basically when Goku's like a kid. Okay. Um, And and Krillin's a kid and and all that sort of stuff. And it's a bit more... It's a bit more... um, Journey to the West. Uh Uh-huh. Um, where Goku is a bit more like uh, like uh, Son Goku, um, which is why it's called that. Um, is um, he's kind of like monkey, you know, because yeah. he's got the Nimbus cloud, he's got the the, the staff, the pole that grows, um, and all that sort okay. of stuff. So it was Akira Toriyama is very much inspired by. I love Journey Monkey. To West. Uh, and in dude, fact, that, his that original TV designs show. of Goku were, um, were he was actually more of a monkey boy. Really. Um, but the only thing that that he kept from that was the tail. For Goku, and obviously, oh. at, at, uh, in a full moon, he turns into a big giant ape. And this isn't like an original thing, isn't it? This isn't like mythology. This is an original, like no, it's original, but just basically, he was just inspired by Chinese. Okay, and was this of, a? Um, forgive my ignorance. Was, we, is this an anime, or is this also a manga as well? It's always a manga. Uh, it's like generally in Japan, it's oh. always unless it's unless it's something that's made like by like a. An uh, American studio, that evil corporation. I thought you were going to say evil corporation there for a second. No, <laughs> unless it's a Western corporation that like is is paying an animation studio, uh. like Thundercats or something like that. Most anime is always from uh, manga. They always sort of. So there is a manga of Dragon Ball. Oh yeah, that came out in like nineteen eighty four. I think it was ninety four, really? ninety five, something like that. That was when the original manga came out. And is it still going? Oh it... yeah, they're busy with Dragon Ball Super at the moment. So oh, um, it's the same thing, like... isn't it? Like you know, and yeah. these things sell millions, don't they? They'd sell millions upon not millions. Not every single one, but I mean, but Dragon uh, Ball yeah, would Dragon have Ball sold was millions. Super popular. Yeah, like dude, uh, Akira Toriyama, the guy that created Dragon Ball, mm. he he actually didn't need to make Dragon Ball. He had already made like a million dollars on his first um, his first manga, which was called Doctor Slump. Mm. Um, he made like a million bucks of that. He didn't actually, but obviously he enjoys, he's an artist, he enjoys it. And he was also doing a lot of, uh, he's also the artist that designs all the Dragon Quest games. Right. Um, characters and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, he had, he's got a ton of money. Like, he's cool. he's not wanting for money. Well, that's good. Oh, well, I mean, it's it's fucking popular. I, I've never got into it ever. It's not my thing, but, I mean, it's as popular as, as that stuff gets. Like, it's got to be one of the most popular kind of series they've ever done surely it's i mean be up it's there. definitely one of the longest it's it's not the but it is one of the longest running um yeah sort of animes now i mean it's had this is like its fourth uh manga slash um anime series the super um so basically it's been going since 1984 and you're just so loving it, it. you're, you're just and, goes and, and it's had different iterations, but basically since 1984. So you're just gobbling it uh, up too, man. Like, let's face it. Like you're just like slurping it down. Like it's just almost indecent how you much you love this stuff. Well, Dragon Ball's my the Dragon Ball's one of my favorite things like ever. <laughs> Thank God I still have Dragon Ball because I've lost a lot of things over the last five. Like what? Five. To oh, you years. mean like pop culture? I thought I was like, what have you mm. lost? Like family members? And I realized you're talking about no. Well, almost. I mean, I see it as losing family members. 
It's not though. I mean, but you it's mean not, like but I, franchises? But it, is, but it is losing quite a chunk of your life. Like it's no, I know. It you mean. Well, they fuck it. Well, like they, well, like think about like in the comics, man. I mean, they've fucking run some of this stuff into the ground, which we're going to cover like badly. No, I know what you mean. It, yeah. Well, at least you've got that stuff to keep you on going, Rich. Now, just before oh, the show. Speaking of which, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, me and the girlfriend, we did watch this new anime that's just come out. We've watched the first two episodes. It's basically, um, it's called Mashal, Magic and uh, Muscle and Magic or something, or Magic and Muscle. Right. Imagine, like, uh, are you familiar with One Punch Man? Uh, I know what it is, yeah. Okay. Imagine One Punch Man was Harry Potter. Okay. So they've created this world that is exactly like Harry Potter, right? Yeah, it's wizarding like, like world. Hogwarts, it's magic school. Um, you know, the, the fucking headmaster looks like Dumbledore. They wear the same, you know, oh, robes. They just ripped it off. That. <laughs> they, they do magic with wands and all that. It's like literally a complete ripoff of. But the main character can't do any magic. But he has trained his body so fucking hard mm. that he's like the strongest person on the fucking planet. Right. In terms of strength. Okay. And so he's now just like going to the school and, and like competing and kicking the shit out of people that do magic. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, it's, I think it's called Mashal. Okay. Um, Mashal Magic and Muscle. Let me have a look if I can remember what it was. Yeah. Mashal Magic and Muscles. It's cool. a it's a manga series. They've just started the anime. I think they're only up to about eight episodes or six episodes or something like that. So it's, it's fair. And, and how is it? Do they say you've got like, it's a successful manga. Like it's obviously made enough of a dent. They go, you've got 26 episodes. And then if it's popular enough, they keep on making them. Is that how this shit happens? Kind of. So a lot of the times they do make animes just to promote um, because there is so much manga, right? So not right. everything's going to get its own ongoing sort of series. So a lot of the times you might only find something that has one season. Um, or as you say, 13 episodes or 26 episodes or something sure. like that. And they usually just done that to sort of have something that maybe gets people interested in the manga. Mm -hmm. But then there are some things that are just so big that, yes, if it is a big, successful yeah, yeah, then they manga and, and the manga keeps doing well, and obviously if the if the anime does well, then it, it will become a sort of ongoing, itself. Um, ongoing thing. But they do make a lot of ones just to, it's like, oh, it's not a big manga, but let's do a season and mm. maybe that'll boost sales for the manga or something like that. So, Yeah, Rich, wow, you've just sent me a picture on the chat here. Um I see the Green Lanterns down the bottom, but, but then in the middle, is this Dragon Ball stuff? It looks like Dragon Ball. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. This is in this is in your new uh, apartment, isn't it? This is the new... This is your yeah, HQ. Yeah, I've got a, a new glass cabinet for displaying the stuff, but uh, as I said, I've, I've just, I'm not collecting any more mm. comic slash uh, uh, stuff. I've got enough of that stuff, and I don't want to give them money, so I've sure. been buying... Um, I've been buying some Dragon Ball. I've got an All Might. I've got one All Might from uh, My Hero yeah. Academia, and I've got a, a die from uh, Dragon Quest. That's cool. But the rest, is all, the rest is all Dragon Ball. That's cool. And I noticed on the Green Lantern shelf, very much Hal Jordan dominant, although I do see one Alan Stewart at the back. So uh, the the one shelf is, is all Hal Jordans, except mm. for one uh, um, uh, Alan Scott. Alan Scott. The set. Yeah. And they're actually set, so I've got them together. But the, the bottom shelf is a collection of different Green Lanterns. Like, I've got Mongol there. I've got Akilo. A, a I've got um, Kilowog. I've got Sinestro. Um, 
Kilowatt's still in a box. He's a bit too big. Right, to but you do you do own him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I do have a Kilowatt. Any John Stewart? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck John Stewart. Same. Do- one of my family members did buy me a little John Stewart plushie. Mm. Um, but, I mean, they were just like, oh, Green Lantern, Rich will like They obviously it. didn't know the inner depths of, they were like, Green Lantern, Rich is going to love this, and Rich sees it. Well, just they are a layman, so they just go, oh, Green Lantern, that must be the Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Have you got the one, he's kind of like an eye. Do you know, he's like, he's like a, like, I don't know how to describe him, like, he's like a, he's like a, like a globe, but an eye. Eye? Like, it's, he's like, uh, I don't know if I've just imagined this. Like, imagine, like, it's kind of like the orb, but he's a Green Lantern. You know? Have you, is there a Green Lantern like this? Um, so, so, so there's a Green Lantern that is basically... Um, hmm. You know the yeah, character know, the orb? You're kind of describing... Like, like, how you're describing it, there's, like, there's... There's a Green Lantern that is just, like, a giant head. Right. A big round head, and they've got like two little stubby arms and four legs that obviously carry this big thing. It, but has he got a really big eye? eye? No, no, they've got a big I, mouth. I don't know what um, I'm thinking of. I don't, there is this, there is one Green Lantern that has a, it's a giant eye, but he kind of looks a, a bit more like a vegetable, like he's got like root. No, that might be of, him. I'm yeah. I'm gonna bring him up. Green Lantern. Then there's another one that's eye. like a big round crystal, uh, a crystalline sort of. Um, yeah, the Green Lantern, but I don't know. If... Oh wait, no wait. Are you are you talking about the Green Lantern? That's a giant eye, and then a whole bunch of like tentacle. Yes, I think so. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. The, um. Oh Jesus, man! Like eye with tentacles. Uh, I would have thought you would. I know don't know that that character's like kind of just like a background character. And I would have thought you would have been right there at the beginning. Like, boom, it's him. You know. Um. What oh, is there's it? two big Mac. Come on, there's like thousands of fucking. Okay, Green I think I found him. I think his name's. It's a weird name. Y- yes, this is the guy. Yes, oh, he looks like a beholder. I don't know. No, that no, that isn't him. I think that is a beholder. <laughs> I think I've gone into a different yeah. page. The only one that I know of that I think you're talking about it just looks like a giant eye, and the bottom is just like it looks like a bunch of tentacles. That's him. That's exactly who I'm thinking of. Do you have him? No, no, I, I don't like think I've him. ever seen a toy for that. I like him a lot. He should get a lot more play. Uh, also, there's one that's a planet, I believe. Well, that's Mogu, man. Come on. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I'm just showing Flexi a bit of Green Lantern knowledge. Um, yeah, man. Like, it's cool. Well, whatever makes you happy, man. I mean, if you want to buy anime figures, like, fucking feel free. I was thinking the other day, I said to Ray, I said, what I want to get right now... I've got a fucking hole burning in my pocket to, to set up my office, and I've got quite a few J um, Jojo classified figures. I want to I want to get a Cobra, Python Patrol, Bat. So I've got a Bat, which I'm going to unbox, but I want to get a Python Patrol Bat as well, so I can have the two of them. Oh, why not? I love Python Patrol, man. But I just I just wanted to sort of collect things that now you know I that interests you. Because obviously, here's the problem. Like, obviously, the stuff I liked and all stuff that's gone. Mm. So anything new they're going to be making now is going to be the new stuff that I'm not really, you know. Well, I imagine, not, but also you've let, got let, quite let, a lot let, of Hal Jordan Stewart toy out, right? Or, or or figurine, and it's based on the new current series. I'm not interested in no. buying that. No, you know, I'm also not really interested in buying any current Green Lanterns like the Far Sector one or the, you know what I mean, or yeah. the Jessica. Like, I'm just not interested. So yeah, I've got yeah. the Green Lanterns that I, I I've collected over the years. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Uh, 
you know. Um, well, that's I the really, great thing I, about I statues, Rich. I've got the... a nice set of the Justice League you know, uh, cartoon. Yeah. Um, characters, which I don't have, again, don't have space for them at the moment. But I've got, I think I got what I got. You know what I mean? I think I've got enough of that stuff. I'd like to start mm. collecting some other, some other things now that I've mm. never collected in the past. So, well, dude, I mean, there's so much out there. I mean, I, I got heavy into GI Joe, and um, I've got quite a lot of classifieds that I'm just waiting to display. Um, and, and I pick and choose just with the ones that I like. Like, it's I'm certainly I don't need everything. I just I, I you know I pick and choose what I want. But it's very addictive. It's like a drug, you know. Because but yeah, so that's the weird thing. So like, I like My Hero, right? It's another one of my favorite animes. But I'm I, I only want to get um, all my from that. You know what I mean? He's mm. the only character I'm interested in buying. But when it comes to Dragon Ball, I'll fucking take any character from Dragon Ball. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll collect them all. I don't care. I love Dragon Ball as a whole, complete. I was saying to my um, friend Natalie the other day, I said, what I really, and Ray, I said as well, what I really want to get is like a whole lot of Planet of the Apes figures, you know, which I oh, believe. Oh, that would be nice, yeah. Oh, just nice. like get get like a Dr. Zayas and stuff, you know, mm. getting there. So, yeah, you know, just, uh, you know, the only human is a dead human. The only good human is a dead human. That guy, um, that legend of the game who said you that. Know what, you know what I was so disappointed? What I, so you know how like the Tim Burton did that sort of remake? Terrible, yeah. No, 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 but I'll say this: the apes were were brilliant in it. That I just wish they had remade the actual movie. Oh yeah, they looked good. The newer, yeah. but with the new makeup and yeah, and, and special effects, you just make them look even more believable. Because those apes look believable. Like yeah. I'll say that the Tim Burton one was the story was obviously shit, and you got Mark Wahlberg as the main character. You mm. know what I mean? It's, it's it, was, it was such a like a a a, a generic. Sci-fi, but my yeah. God, did did the apes look good? Like, no, they did. They, they did. They looked fantastic. And I just thought to myself, oh man, if they could have just remade the original. That also, story, that also had that stuff. one of the worst final acts in a movie. Like, I'm not talking about the part where he turned up and, and Lincoln was an ape because that at least was, um, you know, a, you know, entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah, like a cliffhanger. But the lead up to that. Where the humans were fighting the apes and the spaceship, it was uh, in the cinema. I was thinking, this is such a dumb movie, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. You're talking about when he comes up with the actual like chimp that they sent before them. Yeah, yeah. Just like that whole sequence towards the end, like it was not a strong movie at any point, but that really it fell apart badly, and it was a it was a shame because I was pumped up for that film, Um, but. I, I mean, I like the newer ones too, but I still think you can't beat the originals. I still think the originals are by far the most entertaining of the lot, you know? Especially the first two. I'll, oh. I'll say that. The first two agreed. original planets. No, agreed. Top the, notch. the last one's not bad either. Um, it's they, not bad, but it is the weaker of... Yeah. No, yeah, the, you're right. Like, after two, they were still enjoyable, but they're not as good. No, agreed. But then you've got guys like me who also watch the TV series. <laughs> we just we just, we just couldn't get enough, man. You know, like we that's just right. hey, that's what it was like for Star Wars, man. Trust me, as a Star Wars fan, you you know what I mean. You you look for anything, any any new comic, any new novel, anything that was. Is there like any novel. reason why George Lucas didn't do Star Wars TV shows like in the eighties and nineties? Like, uh, so basically, uh, he didn't feel like the technology was there. Um, okay. to to do it justice, um, right? Um, and that's also why he went with a a three D animated TV show when he did do it because he just didn't feel like the, the 
what you could do with a TV show, you just wouldn't be able to do what you did on the movies. And- All right, and he had that one sh- thing that he wanted to do, wasn't it? Like it was like the underworld thing or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, there was something that he was kicking around, but I think he was just like, it's just, it's not going to be doable. Like, yeah, right, okay. So yeah, he he he's, of- he is a bit of a perfectionist. Especially oh, definitely, yeah. Special effects, so there's no ways he's yeah. going to let something go that looks subpar for um for star wars yeah you know it's fair in terms enough of animation or, or, or cg or well i mean he certainly let those fucking ewoks movies go in the 80s which i saw in cinemas <laughs> which were pretty bad <laughs> i cannot be honest that they're bad but they were fine as a kid <laughs> i know yeah but we were just know. so starved you know we were yeah, so... but i'm saying but as a kid they weren't terrible like there's no kid that didn't watch that and didn't enjoy it yeah, no, I know. I hear what you're saying. I, I, and I by the way, I would much rather watch those Ewok movies than the Christmas special. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they were. Like that, yeah. People talk about that. His biggest thing, and I think the thing that turned him off doing low budget Star Wars was, I think, that Christmas special. Yeah, and that that came out um, after the first movie, didn't it? Before Empire, because that was the first appearance of Boba Fett, I believe. Yes, correct. Yeah, so it was. But that was such a bad thing, and and obviously it looked cheap. That I think that is also what sort of yeah. uh, turned him off from doing a, a TV show about souls. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I mean, look, you can't argue with uh, with the success of his eventual plan. So no, I just wondered if there was a reason why he didn't pump it out. But I guess the problem as well is like, yeah, it, it was so iconic also, and so big. But also. Don't forget, at the time, he was also kind of juggling between, you know, he was also doing Indiana Jones as well. So, yeah, you know, um, and then obviously some time passed and then he was doing the prequels and stuff. So he didn't just like do Star Wars and then do nothing, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> until the prequels. And so, there was no way he could have got all the cast for the TV show. Like, he, there's no way he could have got, like, um, Harrison Ford. Oh, definitely not Harrison Ford. No, yeah, like yeah. Uh, especially after Indiana Jones. Like Indiana probably Jones. could have got Mark Hamill to do a TV oh, show. Oh no, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, easy, peasy. yeah, yeah. Um, but once Harrison, Indiana Jones propelled Harrison Ford to like. Oh, huge! Ford. In the eighties and nineties, Harrison Ford was probably the biggest star in the world for a large chunk yeah. of it. You know. So the, yeah, they were never going to get that. So yeah, it's just an interesting what if I think. Um, now, just before the show, we watched the Flash final trailer. Um, you had some strong comments. I felt... I'll give you my interpretation first off. It feels like they're really trying to make a Justice League light thing, especially Batman flashy, and once again covering up for probably a fairly poor story with a lot of cameos from a lot of everybody's. It felt very Justice league to me, light, in a, in a decent way. But one thing that throws me away from this movie is... I, I just do not like Ezra Miller's acting style. I don't like the suit, and I don't like him in the suit. And I don't mean it as a personal attack on Ezra Miller because I get it. He can probably act, but unfortunately, I just don't see him as Flash. He just, he's the weirdest Flash ever to me, you know? The thing is, he actually <clears throat> probably could have been a perfect impulse. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's got that young enough face... Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I could see that, yeah, yeah. That he could have actually, he could have been a fairly decent um, yeah. impulse. Um, sure. But, he, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely not a Barry Allen. Um, uh, I just, I, I just, I just can't know. take him seriously in any way. Like, he just, you know, I just don't get it. Like, and I also don't like the suit either that he's got. You know, I think the suit's stupid. Oh, the suit is terrible. And, and, and what I said to you was, 
the CG, the special effects in this thing look cheaper than TV. You were very critical like, of that, I noticed. Oh yeah. my god, does it look yeah. bad. It looks so cheap, man. I I was shocked at how cheap that um But why? Because they like they've looked. they've been doing this film forever, you know? Yeah, but again, maybe it's just they're like, you know what? This movie's <laughs> probably not going to make a lot of money, so we're not spending money on this. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, they're like, uh, if we got to market it, so that's going to be money. Um, yeah, we, we for some reason they have to. They feel like they have to put this movie out. Um, well, I think and, it's going to tie up like, a lot of loose ends. We, we cutting, we cutting costs somewhere. Now, we was it you who was saying that the projections are very poor? Was that you? So far, yeah, the, it looks like a project, they're projecting pretty low for this. Um, right, okay. That's interesting. For opening week. Okay. Because, I, like, I've got to be honest, I'm seeing it. I, I'm, I'm going to go see it. Like, I'm interested enough to see it. Like, I'm kind of like, how bad can it really be? I mean, I, I at least it looks entertaining to me, you know? I mean, yeah, but you have to admit, there's no buzz around this movie, though. Like... Well, there's. It's kind of more like what's the opposite of buzz? It's it, like people are almost doom riding it, you know. But not no. But that's the thing. Not even that. Like, um, I only really found the one article that was talking about the projections of it. Like, people aren't even hating on this movie. Mm. Like, it's nothing. Mm. Like, you know, like let, let's be honest. When Mario was announced and and some of the trailers started dropping, everyone was complaining about. Oh, you know, Chris Pratt, fucking worst, whatever. La la la, he's going to be the absolute worst. But at least people were talking about the movie. Like, sure. there was whether you want to call it negative buzz or, or positive buzz or yeah. whatever, it was a buzz. But there is nothing. I don't even hear people bitching about this movie or complaining or or even doing the doom thing. As I said, I just found one article that was just wasn't even having a go at it. It was just talking about projections for opening weeks of you know of what people are. And do we what what week is it coming out? Because if it's coming out in June, it's going to be a pretty packed June. Because you've got Indiana Jones, you've got um, a number of movies uh, coming out in June that are reasonably big. So there's some competition, June, I believe, fifteenth uh, or sixteenth of June. Okay, I mean, I'm saying so like in the, that's in the states, though. I don't. I need to find out what about Australia. I can't. Well, I mean. I'm definitely going to go see it in cinemas because I feel we've been Australia is the 15th of June and, and America is the 16th of June. I feel we've been talking about this film for fucking ever, you know. Um, and I just feel like I, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I, I want to see this shit. Like, I know. will say this: I uh, after seeing uh, you're talking about the suit. After seeing the suit, I'd, I'd probably take the Batman v Superman, not the uh, the Justice League suit, over this suit. Mm. Yeah, like the one he wore in that movie. Uh, it wasn't great, but I think I would take it over this fucking abomination that is. What um is happening when he's... Did I notice... Uh, not Lex Luthor. What's the guy? What's the... Zod. The actor playing Zod's all over. Yeah, he came, he came back for this this movie. I do he, like I, that I actor. Things have changed. I think Superman dies or some shit, which is why you got Supergirl or... Oh, or, right. Because of he's fucking around. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I do like that actor who plays um Zod. Uh, Michael Shannon, I believe his name is. Good yeah, actor. Michael Shannon. Yeah, yeah good actor. And, and was that who Supergirl was fighting? Because at first I thought it was... Yeah. Uh, I th when I first saw her, I thought he was fighting like an armoured Kingdom Come Batman. And I was like... No, no, no. She's, fight she's fighting Zod. Well, that's at least better. Because I was like, really? Are we doing Superman versus Batman again? Like, or Supergirl versus... No, Snyder's not in charge, so we... Yeah, okay, good. That. Well... <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's... Uh, I hope it's okay. Like, my expectations are modest. You know, they're modest. Um, it is cool seeing Michael Keaton um, and even Affleck, actually, you know, seeing those guys. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I just don't know. I just, I don't have a lot of faith in them, you know? I don't blame, I mean, I don't think anyone's got a lot of faith. No, I just feel like, and the whole way they're like, oh, we need this to to wipe the slate clean. It's like, oh, God, like, you, you guys just can't get out of your own way. You know, like, honestly, like, just wipe the slate fucking clean. Like, please. Like, we, we all know that's what's going to happen. Like, it's not a secret. I But I have heard... Some people, you know, Stephen King saw it. Stephen King actually gave it a very positive review. He he was on Twitter, and he said he's not even a comic book movie fan, and he really enjoyed it. Um, he he gave it like very high praise, and Stephen King doesn't need to do that, you know. Like really, so that's yeah. But I've I look, I've enjoyed a lot of bad movies. It doesn't mean that they're not bad movies. Like yeah. Yeah. I think just because you can enjoy something doesn't necessarily make it that it's a good movie and it's going to be popular. It just means that mm. maybe you just have a mm. either a lower tolerance or you can enjoy schlock, which is mm. fine. I mean, they also, as I said, certain schlock, if it hits me the right way, I can enjoy it. You know, it could be a sure. terrible movie, but you know what? Just something about it that's entertaining and yeah. fun. So Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the problem is, is you've got to worry about the general audience. Like, <laughs> you need the general audience to want to enjoy it and, and find it good fun oh yeah. Yeah. yeah look i don't think you this know, movie's I, gonna do massive business like i think i, it's, I think it's i personally I, I think it could be the next morbius really which really bombed yeah. which yeah. which was a bad movie in fairness to morbius even though i found things to enjoy in it it, it was a it was a piece of shit really like but honestly. as i said but the problem is is like okay look i one thing i will say for marvel generally and even though they've got in trouble with it with it alonzo shit and all that is they special effects have certainly looked better than than Warner Brothers stuff, the DC stuff. Like, mm. their, their stuff has certainly looked better than... But they, the they've got a lot of criticism too. No. Like, people are forever criticising... No, but, um... no, but, no, no, but, but I'm not talking about their TV show stuff. I'm talking about their movies, okay? Mm. The only movie that got really raked across the coals for the special effects was Ant-Man 3. Like, mm. every other movie everyone has enjoyed. Like, you know, Thanos looked fantastic. You know, mm. like... It's always looked good. Now, to be fair, they've what I'm saying is they've picked up flack for how they've treated their their um uh, the special effects team and the the animation team and all that sort of stuff and not paying them. But do think about how bad that that Modok looked. That was awful. Yeah, but again, this but but I'm saying this is the new Marvel though. I'm talking about for a long time, Marvel has sure. been like the pinnacle of the special effects. Like you know, the, right. The, you know, Go watch the Guardians movie. Go watch the Captain America movie. Watch the Iron Man. Go watch the Avengers movies. The like, even Ultron. Oh, fucking Ultron looked fantastic. Like it did. you know, good. Uh, so I'm just saying they they set a very high bar, and I just don't think that. And especially this movie looks even worse. I don't think that people are going to quite enjoy the movies like this movie was if it's got this bad CG um, yeah. special effects in it. I think people are going to be like, do not watch this man. It's so crappy looking. Mm. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction is because we've heard about this film for fucking, it feels like, five or six years, you know? Well, we probably have on and off. At least, at least. Like, it's, it's, been, it's been going forever. This whole fucking news cycle 
about this fucking film. Um, look, I, I saw the trailer, and I, everything's obvious. Every it just it feels very kind of hodgepodge. Like it's trying to be so many things. Like I won't be surprised if Wonder Woman turns up because everyone else seems to be. You know, um, and like I heard people getting excited on Facebook saying they thought Linda Carter was going to show up and blah blah blah, and someone else was going to show up, and I'm just like, do you realize what a weak movie this is? Is, is it, like stunt casting is the only thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like really obscure. Not she's not obscure. I love Linda Carter too, but. I don't know, to use it as a point of excitement for the movie, I was kind of like, really? Like, just everyone's getting involved? Um, I don't know. I, uh, what can I say? I mean, maybe that'd be cool. Um, if, I, if I saw it on screen, I'd enjoy it. But I, I, it just says to me, this is a weak film, which we're kind of desperately trying to paper over cracks with stunt casting. And obviously Michael Keaton's a big one. Affleck's assisting... Um, I can't... Oh, that's what I meant to say to you. One thing that's really galling me is why is Supergirl suddenly Hispanic? Like, when did this happen, Rich? Is this is this in the comics now? Like, it feels like I woke up and Supergirl's Hispanic now. Um, I don't... I'm pretty sure it's not in the comics. I mean, I'm pretty okay. sure the last time we saw Supergirl, she was still blonde. That's what I thought. So this is just like a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a... Like a, a film thing. Like a diversity... Yeah. Film. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay, I see. Okay, because I was confused. I didn't real. I was like, "Who is that?" And and I was struggling at first, and then I was like, "It's Supergirl," but he, she's in a different costume to regular Supergirl as well, which also confused me. So I thought it was just another Kryptonian. Like, well, come on, it's uh, it's twenty twenty three. They're not going to put her in anything remotely good looking. Let's be honest. Right. I always like Supergirl. Yeah, like you're the... never going to see a Supergirl in a in a skirt ever again, right? Okay. Not in not in movies or TV shows. I mean, I think really? even in the Supergirl TV show for a short while, right. uh, that Melissa Benoit she did have a skirt on, but then I think they they put put her in pants eventually. Really? It's like no, too sexist to have her in a skirt. Why must a woman wear a skirt? I was like, because it's fun, because it's cool, because it's flirty. Like, but also plenty of women do. You know, people. That, that's my biggest problem with fucking Hollywood and and everyone at the moment. No one seems to want to have fun anymore. Yeah, everyone's fucking so serious about everything and finding everything offensive. And but plenty of women know. wear skirts still. Are you kidding? I know, but that's my point. It's like just have. I don't. Can know. we just go back to having fun, please? Like I, I was, just... con- I was just confused because I wasn't sure who it was, and then I was like, "Is that Supergirl?" Because yes, she wasn't is... dressed. Yeah, okay. Well, again, she's some she's some multi version Supergirl. I'm looking at Supergirl that I think of as Supergirl, and it's the blonde with the yeah. She does have the short red skirt and the cape. It's the the maid of might is 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 how I always refer to her. Uh, you know, you know, like that was how she was referred to in the comics from like you know, like the 50s and the 60s and stuff. The maid of mm-hmm. might, remember? Um, yep. And she turns up in um, Legion as well. She's in Legion a fair bit as well. Well, there was even the one, uh, the, the 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 re the revamp Supergirl in the other Earth or something that the, she had like a headband. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Well, regular, um, excuse me, regular uh, Supergirl did wear a headband in the seventies for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one that died in um, that was the original. 
but yeah, but she's the one that had the headband. The headband Supergirl. She's the one who died in in. Uh, yeah, in Crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what a fucking heavy, what a heavy moment that must have been. We're gonna kill Supergirl. Oh, wow. Right, to be fair, at that point they were like, "We're killing everyone. <laughs> we killed Supergirl. We killed Barry Allen." Well, they um, killed Barry, but killing Barry was big. But killing Supergirl—I mean, that was huge. You know, to me, I was just like, "Man, we're killing Supergirl." Like, fuck, Crypto. Where's he? Yeah. Well, to be well, let's be honest. I like. Let's be honest. The the the, the Crush of Infinite Earth was the the best event. DC has ever done. Oh, I totally disagree. I felt I, we did on the show. I thought I found it painfully boring. Actually. No, no, no. But I'm talking about as an event. Okay? It was a big event. I'm not, yeah. I'm not talking about like reading it 20 years later, whatever, yeah. whatever. I'm saying at the time. Yeah. When you're reading it, like as it's happening, you got Barry Allen dying. You got Supergirl dying. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's huge. You've got like um, it, the worlds are literally coming to an end. Worlds that you've read, Earth Three, whatever. Everyone has just been wiped off. Sure. Wiped out and all that sort of shit you even the two supermen you know they're not enough it's like what a monumental fucking event to have that mm. has never happened before let's be honest no this event there was no event like this before like oh i think it's i think it's one of the biggest like they they will tell you now that like dark multiverse is you know bigger but in terms of impact online, impact with the public, I think Crisis on Infinite Earths is, yes, definitely one of the most impactful, if not the most impactful, comic book event ever. I, I'm struggling to think remember, Like, that, that didn't happen before, hey? Like, mm. th- this isn't a time where, like, like, heroes didn't die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Worlds didn't get wiped out. Like, it was, this was almost like the turning point of, like, adulthood. The, the actual issues I, I, I found very dull. Uh, as it went on, but you are right in terms of just the sheer attention-grabbing spectacle of it all. I can only imagine what it must have been like to have been there reading it like week to week or month to month. It would have been massive, you know? Yeah, well, the only thing that is bigger is the death of Superman. Like, sure. Like, the only, but I'm saying, but without... Without this, I don't think I don't even know if you get to Death of Superman. You know what I mean? Because yeah, Death of Superman a, is fucking cool. Um, yeah, but the, what I'm saying is that before Crisis of Infinite Earth, there wasn't any big event. There wasn't such a big well, massive. There was, there was, um, you know, like uh, what know, was the biggest one for Marvel? Secret, event. Secret Wars, you know, would have been the Marvel. Yeah, but, I mean, Secret I don't War. even feel like Secret Wars is. As big. Of it's not. As, it's not as big. It's not as big. It's nowhere near as big. I'm just saying that that yeah. would be. In the same time zone, that was the competitor. But no, you're you're 100 right. Crisis on Earth is a bigger event than because um, Secret Wars wasn't a game changer. Yes, maybe some characters that you know Superman got his black suit. Hey, what are you talking about? Spider Man got his black suit, and um... no, but I'm saying, but no, no, no. But hang on, but it didn't like affect the entire like yeah yeah, yeah. um um uh, canon. It didn't affect like yeah. it didn't completely change the the world that you knew. Yes, some characters got revamped or. You know some changes, but like Crisis of Infinite is like it changed the world. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. once that event ended, you were in a whole new world that yeah didn't exist before. It was a whole brand new fucking continuity and world. Like that was that was unheard of. No, you know I, what I, I, totally, like, I totally agree. I totally agree with you. I think it's um I I think I almost think it's inarguable. Actually, I think it's just one of those 
And also, I look, obviously, there would have been a lot of crap. But overall, I like, although I have mixed feelings about some of the post-crisis decisions, I do think they stuck the landing very successfully and transitioned into the mid-80s and into the 90s at DC. I, so I think it served them very well for, like, a good 20 it, years. You it know? was so monumental. It was so impactful that, let's be let's be honest, they've been chasing that dragon oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. fucking decades now. Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. The comic yeah. companies have been chasing that dragon for years now. Oh, for totally. Decades. Yeah. No, yeah, they've, they've, they've definitely... Um, They've they've kind of overcooked it, but no. In terms of, but but I do believe it gave them a good twenty years of, of stuff. Like, oh I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, and I love my Superman Bronze Age, so I was kind of sad to see that end. But by the same token, I heard uh, Marv Wolfman was on John Suntra's Word Balloon, and he said because John Suntra's was basically saying, "Look how great Bronze Age was." He goes, "Yeah, but the thing was by like 83, 84, it wasn't as good as when it was like seventy five, six, seven. You know what I mean? Like they'd gotten yeah. sort of stale kind of thing. Well, that's the thing, yeah. Because for, for especially for you and me, we kind of look back with rose tinted glasses and mm. we just see it as it's this awesome thing that it was. But we, you know, we weren't sort of there and obviously working sure. and seeing the numbers or yeah, you know, the feeling of the people working on the stuff and. You know, what was it pulling in? How successful was it sort of waning? You know what I mean? Like, we can speculate, and it's good now when you can hear interviews with all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, for us, we're like, oh, my God, why did it have to end? But, yeah, we don't know the backdoor stuff. Well, like, stuff like, like... It's not selling anymore. The stories are yeah are declining. We're not, you know, the, they're not as good as they used to be. Like, yeah. Well, Marvel was kicking their ass, basically. That was what was happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Marvel was kicking their ass badly. In the in the early eighties, I I believe sure. like across the board, like on you know, like I love my Kerry Bates Flash. A- apparently, I have heard people from DC saying nobody was buying it. You know, like, and you know, it's kind of like, well, what do you do then? So I no, I think they came up with a very elegant solution actually, and I think it it actually served them well. What doesn't serve them well now is. As you say, they constantly try to repeat it, and it's like you can't do it again and again and again and have the same impact. Like, you lessen the impact, and the stories just aren't as good either. Like, it's, you know, they're riffing off um, the originals too much. They're not as original. There's just, they've, they've lost their mojo. And it just, if you said to me, well, they did it recently, they're like, it's a dark crisis. No one cared, Rich. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. It was like, it, honestly, it, it was almost like there was like no heat on it, you know. And I heard the writer coming on saying, "Oh, they're just Lee's all dead." It's like, sure, yeah, okay. What? I've never seen that before. Yeah, for what? For fucking five seconds? <laughs> you, you know, like it was just, I don't know. It was, dude. Yeah. We had the we literally had the Justice League die, quote unquote, in um, uh. Oh fuck! What was the storyline uh, Grant Morrison did with uh, Rock of Ages event? and stuff? No, 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 not it was the one where um, the one where they, they found in the dead past. Of yeah, Justice that's League not Grant Morrison. Time. That's Joe Kelly. I love that story. Yeah, but what was it? Was it with Obsidian? Dal Mankey, Obsidian Age? Yeah, Obsidian Age. Like you know, I fucking they, we love that story. Him dying, quote unquote, in a new Justice League. I fucking love that story, man. 
with a passion. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, they every fucking writer thinks they're doing something new. Honestly, today. But, but also, can I say, like, that was just a really good story. You know, like, forget about like, was it you know, world shaking to the um you know, the the greater public, because I don't think it was. It was kind of enclosed in Justice League, but it was just a really good story, you know, at the end of the day. And really, that that's what I wish they would focus on, you know, but they don't. Well, I would have more respect for these writers today, right? Instead of them trying to um, convince us that they're doing something new that's never been done before, yeah. just say, hey, I'm a big fan of that fucking storyline, right? And I want to sort of do a homage or I want to do my version of it, you know what I mean? I think I've got a cool idea that, that, that like mm. uses that or builds upon it because mm. I'm open to that because I am an adult and I understand that almost every story has been told. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we're such creative sure. people, uh, uh, beings. Yeah. We've pretty much created like almost every, you know what I mean? Like every story. So there's only so many stories, you know, themes that you can tell. I'm happy if you just say, Hey, I love those stories growing up. I fucking love Graham Morrison. I'm inspired by him. I want to kind of do that shit. I'd be like, cool, man, do it. Give, see what you can do. How how fun can you make it? But yeah. please don't fucking try and tell me that you are doing something like so unique and new and it's never been done before. It's like, sure. <laughs> it's been done 50 times before you. It's been me. done to death almost, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I was chatting the other day to Adam the computer and he's making the comment like, is there only so many comic book stories you can read, you know, before... It, it almost burns you out, and I and I have thought that myself. But I, I guess I I'm certainly more picky now because I think I've I've read so much, you know, that like I pick and choose. But I also I I do feel for me that some of my quality control has gone out the window at times. Hmm. Um, well, I, I my answer to him would be like yes and no because if you try and read everything, yes. Hmm. But what you need to do is just maybe find a character or a writer or or something that you like and just read that like you know what i mean like i yeah. i do think you if you try and read every comic like oh, yeah. you, you, that's currently out of course you can read too much but as i said like but that's like saying oh like how many movies can you watch because so many fucking movies are the same like you know sure. honestly has made the same movie like fucking 50 times you know what i mean mm. <laughs> you know uh, and how many times can a father lose his family and want to go revenge or like you know what i mean like <laughs> we watch the same movies but it's it's just about how interesting can you make it? What maybe interesting spin can you put on it? You know, mm. maybe you can borrow, maybe you can combine two different types of stories, mm. you know, and try and blend them into one. That's what we can do to try and make it uh, still continue to be fun to read or watch. Mm. Um, but I do feel like comics are less fun now because they're not they they're kind of copying, but not even doing it in a skillful way. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. they are giving us a, a cheaper carbon copy like a, an inferior you know how like um the, you know that uh, it's like a story that you get in sci-fi where um if you keep cloning the same thing you st it starts degrading yeah yeah, yeah definitely you know, like yeah. clone of a clone multiplicity of a clone multiplicity the propel propeller head. At the moment. we've cloned it so many times yeah and the, the the quality is so bad now of the writers that it, it, it's it's cloned itself into that in, inferior place where oh i agree and also i do believe at the at the big two, especially at DC, like they lionize minor talent as huge. Like I describe Tom King, for example, as a minor talent. Like you know, but because he stands out because he's got some talent, 
it feels like they've tr- tried to make him bigger than Ben Hur, you know, and it's like, oh my god, like. Can I, but but that's why I know we keep get onto this, and I feel like I'm really on the sort of like the manga anime train. But one thing, and I don't watch every obviously anime, and I don't read every manga because again, like I said, you can't read everything. You just got to find something that you like. But one thing I like about the, the the Japanese guys is that how I said to you how they try and create something new by stuff that's already been done before. That one who just it, it described to you that Mashal, mm. it's basically someone who's like I'm a fan of Harry Potter. Yes. I like that world. I, I like that idea of magic, but I'm also a fan of like One Piece or you know or, or Goku or something of this really strong character that can just like dominate people with with just strength of will yeah. and raw power. Why don't I just combine those two? That could be fun. God, and it is. You know what I mean? It's like that's what we should be doing. Is it's okay to borrow? It's okay to say I'm fucking. I'm inspired by this. I'm going to do it. You've just got to be unique. You you've got to do that in a in a interesting and new way, a fresh well, that's way. That's people time. go. I've seen this before, but this looks a, like a fun version of what I've seen before. Yeah, and that's a tale as old as time. You know, like, but, but that's what I said. These writers today, I don't feel like they understand that they want to try and make out like what they doing is new. Oh, you've never seen this before. Like no uh, one's ever done this before. Yeah. We're so unique and special, and it's yeah. like. You're literally an inferior copy of what I've seen before. No, it's like, like yeah, I know. That's it's, how I it's the guy who runs in the room like, we should kill Superman. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, it's like... Well, it's it. like okay, well, you, you know what? You used to we should kill Superman. No, no, no. It's the... Um, uh, it's the... Someone goes, oh, we should we should out Superman's identity, you know, and then they do that. And it's yeah. like, oh, that wasn't really successful. And then two years later, Ben <laughs> yeah. just runs in and goes, we should uh, reveal Superman's identity. <gasps> oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, my God. Like, you, you're just repeating yourself. Yeah. Man. Thanks, Bendis. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh, I don't yeah. know. Like, that's what I mean where it's like literally lazy copies with well they they lost me and i've brought it up before on the show but fuck they lost me i I went and read the issue where superman renounced being an american and and i fucking hated it with a passion i mentioned that to chuck and he said it's bullshit and i said yep (laughs) basically yes that's that's like that was ridiculous you know like that was just silly that was just like, oh my lord! That's the that's the same kind of thinking that hired the GI Joe writer who hated America. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Can I just say this? Look, I you I don't believe that you have to be like um, I don't believe you have to be like a super patriotic sort of like American like love America, think America does no wrong. Mm. But I do believe that even the things you don't like about America or the things that you 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 question about America, you still need to love like you still need to love America like oh, you totally. know with the well, you, you, and all you've that. got to respect the country and respect the flag yeah. and etc. But et you still have to love the country. You know, you still, to write Superman and GI Joe, you 100%. still need to love the country, 100%. even if you don't always agree and you and you fight for a bit of change and all that. Sure. But you cannot hate your country. If you hate your yeah. country. Yeah. And see your country, you should not be writing Superman or G.I. Joe. Like, totally no, agree. That's exactly. A, yeah. no. Like, if that's your point of view, well, good luck to you, but you, you certainly should be writing those properties. Um, because you know what? Other other good writers have taken, like, Captain America and Superman and had them question, have them say, hey, America, we should be better, or, you know, America needs to, you know, atone But they've done it in a, a, a from love, not from, like, hate or or or... 
or, or, or um, uh, pettiness or, or, or what do you know what I mean? It comes from genuine, I love my country, I want my yeah. country to be better. Well, that guy was a clown who who was writing G.I. Joe, who was doing that. That guy was an absolute clown. Aubrey, was it Aubrey something? Aubrey. It, may, it may have been, yeah. And he was, like actually, let's look this fucker up while we're here. You know, what was his name? I think his name was Aubrey Citizen. Something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was, it, like, let's just see where old Aubrey is today. Because after he fucking shit on the flag with um, G.I. Joe, I think he got fired for his for his bullshit, and rightly so. Um, yeah, see, SJW Comics writer fired after turning G.I. Joe character. He, he was a real tweeter as well. He's one of these guys who just, <laughs> after turning G.I. Joe character into an overweight lesbian... <laughs> <laughs> he reimagined the beloved male character Salvo as an overweight lesbian. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what? You know what's funny? Um, oh wow! I someone, mean, someone, is a fat someone made this fatty. joke. They said, "You know, I keep getting told that like fat is beautiful and fat is healthy uh, and all that sort of stuff." But yet, every time I tell a girl that she she's as beautiful as Lizzo, they keep slapping me. Oh fuck that Lizzo! I fucking hate that chick. Like, but but I think we brought up on a on a recent show because um, I'd never heard of her ever, and then she showed up in something in Star Wars or something, and I mean she's just a big girl, and but but she's like, um, yeah, like yeah, oh, big is beautiful. Look at me, and I look well, I look at her, and I'm like, yeah, I see a large girl. I don't know. If- yeah, but, but I love the joke where they say Big is beautiful, but then this guy was joking. He was like, but every time I tell a, a girl she's as beautiful as Lizzo. <laughs> They take it as an insult. I thought yeah. Big was beautiful. <laughs> oh, did you see that Dove commercial? What Have is you it? Seen that that's been making the rounds where they um, Dove is fighting against oversexualized uh, women in video games and right. pushing for more like chubby um, right. women in video games. Which I just find that so funny that you're like <laughs> pushing for more chubby women, women in video games. We want women to stop being sexualized in games. So we prefer that they be chubby because chubby is not attractive. It's not sexy. So are they saying that chubby woman? I mean, it kind of feels like a backhanded kind of. Yeah, we're gonna um, make them more fatties. Well, not even a backhanded compliment. It's literally like you don't even realize you're insulting chubby woman by saying you're not sexy. So therefore, you should be invited. Yeah. Are you there? Are you there, Rich? Sorry, I think I lost you there for a second. Yeah, they, it, it's almost like we're going to make the, all the all the girls in video games fatties now, um, and you know, good luck. I don't know, like what what it serves. I, I just don't Dove, know what it the, serves. Is, why does Dove care about what video yeah. games are like? It's, Dove, it's a fucking soap. I was going to say they're like skin creams and soaps and stuff, aren't they? They soap. What do they? What in the hell are they fighting? I tell you what, I don't want to see a fucking. I'm picturing this. A uh, Dove commercial, like in the shower with fucking, f- just like all these fatties, like male and female, like soaping themselves up. That's what I don't want to see. Um, you know what I mean? Like if they go down that route. Also, when did it become like if something's a bit sexy and cute and stuff? Like when was that? Why is that suddenly a bad thing anyway? Like why are we like I don't quite understand why we're so like oh my god it's sexy oh gee clutching my pearls kind of thing. It's like, get over it. And Dove, stay out of the video game controversy, if there even is one, 
because no one cares outside of these losers. Now, I did find this stuff. Now, I remember why this fucking prick um, citizen was, uh, yeah, he was, he was, he was, yeah, here he is. He was going on about 9-11, man. And he was saying, oh, good, it's self-centred national tragedy remembrance day from people who weren't even anywhere near New York City Day. That was him on September 11, 2017, from the writer of G.I.J. Rich. So get this, Rich. This is Aubrey Citizen, ironically named Citizen, considering such a terrible fucking citizen. Uh, September 11, 2017. This is from him. Oh, good. It's self-centred national tragedy remembrance from people who weren't even anywhere near New York City Day. That, literally, this is from the fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that where we were slamming people for, for, for remembering 9-11 who apparently didn't live in New York or some shit. Fuck him. Fuck this guy. And, um, yeah, and, like, but you're writing G.I. Joe, really? And you're, you're a fucking terrible human being, obviously, as well, who's got no fucking empathy for what people were going through and the massive ramifications. Um, yeah, wow, it was just crazy. And... Unless you were there or lost someone, this is what your social remembrances look like. And then he some picture, but I think he's deleted it. But I don't know, like what what stupid picture this guy was. Uh, he was he was a, he was a spaz. He was a total fuckwit. I'd like to know where he is now. Hopefully, yeah. the bottom of a fucking well. You know. Um, as long as you're not writing GI Joe or anything, I. <laughs> yeah, they they. They um at first they tried to they they tried to uh, how do you say um do some spit on it IDW and then then apparently they changed their tune and were like fuck this guy <laughs> like yeah like firstly his Joe sucked can I also say that like Larry Hummer this was not Chuck Dixon this was not this guy was a fucking clown from Clown Town and he's only notorious. Uh, for apparently turning someone into an overweight lesbian, not not a great idea. Um, and then yeah, and then his his next big thing was um, was he fired off about nine eleven? Like that's always going to go poorly. Like that's that's when you sit down to write something, and you need to have that honest second with yourself where you're like, this is going to cause heat, big heat on me. Is it worth it? The answer generally is not really, you know. Um, but that said, this fuckwit put that out there, and I'm glad he got fired. Fuck this guy. You know, whatever he's doing now, uh, you know, he's, he's pitiful. He's probably serving fries, man, you know? Like, seriously, <laughs> fuck this guy. Maybe French fries in France, I don't know. Free, I call them freedom fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I remember that. I used freedom to love that fries. stuff, man. I, I must admit I was saying that stuff too. I call them freedom fries. I kind of um, feel like you don't even have to call them French fries. Just call them fries. That's true. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we were all pretty fucking hopped up after 9-11, man. Some of us, we were. I called for nukes. That was my response. I remember I said to my sister, it's time to pull out the fucking nukes. I said, let's... Yeah, of course it was. I, I said, let's bomb these fuckers back to the Stone Age. Seriously. that's That was my reaction. And um, I still believe it, you know? One of the... One of... I'll say this. One of the worst moments... The last 10 years for me was when we withdrew with the US out of Afghanistan and saw the Taliban just rolling back through again. That was one of the most humiliating moments for me as a citizen. You know, I just, uh, just to feel that all that time there and we didn't eliminate them and we pulled out and seconds later they just took the country back again, you know? 
Like, yeah. I would have... Usually the way it goes, unfortunately. But, but can't you get into the rats' nests and just really eliminate them, like really kill them? But you know? Yeah, but Dave, but that's always the, that's always been the problem, which is why so many people are against, like, getting involved, you know what I mean, in mm. trying to occupy, because you have to stay there. Yeah. Like, you, you, it, once you leave, <clears throat> it generally will go back to yeah, yeah. what it was. So, and that's why those people just don't do it, because either we're going to stay... Or it's going to be a waste of time. And it cost trillions. I get it. And it cost trillions. But what I'm saying is when we were there, could we not have been more aggressive is kind of what I'm trying to say. And really, because they had to live uh, somewhere, you know? Probably not. I mean, if you're talking about more aggressive, that's just going to get you probably UN eyes on you. And, and you know, I don't know. Like, I think that's a bit... I don't, know. I don't think you could get any harder without probably committing some sort of atrocity. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe lucky I'm not the man in charge there, Rich. <laughs> yeah, and probably you are lucky too, because you know, otherwise you're going to probably have to take on a lot of countries. <laughs> anyway, um, moving away from Afghanistan, one of my fucking nitpicks. Um, how about this? Announced this week, Beast. You familiar with Beast? Uh, Hank McCoy, if I'm correct in saying, is that correct, Rich? Uh, Hank McCoy mm. from the X Men is now apparently the god of mutants, Richard. Um, I don't even know what that means. I am struggling to understand what that means as well. Um, I also think it sounds incredibly stupid. Uh, he's Beast. He was a human who turned into the Beast through mutant powers. He was never a god. Um, <laughs> Ever. Um, and the fact that he's now a god just shows me that this X-Men fucking experiment on Krakoa has just gone completely off the fucking rails. Um, yeah, oh, fuck, yeah, you, you mentioned that. that, that remind, yeah, they, they definitely retconned the beast because um, <clears throat> originally he, he, he got turned into the beast because he was trying to cure himself, I believe. Right. Um, and he fucked it up and it made him more beastly. Which is right. that's when he had the because remember the original beast was just human with big feet. And big I also hands. hate that they're calling him an X Men villain, as well. Can I say that? Um, they're describing him as an X Men villain. Like he I is a villain. I yeah. know Dark Beast was a villain. I didn't know Beast was a villain. Dark Beast, Beast has slowly drifted from idealistic hero to abject villain in recent years, and that's a I've got a big fucking problem with that as well. You know, I've I've probably got a bigger problem with him turning into an abject villain than I have to do with turning into a god, because that's just stupid. Uh, and, the, and the next item is Wolverine is finally evolving from a killer to a respectable hero. It's just like, who is writing this shit, man? Like, honestly, like, like, why? I understand Beast has done some questionable things in his time, and Dark Beast. They had a perfect villain in Dark Beast. Dark Beast was the crazy prick, wasn't he? Rich, have I lost you again? Wow, I lost you again then, Rich. It's weird. Yeah, no, I lost. No, I just messaged you saying I lost you okay, again. You were okay. talking and then it just went dead again. Well, I'll, I'll say this. They had a perfect villain in Dark Beast. Like, Dark Beast was a full-on genocidal maniac from memory, wasn't he? Well, it's, it's Beast without a conscience, basically. It's, yeah. it's it's all the smarts of Beast, but without that sort of moral compass to, like, not do, like, experiments <laughs> on mutants and stuff and all that. So, 
But but like now they're, they're like, oh no no, Beast is a massive villain now, and I'm like, I hate that because how do you pull that back? You know. Also, you had Dark Beast. <clears throat> well, Jesus Christ! At, the, at this point, I think every original X Men will have a go at being a villain. Like we've had uh, Archangel or Angel be a villain. Mm. Uh, Jean Grey is technically being a villain. Mm. Um, Scott Summers as oh, that's being right. a villain. Yeah, they tried to make him a villain. Yeah. Now you're saying Beast is a villain. That's all that's left is Iceman. So once Iceman has a go at being a villain, we'll have we'll have covered them all. A major part of Beast treachery has been the creation of literal armies of clones of both himself and Wolverine. This has afforded Beast all manner of opportunities to carry out his own schemes in secret that he otherwise would not have. As the head of X-Force, these actions have spurned the rest of the team away from their supposed leader, with the exposure of them to members of the Quiet Council by Wolverine has set up to be what is sure a fierce confrontation down the line. Well. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's better than what it sounds like, but... I don't know. Also, this picture of Beast is just ridiculous I'm looking at. Like, I'm looking at a picture of Beast. He looks like a goblin or an orc. You know? Forget about Blue. Uh, well, I mean, Jesus Christ, his look has changed. Oh, well, this so is many, a terrible so look times. on this one. Remember that time when he was looking more like a lion? Like, he had like a yeah, like a panther lion face kind of thing. And I was just like, what are they doing, man? Yeah, no, I remember that. And I remember it not fondly as well, you know? Uh, now, we have some news here that you brought to us. The Star Wars theme resort closes at Disney. Um, this was a big dollar uh, high-end uh, event, and I believe it closed only after about 18 months, Rich. Am I right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Now, friend of the show and lovely woman, Margaret Weiss, uh, the Dragonlance writer, uh, she wrote the Dragonlance novels, amongst many other novels, with Tracy Hickman, and a lovely woman and a great writer, uh, she went to it, uh, and I remembered from her Facebook that she'd been to it, and she loved it. And so I said to her, what was it like? And so she gave me um, a little bit of a description, which I'll read out to you on the, on the show here because um, it's not confidential. Um, but basically, she loved it. Um, and I'm going to read out exactly what she said once I can bring up my fucking internet to work. Jesus. Oh, my Lord. I Like, Facebook, like... Could you work? Would it be possible that you could do something useful with your life and let Dave read? Thank you. Read a message from Margaret Weiss. Okay, so um, she says, It was amazing. We are so sad we wanted to go back. Um, problem was the cost. It was expensive. Four grand to $6,000 US. Um, and I said, What did they do? Was it like a Star Wars theme murder or something? He said, she says, You were on a cruise ship taken over by the First Order because they suspected the ship was harbouring rebels. And I said, that's cool. And I bet it was harbouring. And she says, yeah, Chewie. Um, and I remembered that she had a lot of fun. And I think that, uh, there was a lot of, maybe not cosplay is not the right word, Rich, but it was a lot of role-playing. And I think they had a lot of actors, you know, paid to play the roles of like the First Order and the Cantina and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. So... It was expensive, um, you know, like six, four to six grand for like two to three nights, but it does sound like it was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, well, I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, that's probably the first positive, like real, real positive review that I've read. Like mm. uh, a lot of the reviews I've read, while people have said that it is sort of swanky and it's whatever, it feels like generic sci-fi. 
Right. It doesn't feel like Star Wars. Like okay. nothing on the ship or whatever feels like it's Star Wars. Like really, um, it just feels like. In fact, a lot of people said it feels more like Star Trek the ship. Okay, like with the consoles and the buttons and all that. Um, but also the biggest problem I think is, <clears throat> let's be honest, the people that could afford, sure, this sort of thing are older people who yeah. are more into original Star Wars. So the fact that you didn't build the theme around original Star Wars, sure. like you Good didn't point. create like some sort of like hotel or, or, or something that was like that made you feel like you were in that Good. Star Wars. Um, is but again, that it's the same when they started building the Star Wars theme park. Uh. They were like so confident, like oh, we're gonna build around the sequels because they, you know, it's new and people are gonna love them. And <laughs> Galaxy's Edge, we're you know talking I mean? about, yeah. Hey, Galaxy's Edge, yeah? yeah, yeah. So Galaxy's Edge, they originally were going to do it. Uh, it was originally going to be original Star Wars, uh-huh. but then like they decided, oh, you know what? Oh, geez, you know, the sequels are going to be so good. You know, we we've seen the first movie. We're so pumped for it. We're going to change it. Right. We're going to make it about the sequels, and oh, it's going to be fantastic. And then obviously the sequels turned out to be absolute dog shit. And, <laughs> you know, but again, you should all you you, you already had a money maker because most of the people with money. Yeah. Right? Because let's say, okay, let's say there are fans of the sequels. They're generally going to be a younger crowd. Sure. Like, they're not going to have a massive bank to go be able to do this expensive stuff. Oh, yeah, four to six grand for two to three nights. I mean, that is, that's high end. That's a, that's a, that's a lot of expenditure for a couple of nights. get, like, that is a lot of stuff, but I guarantee if you had done it as original Star Wars Mm. in some way, you'd get people who'd be willing to take out that loan or fucking get a credit card because they want to experience... Yeah, for sure. I just meant it's not an impulse thing. Like, that is a big decent chunk of change. I I can get people... If I was in the States and, you know, based there, um, I I could imagine it'd be something, you know, I try to talk Michelle into going into. But, yeah, I agree. It would be better if it was original. Um, you said, I think people would be more willing to maybe take but like, that funding. What, what's the big or, difference anyway? Like, can't you just like? Why does it have to be so fucking exact? Like, why can't I have IJ eighty eight and Boba Fett and stuff like floating around? You know, it'd be cool to walk through the hallway and like Boba Fett walks by you, that kind of thing. I said, I mean, if I was going to go to a hotel experience, I, as I said, I yeah, I'd prefer it to be say that maybe like Moz Eisley or yeah, Cloud City or something yeah. where Javis Palace, um, man, Javis Palace. So, yeah, because basically, like, let's say it's a hotel and you've got the hotel bar that could look like the Moz Eisley Cantina. Well, I think that there was that though. I think I I, I think I, I'm trying okay. to remember. I'm trying. Again, I, not, not from the reviews I've read, but again, I haven't read every single review, so I'm. Well, if I'm they didn't sure. make it the bar like at a cantina, what a waste! Like, are you kidding? Like, I'm pretty sure they didn't, man. I mean, really? if they were going to do it, they would probably would have done it as that orange chicks cantina, whatever the fuck her name was. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't care if they what cantina they do, but they've got to have the band. You've got to have that guy with the. Yeah. The well, that's my guy. point. You, you, you have so many options. Jabba's Palace, Moss Eisley Cantina, you know, like Cloud City. Like, there's just so many fucking options that you could have as like a bar in a hotel or something. What's the name of the guy, with... Rich? You're a big Star Wars. But don't forget that this thing is was done to be like a cruiser, like a spaceship, not an actual like place place. Well, I was confused. I thought it was a cruise, but it's actually a hotel that's being a, pretending to be a cruise is that right yeah, it's a hotel that's that's made to be like a spaceship yeah see i i was confused i thought it was actually like one of those luxury cruises you can go on 
that was themed. Like, oh, you, oh yeah. that, that would have actually been fun if you could. Well, do you that. go on like the Kiss cruise and stuff, and they play f- for you and everything. Like, you know, it's all decent money, but it's kind of like if you want to pay, you can get almost anything these days, you know? Mm. Um, I don't know, man. It sounds like the idea is decent. Maybe the execution, they need to sort of redo it, I think. I, I think the actual idea is a decent one. Like, to have a high-end thing. But I'd bring in gambling. I'd bring in whores. I'd bring in, um, you know, the cantina, the ambiance, uh, dancing yeah, girls. Yeah. Dancing girls, Rich? Like the um, the Twilicks, yeah? Like, why not? I mean, yeah, they're up with you, but not the not the whores. Like, <laughs> well, you're always... If you're going to have gonna a like casino you lost me there. and a bar and all that, you're going to have some prostitutes are going to be frequenting the establishment. Like, you know, because there's going to be... I don't think Disneyland and Disney okay. World is known Oh, good point. I forgot about the Disney thing there. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Strike what I said about the whores. Okay, strike that from the record. <laughs> but I like my idea because guys like Boba Fett is a guy in a helmet, yeah, or um, Bosch uh, or IG-88. You know, they're all – you could even have a Dengar, you know what I mean? Like kind of wandering around, like playing a role kind of thing, like paid actors, you know, like – Sort of like next level, though, because you're kind of at the very high end of the Disney experience. Yeah, but I don't care. I don't care if you get paid actors. Everyone knows it's paid actors, but people still want to hang out with paid actors of Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Mm. Han Solo, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda. They don't want to hang out with paid actors of Finn and Poe and Rey and Kylo Ren. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sure there's always, oh, there will be someone. Yeah, I fucking understand that there's going to be like 5% that fucking want to do it. But I'm talking about the vast majority. I'm I'm trying to remember. Hang out with the regionals. Who's the the elephant? Come on, you're the Star Wars guy. In the cantina, who's the blue little elephant guy? He plays like like a trombone or something. In the band. Oh, my God. You Uh, You know the guy I mean. Yeah, he's actually the um. I need, uh, I need to know. I need to know. Miles, Miles, Cantina band members. I'm typing this <coughs> on Google because I'm going to. Oh, Max, 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 Max. Uh. Max, Re, Max Reno. No. Max. Yeah, that's that's you. You're on it, man. You're you're right there. You're right there. Fuck. Yeah, the Max Rebo band. I've got Max Reno in my head. Max Rebo band. Yeah. Oh, Rebo, Rebo. Yeah. Now, I, I read that apparently he apparently survived Jabba's sale barge. Yeah. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, well, what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to get to is if I'm going to the bar, I would have 100% thought someone dressed up like Max Rebo would be playing a fucking flute or whatever he was playing, or oh, keyboard or something. You know? Like, no, you'd be wrong, buddy. You'd be wrong. So what, you've got guys there who are saying they went to the bar and it was just a normal bar. Like, Well, that space bar, like a, but not, 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 again, they're supposed to be on a cruise, uh, a space cruise ship. They're not going to have a, um, like a Moss Eisley or a kind of that kind of cantina. It's just going to be like a normal. Yeah, but you could deck it out with the band playing, like whatever, a bar, man, but like deck it out futuristically. But, but like that, that those bars. Well, that was kind of a smoky bar. Like, have that ambiance. 
you know, and that fucking kind of annoying music playing and have a few Twilix work in the crowd. Like, I mean, I'm coming up with this off the top of my head. No, again, that's what I said to you. I, from what I have read, it's just very generic sci-fi. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't... It just, I don't it get feels, it. As, as some of the reviews I've read, it feels more... The ship feels more like Star Trek. Like the Enterprise. Star Wars. Hmm. I see what you're saying. So you're just wandering around corridors with people and stuff. Yeah. And, like, doors are sliding open. Whoopie-doo. You know? I don't know. That's uh, uh, Kind of, yeah. And, like, the room's just... But I would have... In my mind, I would have had guys and gals from all over the fucking franchise, like, everything. You know, all the films. And, and they would work... Like, a floor would be all prequels. A floor would be Empire Strikes Back. A floor would be... You know, there would be a floor for the sequel, Losers. Oh, make more sense. I mean... Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, different flavours, man. But how cool would it be? You're walking along and you see... What's the guy's? Is it Bosch, the guy with the lizardy, the reptilian guy? Bosch. Bosch. So I think it's arguing, Bosch and then just add a K at the Bosch end. Bosch arguing, kind of pushing and shoving with Boba Fett, and you walking by and they're having kind of a scene like a drawdown or something. That kind of stuff, man. Like, it, yeah. it, it wouldn't be that hard to, to work out because they're so expensive that they're making decent money, but you've got to entertain for that kind of money, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, don't disagree with that. I don't know. It just feels to me like, like, and also we're, we're, we're complaining about the cost, but plenty of things cost that much. You know, if you want to go to the higher. Uh, yeah, but the experience. thing is, this is not a thing that you're going to go do every weekend. Yes, it's going to be expensive, but that's why I said to you, had you done it, had you done it like as you say, just better. Mm. Uh, like as I said, maybe you go for a Moss, like something that's more recognizable, like a oh. Moss Eisley yeah. or a, a Jabba's Palace. You know what I mean? kind of thing if you'd gone for something more recognizable and again you made it the experience do you know what i mean uh. you still had the acting you got the bounty hunters who show up and stuff and all that you know maybe there's a little bit of a reenactment of the actual luke coming to jabba's palace and you oh. can see it yeah. and see it live wow you know what i mean like that sort of shit you'd be like you know what fuck is it gonna cost me a lot of money i'm gonna have to spend the next five years paying it off <laughs> i'm gonna experience this you would get people who would do that is my point i'd go with like some guy showed up and then, yeah, like the the bottom fell out and he plunges down. That'd be awesome. And Jabba's there, like I like Captain Solo right where he is. <laughs> yeah, you go there. There's Han Solo and the thing. Like I'm just saying, you could have had like a reenactment of things from the movie or so. Like I'm just saying that would have been. Well, what like, annoys oh, me it's is like, it's like I'm there watching it in person. Like I don't know. Yeah. It just would have been more fun. What annoys me is this is all quite doable. Like if you like. Yes, I understand it would be expensive and stuff, but, like, they're charging a fortune of people coming anyway, so, you know, like, you could do it. And it's not that far removed from what they do already at Disney World. Like, there's a lot of, like, reenactments of shit, you know, like a lot of sort of pantomime sort of stuff, like, you know, like there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on, a, a lot. Mm. You know, people, you know, they're playing out little bits and pieces of the movies and all that kind of thing. Like, it's just the high-end value it's it's the high-end market for that like it's the kind of snobby you know, kind of richies experience i kind of want to be there frankly you know experiencing <laughs> it like keep the peasants away you know <laughs> keep the peasants away. i want to be you know you know me rich i want to be right there in amongst them just loving it 
you know. me, sir. Can you remove this plebeian? Yeah, from exactly. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Credit card declined. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, man. I, I like the idea of what they're trying to do. It sounds like the execution was a bit off and they probably weren't ambitious enough. Um, I, I think it can be retooled, though. I don't. I, I do think that that there's definitely a market for it. Um, and there's a lot of Star Wars content, oh, and I, yeah. you know. And um, yeah, I, hopefully they can. Look, Margaret Weiss loved it. They she absolutely loved it. And I remembered at the time she had a really good time. She was dressed up in like some sort of some sort of like first order ball gown or something. I just yeah. I remembered it when I saw the news item, which is why I asked her. So. Anyway, yeah, fair enough. Hey, look, I'm sure there are people that enjoyed it. I'm not saying it's like some, like absolute horrendous, mm. like thing. I'm just saying a lot of people that said it just wasn't the Star Wars experience they were. Also, you know, in fairness to those guys, when you're paying, uh, you know, whatever they were paying, like four to six grand US, you, you know, you you want something for that price. You want, you know, you and justifiably so. You you know, you don't just want. A mediocre or medium experience. If if I'm paying that for two nights, I really want to be massively entertained. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when you pay top dollar at a concert or something, you're expecting, you know, above average kind of thing. If you pay twenty bucks, fifty bucks, okay. But if you're paying like two grand, you know, I want a fucking great night to remember it by. That's the beauty of capitalism, you know. What you, pay, you, what you, you can pay to get the exclusive access. I mean, my mind's going sexual, frankly. Um, those Twilight dancers and like, you know, shame it's a Disney because because in my version, it gets a lot more extreme. Your, your version is way more Vegas. <laughs> it is, yeah. No, it is, yeah. Great, it's massively Vegas, yeah. <laughs> All that's missing is Sinatra just snapping his fingers at the top. Imagine he's counting in the, the Max Rebo band, and then he's like, you know, I got you under my skin. <laughs> and then it's just on, and Dave's just loving it, just absolutely loving it. Doesn't want to leave. <laughs> so Richie never leaves the fucking hotel. Okay. Well, I think we've exhausted this topic. <laughs> It's too bad. Oh, well, I guess Margaret Weiss was was kind of our was kind of our spy. But one of your guys should have gone on there as well, Rich. Like, how close were you to these guys who are winning? Are these friends or is it just YouTube guys? Like, have you got guys you know who've been in? No, just just reviews that I was reading from people that like posted reviews and stuff and all that. Sure. Okay. All right. So these are actual people that went paid. Yeah, yeah. And apparently and it wasn't them. selling out. Apparently the cost was prohibitive. No. Like, yeah. No. So that tells well, me you've got to make it. You know, you've got to make people willing to get into debt to go. No, so definitely. You have to make it like awesome. Definitely, you've got to. I think go next level, and as well, when you're there, you can grind them for a bit more money. Like you can get a like not a real lightsaber, but you could do matches with people with like you know you know the you know the lightsabers they have that obviously aren't real lightsabers, but they're like it's like a plastic tube. And it's coloured up, and so you can have you can have matches with people fighting with them and stuff, mm. stuff like that. I'm just trying to think of shit you could do. Have a Tie Fighter simulator in there, you know? Like let's get let's get fucking nuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you could do. 
Could have people. Could, do. could have people being frozen in a carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'd be signing up for that. So. Remember the little guys that worked? They weren't Jawas, but they were like Jawas, like those little guys who worked the carbonite machine. Do you remember them? Uh, the uh, Ugnaughts. Ugnaughts. Yeah, get a couple of Ugnaughts there. You know, because you could hire a couple of midgets and put throw them in Ugnaught costumes. You know. There you yeah. go. There's something for the fucking little people. I'm sure they'd be happy to get a job. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, like George Lucas certainly gave plenty of jobs to them. Um, get a couple of get a couple of showers in there as well. Like, there's so many things you could do to make it cool, you know. And oh, I, oh, yeah. oh, there's so much. But again, you want to do things on the cheap if you're Disney at the moment. So yeah. Okay. Well, maybe they're going to retool this and think about this in the next financial year or something. Because I don't think that they've stopped with trying to drain the wallets dry of Star Wars fans. <laughs> I'm sure that they've got more schemes up their sleeve to really grind the Star Wars fan base. Um, this was interesting. Hooded Cobra Commander eighty, uh, Hooded Cobra Commander seven eight eight. He's a cool guy. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel and stuff. And I listened to Audible Interlude, a GI Joe podcast. And they mentioned that he did this really in-depth thing on Cobra Commander. Um, And I actually watched it. It went for about 45 minutes. It was really fucking interesting, man. Like, it goes into, like, his history in the cartoon, his history in the comic books, but then it goes into his motivations, uh, his role in the world, um, how he's not just a Cold War villain. Uh, It goes into the whole elements of his fascism, for example. Uh, It's like an in-depth psychological profile of Cobra Commander. Um, Fascinating. Check it out. Hooded Cobra Commander 788. This this tip came via Audible Interlude, uh, my favourite G.I. Joe podcast I listened to. Uh, This was amazing, Rich. It got in deep, man. Um, A lot of thoughts that I've been having, actually, about Cobra Commander and Baroness as well. Um, Because... Like, when you think about it, at first you're just like, yeah, they're just bent on evil. Yes, they are, but, like, it's also, like, they're immensely fascistic. You know, Rich, have you ever realised that? Like, Cobra? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, thought they were the good guys. Not the good guys, man. No, not the good guys. Um, like... Hey, I'm fucking with you, man. Yeah, yeah, like... Oh, yeah. But, but, like, no, but also it's like they got into... Cobra Commander was, like, a failed pyramid scheme guy and he has this distrust of the government but but also they're actually within the US that's the thing, it's the enemy within the, the, this video went really deep man and I was kind of like sitting here and I was like I've been thinking these thoughts ever since I read some of that more recent stuff about Baroness, how she was like came from like not royalty but like almost royalty in Europe, maybe it was royalty actually like minor royalty and then she became like super anarchist and stuff and yeah it was just deep man like dave was just like i was lost in it man i was like wow and guess guess what guess he's wearing a cobra hoodie as i talk about this yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but i mean what have you got to say about it rich like for you is it just simple case of good versus evil yeah yeah but i don't know why it can't be but do you see where i am man I'm 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 in so deep, you know, like so deep. And Cobra Commander is not a good guy. That's one thing I'm realizing now. You know? Yeah, I don't think he's ever been a good guy. <laughs> no, I understand that, but like but he's a really bad guy is what I'm trying to say. 
like this guy said he's the most important comic book villain of the 1980s. He said bigger than Skeletor, bigger than Megatron, bigger than someone else I can't remember, Cobra Commander. I don't know if he's bigger. But I'm he's certainly same level, but I don't know if he's bigger. He's up there, isn't he? He like when you think about Cobra, what do you realize this as well? Because I'm reading the comics now with Larry Hammer, I'm getting deep into them. That it was a social movement that took over the town and stuff. Like it was literally like a sort of like it's very Hitler esque, actually. Like it, it was a social movement that people willingly signed up for and stuff. You know, like he kind of brainwashes them, and and it's yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. Well, that is what cults and and um, that sort of stuff do. They prey on sort of the lonely, the the outcast, the sure. um, the the people with no direction in life, the aimless sure. sort of sort of stuff and all that. So you know, I mean, that's how they get their their cannon fodder. Is that you know, people either hard. I just or feel I just feel like if Cobra Commander had cast his spell on me, maybe I would have been a member of Cobra. You know, yeah, you could. Well, if it was real life, you could also be dead because it's not like the. Well, they're like movie. cannon fodder as well. He's got no regard of no, human no, life. No one dies in the cartoon, but in real life, people die. <laughs> and, and in the comics, heaps of people people die. Like yeah. in the JoJo comics, like it, it's quite common to see death. You know, unlike in the cartoon. Remember in the um in the in the toy, toys that made us when Larry Hummer called the makers of the cartoon moral cowards. <laughs> For not killing people and stuff like, yeah, Larry Hummer kills heaps of people in the in the in the comics all the time. Um, you know, it's because it's a war kind of thing, so he, he doesn't shy away from it. I look, look, uh, look. I'm honestly, obviously, kind of like I don't know if I'm explaining it well, but check this out. The, the first section is more just a recap of what happened in the comics. We all know he was more a figure of fun in, in the cartoon. Sorry, in the comics he was more nefarious. Um, and more evil, and obviously just better because the comic, the cartoon version, if you recall, was quite ineffectual, like constantly screaming and whining and failing. Comics is more dangerous, more driven. And then the last section, which is the really interesting part for me, was the psychological profile of, of him and about fascism in general, too. And, you know, all the stuff that we associate if we go back to the prototype fascists, which are Nazis, you know, in our imagination, although there are many versions of fascism, they're probably the most successful. Would you agree, Rich? Like, in their time, um, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, like, so a lot of our, our, our stuff is drawn from them. And, yeah, it was really interesting. And I was just like, wow. I, I, for a moment when I was listening, I forgot Cobra Commander wasn't real. And I was like, man, this Cobra Commander is a real fucking piece of work. And, um, you know, I'm wearing my Cobra hoodie now. I'm not ashamed to be wearing it because I do, I do enjoy Cobra. You know, I, I must admit, I've always had a kind of like, I think they're kind of cool, like Python Patrol. Yeah, but and... Dave, let's be honest. It's because at the end of the day, you know that it's fiction. It's like, fictional, man. You know, the people who turn around and say, oh, my God, you, you, you know, you're celebrating fascists or, you know, oh, it's yeah. like, no, man, I just, it's fiction and they're it's fun fiction. and it's yeah. entertaining and you know, like, yeah, they got some cool fucking characters in Cobra, but it's fiction, man. Yeah, like, they got those guys like Destro, Destro, um, Zartan, yeah, Baroness. They got some of the cool characters. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
Tan looked like those guys. Like a lot of people, like with Nazis, okay. Like obviously, most of the cannon fodder, they were just Germans who, yes, doing what they're told. You know, you're in the army, and let's be honest, probably the people that did well and climbed the ladder were the fucking psychotic, yeah, shitbags to begin with who in, enjoy getting off on hurting people or, sure. or or doing what they're doing. So you know, it's not like every officer, you know, probably most officers didn't climb that much because they were just like, dude, I don't want to fucking do this shit, you know, like... Oh, well, there was a deep distrust by members of the army of the Nazis. real life, so, you know what I mean? It's like, there's a difference between fiction and real life. Exactly. Like, fiction can just be fun and cool and entertaining, and and I don't have to fucking condemn the Empire or the fucking Cobra because they're not real. Well, I... Yeah, I agree. And, And I saw a lot of articles recently that were saying, like... The true evil of the empire was the faceless bureaucrats, and I was just like, okay, what about fucking Darth Vader or the Emperor? <laughs> well, that's it, but but you know, this is what is so cool. This is what they explain. Which they, this is why the this is why the new stuff sucks, right? They explain in the legend stuff, right? They explain why so many people are pro empire, like in the empire, the officers and stuff yeah. like that. And it's not because they're like, oh, they love being evil and all that. Like, no, they just, they liked order. They liked yeah. that things got done. Do you know what I mean? Because when you come from the Republic and every planet is a fucking massive Senate and everyone's got to do the vote. Like you saw that in the prequels. Yeah. Like trying to get something done when your when your Republic is made up of like hundreds of planets. Yeah. And, and governing bodies, nothing's going to get done. So it's not that people are like, yay, we get to be evil now and, and, and squash out and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, that's why in Legends, you had a lot of people that didn't necessarily follow the orders that they were supposed to from like Palpatine. Again, you've got the 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 diehards, the psychos, the, mm. you know, the, the bad people who will probably climb higher in the Empire. But a lot of people just, they the, the reason that they followed the Empire and they missed the Empire and all that sort of stuff is they just want to have a... One leader makes the decisions, things get done, and there's order. Mm. Like, everything is under the one order. It's not like a free-for-all. So, mm. it does make them right, but it gives them a reason. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. want to, to, to still fight for the Empire. Well, and, the, and the thing... I totally agree. And the thing that this guy... Look, I 100% agree with that. Uh, one of the things that this guy mentioned about fascism and stuff and those cult-like leaders is those... They, they other they they pick another person for the problems. So in Hitler's case, obviously we all know it was the Jews. It was you know whatever. Like it was well, always. You know that old saying, right? Um, you 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 become stronger friends if you bond over something that you hate. Yes. And something that you like. Yeah, yeah. It's sad. Um, but but like that's a real thing. So in Cobra Commander's case, obviously. It's the U.S. government. It's at one point banks. It you know it's 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 finding as you say an enemy to blame that, the problems for. But but you know but this is why it's so funny that as I said it's like it's it's so funny to me how you know that old saying you know if you don't know history you know you you, repeat you, it. you, you end up repeating all stuff. Obviously that's not exact for Zach. It's not that it repeats itself. But isn't it funny how in those days like. To convince people, hey, you're not successful, right? Mm. You don't have a job or whatever because of the Jews. Mm. See the Jews? They've got the money. See how the Jews have businesses? Mm. That's why you don't have a business. That's why you're poor. That's why your family's struggling because of the Jews. Mm. And so obviously now you give those people a, 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 
they they're able to take the blame off themselves and they can mm. put it on someone else and obviously that makes them feel better and, and whatever and that's exactly what we're kind of doing today like you go to america and when you know like with democrats or, or left rep, uh, say to to black people you don't succeed because of you know you know of the white man he's racist and he keeps right. you down right yeah. not saying there's no racism but my point is not every white person in the country is keeping you down or stopping you from achieving your goals or your dreams but you convince them that it's not their fault and then they vote for you because you convince them that you can change it, that you can fix it, that you can then give them what you're saying that they're being deprived of. Mm. And that's the same thing with the Nazis. It worked for the Nazis and it works for the, <laughs> the Democratic Party. If you give someone someone to hate, you mm. give someone someone that they can that blame for mm. where they are in their life, it's very powerful. And, mm. you know, it can convince a lot of people because let's be honest, no one likes to blame themselves. Like, well, that's the thing. Know. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. That, and that's the point that this guy made here, which you're making also. It's yeah, it's it's obvious, but I guess at a time of desperation and uh, depression, like economic depression and stuff, it, you could kind of see it was also allied with a very, for its time, sophisticated propaganda machine. You could kind of see why people fell under the spell. Um, I'm not excusing it by any means. I'm just saying the logic of it makes sense uh, in the insanity of the time. Um, but yeah, I, look, it's it's far from the only example. Uh, sometimes I think we spend too much time using Hitler as the example when I think that it's this similar thing has happened many, oh, many, no, many that's times. The, that's you know? the scary thing. There's so many examples. I mean, he's just probably one of the easiest and. Yeah. And- yeah, more known examples, but there I just use an example of the Democrats, like, the, the, and that's just, and it's in a lot of countries. If you want to convince people to vote for you or that you can fix their life, you first have to convince them that there's someone else to blame. I would say nearly every politician does that, <laughs> like successfully. Yes, you know, a successful president almost always does that to get elected. You know, like it's a very common technique. You know, it's like in wartime. Generally, it generally that the 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 popularity of the leader goes up in wartime because you're fighting against a foreign foe. You know, um, it's it's yeah. One well, of I mean, things. don't don't forget. Like, you want to use your Rome as an example. They uh, when they came to wartime, they suspended democracy. Totally good. So successful. You know what I mean. So I'm just saying, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do kind of need different leaders for. Rome didn't need democracy; was unnecessary for Rome. No, but what I'm saying is that uh, it's weird because some people are better leading in good times, in peaceful times, and some people are better leading, sure, in hard times and all that sort of stuff. And you know, um, that's where it sort of just becomes difficult. One of the cool lines, and and I didn't love the movie Dark Knight Rises, but one of the cool lines is when they're talking about Jim Gordon, and they're saying he's a hero and they go he's a wartime hero the war's over and that when they're about to force him out and it was like oh, yeah, yeah. yeah i like that line though i thought that was a clever line because it was kind of true and yeah it's kind of like sometimes once that war is over that their use sometimes a morale boost to the nation can be expired like churchill after world war Two. He lost power immediately. I think right, right, just before World War Two, he just lost you know control of his party because during the war he was a massive inspirational factor for the country. You know what I mean? Like, but as soon as it ended, like you know, others could you know 
outflank him kind of thing because his mm. his his usefulness had kind of expired in the eyes of the party, you know, and um and you know such and such. So it's interesting. But anyway, um, look, I do recommend that if you're interested in Jojo and Cobra Commander, and you, you know, I love my Jojo, don't I, Rich? You know, you do indeed. I was pestering Chuck Dixon today, saying, "Had he been to Joe Fest or Joe Cons or anything?" Because I wanted, I love getting eyewitness reports, but sadly, Chuck hadn't been. I said, if he went to Joe Fest or Joe Con, whatever it is now, he he clean up. You know what I mean? Like his his GI Joe run and and his other body of work. It's so aligned with that audience, if you know what I mean. Like, I, there's so many points where they, I, I think, you know, he, he did the G.I. Joe work, which is showing, yes, he knows this property very well, did a very good job for a number of years. But so much of his other stuff, like his Bad Times novels, his Lee Von Cade, and all this other stuff, I mean, I could see him cleaning up. I think Chuck should attend the next one. Right, the problem is, I don't think he... What was the problem, Rich? Did we lose you again? No, so does, does Chuck get invi- invited to cons, though? I don't know. No idea. Because remember, don't forget, he's he's kind of like a uh, person non grata, you know. Really? Like... Still? Pretty much, yeah. Really? That's bullshit. Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, but by Joe, by G.I. Joe fans? I don't, I don't think he's non grata. Ah. Not, not, not G.I. Joe fans. I'm just talking about, like, the... The, the the convention runners and oh, okay. and owners and stuff and all that. Really? I don't think he's getting you know. And I'm not saying he doesn't do that. I'm just saying I don't think he gets a lot of yeah. invites to these things because you must remember a lot of non comic book fans and and whatever they've labeled him as like you know alt right and yeah. right wing and, and all that sort of shit. So I'm just saying he, uh, he probably would clean up, but he probably doesn't get invited to a lot. Maybe hmm. only some smaller ones. Maybe he know. doesn't even do that many as well, actually. I don't think hmm. he does a lot of cons. Um, he's a busy man, so he might yeah, not he's have a, time. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. He's very busy. I think he does some local stuff in Florida a fair bit. Like, yeah, he'll do comic book stores and stuff every now and then. But, yeah, he's very busy. But, anyway, regardless, he's doing fine. But it would surprise me if I was a G.I. Joe um, convention organiser, which I'm not. But, obviously, you've got, you, you've got your people who invite themselves – you know, which is the voice cast, the Larry Harmers, you know, they're obviously invited to all these things. But I think Chuck's a good example of a, he's got a great body of work and he did all that Joe Joe work as well. So it's it's an automatic for me. I mean, I, it's just my perspective. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Larry Harmer wrote most of the years of the comic book. And so I imagine he has a standing invitation, you know, to these things, it's just a question of is he busy and you know does he want to go blah blah blah. But I don't know. I just I was I was putting out there to Chuck today. I was like I reckon he would absolutely clean up. I, I honestly I, I I think I'm in touch enough with the JoJo fan base to know that he, I, I don't see these guys like turning their noses up. You know, they're they're turning their noses up at that moron we spoke about before. You know that that's the kind of guy that gets the grinds their gears, not Chuck yeah. Dixon. Jesus. Um, yeah, but you are right, I guess, like the little crybabies, um, who, who read the, um, the ultra, what do you, I'd almost call it communist Marvel, <laughs> you, know, like, you know what I mean, like, what do you call it, like, the ultra, 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 it's not even left, I don't even know how to describe it, it's beyond left, it's just super identity politics, those kind of people would be, I'm sure, just clutching their pearls if, if Chuck walked by them, you know. Oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> They'd be like, oh. <laughs> like, what would be hilarious? Because he's a nice guy. If he was chatting to them and they didn't know who he was, you know, 
my face and was just chatting to them. Oh, he's a nice guy. And they're like, that's Chuck Dixon. And then they're like, oh, who's Chuck Dixon? They're like, oh, he's, he's this guy. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, as you say, that super left or you to call it, I'm sure there's people that would describe him as like, he's ultra, like, Nazi, like, white supremacist oh, that's sort of thing. Because, because of his um, alt Q or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's stupid. I, I that's, hate that, that stuff. That's how, like, you I know, hate that stuff. That's so how bizarre. Like, yeah. um, the conversation has become around this sort of shit. Like, yeah. Do you think it's kind of died down a bit though? I've heard a bit less of it recently. Um, well, the problem is it dies down, and then you think it's safe, and then maybe some convention invites him and it goes, and then it flares up. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. But I guess it but... might be dying down. Hopefully, but oh. um, what's he done? I don't even know what he's done. <laughs> I'm sort of baffled. I get it. I get it. He's conservative. I understand that. I, I speak to the guy regularly. Yeah, he's a conservative. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, I have yeah, conservative they, friends. They also, they look at his work. Like I said, that old Q and he's done work for, um, uh, oh, we were just talking about it. What oh, I that, know. Um, um, Vox Day and stuff. Vox Day and Vox Day is seen as problematic and all sure, that. Sure, so sure. As, as long as his name's attached to that, and it doesn't matter that he's just an art, you know, an, um, a creator, writer, whatever, sure. doing work. Yeah. Um, that is, you see, that's the thing. It's it's always it's always guilt by association, or yeah. you know, and it's like it's just it's a ridiculous. Well, they like, probably hate us because we've had it on the show you, like twenty times. Hopefully, you, know? you are right that it is dying down a bit, and it's. I think it but, is a little bit, but it always flares up every now and again. That's but the but I also sorry. What I meant to say was, I yeah, I hear you what you're saying there. I, I've heard all that before, and that's fine. But I think a GI Joe audience, I think, is a pretty sort of safe spot if you, uh, you know i would say majority of it's safe but you would still even get some gi joe fans who probably yeah but fuck them uh, would, you would know defend, like, uh yeah. all citizens so yeah, you well, know, they can like, fucking go outside and be shot by firing squad as i said your biggest issue is not necessarily who's the majority and all that but who's the loudest that's the problem because yeah, remember you get true. the loud minority who make it look like they're the majority so doesn't matter if it's the majority that support him if, sure. as long as the minority is loud and vocal mm. They can still affect things, so... Yeah. Well, at least we're flying the flag, man. You know? Jesus. Oh, anyway, let's bring up Chuck's thing. So this is why I was even thinking of Chuck, because he's got a new comic book coming out, and it's with the guy who... The Ripperverse. Have you heard of this, Rich? Yeah, that's the... Uh, I think someone turned us onto this, that Eric July guy. Yes. So... Yeah. Uh, now, I'm not sure if it was you or Michael Kellish who put this in the news, but Chuck Dixon is joining the Ripperverse. Um, he will release a 90-page graphic novel via Ripperverse Comics entitled Alpha Core One. It stars a team nice of... Name. Yeah, cool name. It stars a team of superhero cops who patrol the skies and the streets of Forest Park in search of super creeps, weirdos, and villains. Boy, do they find them. It's full of action, uh, Chuck continued. It's kind of a police procedural meets a superhero er- epic. Uh, now, I um, spoke to Chuck about this uh, last night, and he says, yes, the art is insane. He's really happy with the art. Uh, it's, it's, the story is finished. It's being coloured. Um, it will go on to, um, what do you call it, like crowdfunding soon. Uh, we're going to have Chuck on the show when that happens to you know talk about it and stuff. Um, always a pleasure to have Chuck. Um, yeah, and we can get into it. And I can ask him these questions about G.I. Joe and, and, you know, and all that stuff. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Eric July, for those who don't know, the founder of the Ripperverse, 
sold over $3.5 million worth of comics of his first comic, Ism, one last year without using crowd comic book distributors or crowdfunding. He was so successful that PayPal tried to withhold a million dollars worth of funds and CBR refused to print stories about him. <laughs> so, yeah, um, and he's a yeah, black... I, think, look, I haven't read his... Obviously, I haven't read his stuff, but when we got turned on to him, I was I looked into him and all that. A very talented musician as well. Okay, um, cool. He's actually got a... Um, not a band i guess it's a, a group or his name it's called backwards mm-hmm. um he's it's kind of like it's weird it's kind of like rock slash metal rap okay kind of stuff yeah. so he can like rap and he can like do metal singing he's actually super the guy i mean if if he's as talented writing like this comic as he is with that music mm. hey, i'm not surprised that he's probably doing well yeah well he's done well as well at like getting chuck to write a comic as well you know like so Man, it sounds awesome. Uh, does he do the art? Uh, like, I don't know. I don't know about the artist. Um, Chuck said the art's incredible. Um, let me see if he mentioned who the artist was. I don't remember. So he just says, by the way, the project is um, completed and being coloured. He's talking with Eric about a follow-up. So it sounds like... Um, it's all systems go there. So anyway, we will have that's just a teaser, um, and we will have Chuck Dixon on the show to talk about that in more detail when it gets a bit closer to going to crowdfunding, which probably isn't that far away, Rich as well, and and I can talk to him about GI Joe and Punisher as well. <laughs> well, we've got him. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and I. And I can ask him if there's another Bad Times book coming. Um, yeah, <laughs> so all stuff that like, I... So, oh. so, Chuck, I believe you've got this new book uh, coming out, all that fantastic, fantastic. So, about G.I. Joe. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but like, all questions that Chuck fields almost on a daily basis for me anyway. So, um, <laughs> he'll be quite familiar with just patting them away. Now, Mortal Kombat... Why is Mortal Kombat being called Mortal Kombat 1, Rich? Because it's a reboot, bro. I see. Right. So it's, it's it's a weird thing. It's not a it's not a reboot. It's a reboot sequel. So right. Uh, you remember? I don't know if <laughs> I, I'm assuming by this point you did finish the last Mortal Kombat. I did sure did. I did. Okay, great. So as you know, uh, he has kind of re set the universe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The world got so kind of like crazily it changed. Continue from that, but now it's like restarted again, but with this new timeline okay. of like. Of uh, uh, Liu Kang being the new uh, Earthrealm guardian, so oh. there's no Raiden, or maybe there is a different version. But anyway, he, Liu Kang is now the the Raiden okay. sort of character, and 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 so it's 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 a retelling, but like a different kind of retelling. So it's a, it's a weird, it's it's a reboot, but it's a reboot starting from this new timeline. Okay, well that sounds semi interesting. Um, I tell you what, that last. Um battle against that chick with like the time spheres or whatever she had that was a bitch of a battle i, I that took me ages to beat when i beat that i was so happy with myself i was pleased as punch oh by the way shout out to my girlfriend michelle she hit a home run today in softball actually well done yeah she she put it right out of the park man um yeah she did very well she's very very proud of herself and i was very proud of her they won i think it was 16 10 and she hit a home run 
Um, she had a couple last season, and this was the first one of the season. So, yeah, big big event. Uh, now, well, I'm excited for Mortal Kombat. Now, are you a Mortal Kombat? Do you buy them? Oh, you know me. I always buy them and play them. Do you do you do it? I don't remember. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I thought so. Good. That's good. That's good. Well, any is there any sort of feedback on Nightwolf in this one? Is he available? Uh, no idea. So they only just released a trailer, and the trailer was more focused on um, a character that looked like Raiden, mm. like but like a depowered Raiden, mm. Luke uh, Kung Lao. I love Kung. Jay, no, not Jay. Sorry, um, uh, Katana and Melina. Right. And uh, Sub Zero and Scorpion. Yes. Um, uh, and then uh, Shang Tsung comes and like basically kills them all. Oh. In the trailer, and then Kung Lao Uh-oh. and Lu Kang just completely decimates him. Oh. But it's not obviously what it, it's. I think it's just like what they were teasing is like, will are you mortal enemies or is a new friendship? And then it's like it has like um, uh, Sub Zero and Scorpion like sort of like facing each other. Oh. And then when he goes like, or will you be like you know uh, staunch allies? And then they both turn together and face the camera. Oh. So it's implying, like, what kind of world is this going to be? And then, obviously, because it's Mortal Kombat, you've got to show the blood and the gore. And yeah. So they just have Shang Tsung coming Totality. in. And, you know, like, Liu Kang goes, like, you have chosen violence. You should watch the trailer. It's really I've got to cool. watch this. But what, they, what they're saying is, that, like, this is going to be very different. It's not going to be the same, you know, um, story with the the, the characters are going to have different histories a bit now. Not the same things are going to happen to them and all that sort of stuff. So. Well, you know, uh, life is change, as they say. Um, they got a yeah, friend. You, look, you had what fucking whatever they had eleven Mortal Kombat yeah. games. You know, you can't tell that that's you can only tell that story so many times. Well, probably told it a few more times. Um, I'm just wondering where Nightwolf is in this equation. You know, oh, like, maybe he doesn't exist, man. This whoa, like, slow down, Rich. I don't know. Slow don't down, know. man. I want to see Nightwolf <laughs> with the wolves and and like the arrows. Maybe he becomes the god. You know. That'd be cool. He's not good enough, mate. He's not good enough. Yeah, he's he's like he was a tough character to play because he just wasn't cheap like, enough. He, he, he tends to get his ass handed to him a lot. Well, slow it. down there, Rich. Whoa, <laughs> slow down, big guy. <laughs> I tell you what, man. If you were facing me off in the nineties, two a.m. stoned, I was pretty lethal with old Nightwolf. Oh, I don't know, Dave. Our track record of played fighty games together is a little lopsided. Is it really? I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe it took a few too many blows to the head. I don't mean to sound nasty, Dave, but I'm not the one who took like an entire year to beat the final boss of Mortal oh, Kombat 11. Fuck I'm that just was, saying. That was I'm a hard battle that out for there, me. Dave. That was a hard. But I wasn't playing one of my favourite characters. I was I was playing as someone I didn't want to play. Neither as. was I. What's your point? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> well, moving on. Yeah, I do remember now. You are quite good at the old fighting games, aren't you? I but, was. I mean, I'm not. I mean, obviously, as you get older, sadly, you're. Your, uh, your Twitch skills tend to diminish, sadly. I said the other day, I said, I'm living on fucking reflexes. I said this the other day, I was just like, man, I'm living on reflexes. You know, sometimes I think so much of yeah, my life... Yeah, but slow reflexes. <laughs> well, slow down there. Yeah, not too slow, Well, man. you're living on instinct, but let's be honest, Dave. Like, yeah. you, your reflexes are not what they used to be, like, <laughs> 20 years ago. Let's, let, let's be honest. Hey, dude, who is Mar- Marika... Tamaki. Why do I know this name? Is this someone? That, that's the that's the writer, isn't it? Yeah, but like, is there? Because she wrote Crush and Lobo. 
Yeah, and and Green Arrow, I think, or something. Right. She, okay. Or, yeah. Or yeah. Like okay. Right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. She's not the one that creates the characters that look like her, is she? Or is she? Uh, yeah, I think she is. She is. Oh. Yeah. She's the one that yes. is. Uh, did she do Starfire? Okay. Did she? Yeah. The, the Starfire's daughter, I think, maybe. Did right. She do that? Yeah. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Yeah. Okay. So that's who it is. Yeah. Right, Starfield, Starfire's daughter was not a highlight, was it? Oh God, no! That uh, remember <laughs> what they used to say that uh, what was that joke that someone said that looks like Starfire um, had a baby with a penguin? <laughs> That's a funny joke. I like that joke, <laughs> but it did actually look like that. Yeah, it was very accurate. Uh, Dave Filoni's upcoming Star Wars crossover movie, Rich, will adapt Heir to the Empire if a new rumour is to be believed. Isn't that the one with um, Timothy Zahn's? Is that him? Yeah, but let's be honest. The, the, like, It's not going to be that. It can't be that because they've already ruined the characters. So. Mm. But this is Thrawn, yeah? Well, oh, the Heir to the Empire was the first time that Thrawn showed up, yeah. Right. So, so they were already having him show up and get his ass handed to him by the um, the rebels and um, he's now going to be in a he's going to be showing up in Ahsoka's show and all that so yeah. you know and and you haven't even introduced um, Mara Jade and let's be honest I don't know what you've done with Luke I I don't know how they can do this as um as it as it was intended in the you think it's comics. a joke I think they're going to maybe they're going to try and get people excited by calling it that. Mm. And then it's going to be like a completely different story. Yep. Okay. That's not going to make you happy, Rich, is it? It's a bait and switch. A bait and switch, Rich? That's my prediction. It's a bait and switch. So they're going to bait you in by calling it that, and then it's going to be a completely different type uh, of But movie. like, Air oh, of the Empire starring no one that was in the Air of the Empire novels. Ah, uh, probably. <laughs> or they could have, um, um, Zon, um, um, uh, thrown in it, but. The problem that is is again it's like um, it's like with Kang. It's like you've kind of already like devalued him. Well, I made a point on Facebook the other day that everyone was talking about how I mean I enjoyed Kang too, but at the end of the day he was beaten by ants. You know? Yeah, exactly. And like, that was pretty that, fucking pathetic. Point. Like, you might go, Oh, but there's more dangerous ones. It's like, yeah, but I'm not invested because I know they can be de- defeated though. Like you didn't know if Thanos could be defeated. I mean, for God's sakes, Thanos won. Mm. He snapped half the world. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, half the fucking universe. He snapped it. He won. He yeah. went off and retired. He mm. literally let them kill him. Mm. He was like, whatever, I'm fucking done. I did it. I beat you all. Mm. I won. Mm. So that when the, the second one showed up, you were almost like, Jesus Christ, like, can they beat this one too? Like, you know, are they going to lose to this guy too? Mm. Like, obviously you knew they were going to win. But my point is it wasn't like a given because they already lost to Thanos. Yeah, but true. you've had him now be defeated twice. He's been beaten twice: one in a Loki TV show and one in an Ant Man movie. Like different versions, though. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It you're showing that the, the versions can be beaten. Is my yeah. point. You're showing that yeah. he's beatable. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I made know, that comment. I made that comment on Facebook that yeah, he was beaten by ants, and someone was like a vastly underpowered uh, Kang who was so weak he got exiled to the quantum universe. Like, almost like it was like a stage rehearsal for the real thing. Uh, if he was so weak, they would have killed him. I the thought the whole that- point was he was exiled because he was so dangerous. 
Well, that's my point. Like, they, they, he was so dangerous. That's mm. why he was called Kang the Conqueror. They had to, like, sort of, like, sabotage him or exile him. They literally couldn't kill him. Like, because mm. if he's that underpowered and he's that a shit thing, you just kill him. Mm. Just wipe him out. Mm. You wouldn't exile him. What the fuck's the point of exiling him? What happened to him at the end? He got sucked into somewhere else, didn't he? It looked like he did. Wasn't like yeah, it looks like yeah, I don't know. It looks like something. I don't know what the fuck happened. Like I don't know. Yeah, it was just not explained. Oh, by the way, I sorry, I did tell you I did watch Ant Man recently. Mm. So it's on Disney streaming now. So I watched it, but my girlfriend said I have to watch it alone. <laughs> she oh, she didn't want to watch it. it yeah. Oh, fair. Um, not you know as much as I'm a fan of Paul Rudd, not a great movie. I do disagree with you though. I you know I, you you got really annoyed by Evan Evangeline Lilly. She's barely in the movie, honestly. Like, I know, but she was terrible when she was. In fact, the most annoying person in the movie is the daughter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why do they keep having to make fucking kids and teenagers in movies so god-awful? Yeah, she was annoying. She was definitely annoying. Can uh, I be honest with you? And this is why... You know what's so sad? And I can see why the writer's been fired and all that sort of stuff and all that, right? But it's so annoying to me as, like, a non-professional writer when I watch a movie and go, Jesus Christ, I could have written something better. That's mm. what annoys me. Like, when I look, like, I, and I don't get that feeling very often, you know what I mean? Like, it, it has to be a pretty bad yeah. sort of thing. But Jesus Christ, like, here's the thing. I would have still had it that the daughter was, like, getting in trouble with jail and all that, mm. but I would have had it that um, um, Hope was encouraging her, Yeah. and that caused a, a rift between her and um, um, Scott. And that way, at the end, when the two of them are kind of alone mm. and defeated Kang, and he says, I love you, and she says, "I," you know, I that could have been, like, them sort of, like, coming back together, like, getting over, and, and, and you, you know what I mean? Like, the whole daughter thing could have been a good, a, a good wedge between them that was causing strife, so that you would have some character development. Because mm. the problem with this movie is that there's zero character development oh, for there's, anyone. Oh, there's almost none. Yeah, it's, it's really zero. Like, and that was my biggest problem with this movie. I was like, man, you really should have made it about him and Hope, and you just used the daughter as the the catalyst for their problems. Of mm. hey, maybe yeah, he's like, ah, oh, I'm kind of semi-retired. You know, I saved the world and all that, mm. and 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 Hope and and the daughter are kind of, you know, continuing and because they want to make a difference and all that, and that could be the the tension and the trouble. And then when he gets roped into this he realizes that it is needed and then the two of them make up and, you know, I don't know. I just thought there could have been a much better story there than, than what there was. Oh, there was almost nothing. Like, and I felt she got, at first I thought she was okay, but then she also got the cheesiest lines, like really bad cheese where it's not even enjoyable. It's, it's cringeworthy, you know, and, are oh, you talking about the daughter? Yeah, the daughter. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Like when she, when she turns to Modok and says, "You know, you know, you don't have to be a dick or some yeah, shit," and it's like that, that was bad. changes his heart. And I'm like, Are you fucking. Yeah, no, me? that was pretty bad. It's like Thor, Love and Thunder band writing. You know what I mean? one hundred percent agree with you. That 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 was actually that would have fit in quite nicely in a Love and Thunder scene. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. it was so it was terrible. Not, not, not a good, good, not a good movie. At the end of the day, like not not like oh my god, what a fucking awful, you know, like worst movie ever. But not not a good movie. No, no, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. It was it was poor. Actually, is is the word I'd use to describe it. Just just really poor. And um, 
you know, very, uh, how can I say, it, they're skewing average and now below average, don't you find? Like, that their mediocreness, it's, it, you, you, normally you would say it was just really average, but actually I think it was worse than average, you know? Um, I w- I'd say it's subpar, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely subpar. Yeah, Rich, so you d- agree, subpar, basically, is the word to describe MN3? That's the best word, I think. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. We almost had a technical issue there, but I feel we'd, we'd, we'd wrap the topic up anyway, so I was just like, wrap it up with a bow. Um, Good timing. But it was interesting that the deeper you got, the worse she seemed, but th- but also her material got worse. So I'm like, yeah, the actor is a young actor. Like, I mean, look, she's, you know, okay. But the, the, the material they're giving these people, it's just often so so cringy you know like it's like i mean that's why i can see why the writer got fired like before the movie came out apparently the writer who wrote this was supposed to be writing the kang right um storyline for the avengers movie and uh-huh. he's, he's not gonna do that he's been let go they're like thank you very much for your services yeah you can go now yeah well they yeah um and it still amazes me how bad um modok looked you know like I don't know. Oh Jesus Christ! Which is so sad because when he has the 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 face thing on, he looks fine. Yeah, agreed. Yes, I totally agree. You know, yeah. What I would have done was just left that face plate right, and um, just had his voice, and then they recognize him by the voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can still show the little flashback to you know the guy from the first movie. Yeah. And when you show him sort of like being found, you can you can show it without showing his face. Like, you can kind of show the head, the big head from yeah, behind, yeah. like, the you know what I mean? You didn't have to show the face, uh, because, Jesus, what were they thinking? I know, it was awful, it was I terrible. I mean, the least you could have done, right, if you're going to use the guy's actual face, was fuck it up a bit, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, uh, uh, fuck up the face a little bit, you know, um, gaunt it up a little bit, put some scars, some burning, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's something, like, Because yeah. it just looks like you stretched the face. I'm just putting up a picture of Modok in the comics. I just want to see what... I mean, he's a crazy-looking bastard. Um, yeah, he looks way better in the comics. I'm looking at him in the comics, and... Yeah, there was just... He's got, like, he's got the teeth thing, and, yeah. and, and again, yeah. he's got those, like, lines that almost look like... Um, like his face has been, like, stretched and, and stuff and all that. But this one just looks like they took a image of someone's face and yeah. just like stretched it in Photoshop. It does. And, yeah. And stuck it there. They should have just left him with that cool faceplate. Um, yeah. The faceplate looked fine. I totally agree with you. What you're saying. They should have yeah. left it and just have his voice. They it was, his voice. what they did was almost unbelievable that that would be in a major picture. You know, I can, I'll be honest with you. And, and this is when you reviewed it. And I was mm. just like, I thought that was a joke. You know how like mm. people use Photoshop mm. and because people were saying how bad the movie was or like mm. how not good the movie was. I thought that that, pe- that people who didn't enjoy the movie were putting that actor's face yeah. to make him look stupid because they thought the movie was stupid. I didn't actually think there was actually face of Bodok in the movie. Yeah, I know. It was a really embarrassing scene. Um, now, a major... Marvel Cinematic Star, and I question the word major, um, is going to be in Venom 3. And it's the character um, who... The guy's name is Ch- Chai Wattel Elijah, or Elijah Fall, 
Um, and he is like one of the bad guys in Doctor Strange. He, I'll tell you the guy's name. I was just bringing. Oh up. yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, and so that guy is is going to be in um in Venom three, which that's is that's interesting. Character Carl Modo, I believe, is the guy's name. No, I believe playing the. I think playing the. I think playing the same character. Yeah, I think. I'm not 100 percent sure of that actually, but I would assume so, Rich. Like why? Why would he be? What's Venom got to do with magic, though? I don't know, Rich. I, I'm just excited that Venom Three is coming because you know I love the Venom movies. I love those Venom movies, dude. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know the second one. Okay, here we go. Here we go, Rich. I'm, I've done my research once again. Um, just loading up on the old internet at the moment. Um, he's best known for playing Carl Mordo in the Doctor Strange series. Uh, previously, he played a blah blah blah. He played Carl Mordo. Who's in the Serenity movie as well? Okay. Um, let's just have a look. Uh, words come in. I'm just trying to work out if he's. Yeah, it's hard to know if he'll play another villain or if he might be an ally this time around. Okay, so it's not the same character. He's just been cast in it. Really? Okay. I'm confused. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't see it why it would be that character because that's magic. Like, but why would you hire the guy to play a different character? He's associated with this guy. Like, why are we hiring? Is there no other actors available? Like, this guy was so fucking great. Like, was he? I mean, I. I mean, he was okay, but it would make more sense to me if he was playing that guy. Because yeah, you could work into a storyline. Like, it's, you know, he's a magic guy. Venom's crazy. Like, it's starting to write itself. You know, he creates a magic. Maybe he's going to play the. Maybe he's going to play the prowler. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's already been cast, Rich. Well, it has to be a Spider-Man character because that's the only shit they have the license for. Unless it's a special arrangement, then they can have it. They. I they... don't think they're going to do a special arrangement <laughs> for Venom. Well, no. Wasn't there some other example in Venom? Wasn't there someone who turned up who was like, who was Michael Keaton? He was Vulture, wasn't he? Morbius, same, I guess. No, no, didn't, no, no, you know who it was? Um, Daredevil turned up in Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man movie. Daredevil showed up, remember? That was a special... Daredevil showed up in the last Spider-Man movie, and and he was having a meeting with someone... Uh, Aunt May or something. Yeah, but I mean that's a, that's the Daredevil. They're not doing it. Netflix thing. So no, but but um, that Daredevil but is going to be in a, that Daredevil is going to be in an in like, a new Disney Plus show. None of the Venom movies have had any crossover with anything from the Marvel. They had Spider Man in the last one. No, no, no. But again, Sony like literally owns Spider Man. The license. I'm saying they they've not had any characters that are not Spider Man related. Okay. In some way, show up in a venue. So you're saying this guy may be playing someone else other than Carl Mordo? Because I was going to say, I Carl Mordo. I, I had to even fucking struggle to remember who that was. He's the he's the kind of like baddie who um, is 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 like the, well, the he's rival. Gonna become, he's supposed to become Mordo. 
which is one of his, which is one of uh, Doctor Strange's nemesis. So okay, well, I'm not super familiar with Doctor Strange, but but anyway, my point is he that's who he was, and and then he was in Multiverse of Madness, I think, playing a slightly more good version um, of the same character. I think was he a member of the Illuminati? Mate, he might have been actually. I think, and then he's going to be in this, but you're saying a, a different role. Yeah, I, I let's put a lunch on it. I think he's going to play the same role. Let's put a lunch on it. Fuck it, why not? You know, sure, why like, not? Fuck it, like fuck it. it. We do. We don't know what the fuck's going on. I I struggle to remember who it even was. Um, I think the Venom stuff is going to stay their own thing stuff, man. Like I don't think the Venom makes enough. What if he just comes in and plays like a role that has no name attached? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. What What if he comes in and plays basically just like an extra? You know. And we don't get a name. Who Venom? In Venom, this guy. All right, Rich. So we've we, we've got a lunch on it. I'm saying he's playing Carl Mordu. I'm not confident I'm going to win this lunch. I feel like this is a lunch you're going to. Oh, this is a lunch you're going to win. I think. I feel like. And let's just say this is a light lunch because <laughs> I'm not confident in this bet. That's fair enough. This is a salad. <laughs> <laughs> salad, salad, and a so- you can buy me a Macca's burger. So, salad and a, and, a, and a soft drink of your choice. Um, <laughs> now it's pretty bad when you know you've lost a bit, but just as soon as you place it, you're like, I suppose the world's just throwing that money away. Now, well, um, you play the odds. It's that, it's that long shot where it could you could win big. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, who knows? Um, now, during the filming of Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, Steven Spielberg played a joke on Harrison Ford. So interesting. As Ford was tied up in character, Barbara Streisand, dressed as a leather-clad dominatrix, appears behind him and started whipping him for bad movies and for making too much money for The Empire Strikes Back. Carrie Fisher then pretends to save him and plants a kiss on the surprise captive, while director Ivan Kirshner or Irvin Kirshner gives notes to Streisand. I mean, you couldn't make this stuff up. Sounds I mean, like a fever dream. Yeah, it's just like, wow, Baba Streisand's a lot more fun than I expected. <laughs> 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 like, Carrie Fisher didn't surprise me, but Baba Streisand getting in on the act, it's like, okay. Oh, well, that was her younger days, you know, maybe she changed. And, yeah, she was like, and that was back in the days. She was hanging around with Barry Gibb and stuff, you know, um, guilty. Um, <laughs> you know, love was in the air. Uh, this was funny. Well, not really funny. Marvel reportedly orders all promotional material to not mention Jonathan Majors Kang, distancing him from the <laughs> distancing him from the controversy or from the franchise. Um, let, let's face it, man. Like this whole situation is just so ridiculous. Like Marvel have actually got a real problem on their hands, and I and I think the only way to get out of it is a recast. Now, I actually think that that's where it is. Um, could you tell me you you know more about technology than me? If you recast him, could you digitally edit every single line and appearance of him in Loki and Ant Man successfully? Ah, uh, successfully? No, probably not. Like, um, it's gonna look janky. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, it's still it's still ongoing, and um, yeah, who knows? I guess. But, but can I just say this is why I think they should have um, they should have kept him in the in the helmet with the blue face because then you could recast. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally agree. If they didn't show his his real face so much, yeah, um, they probably could have got away with with casting because it, you could have just stuck another guy in in this like blue face helmet. I, I, I honestly, I'll say this: I honestly. 
I've not read like tons of Avengers and Kang, but I had never seen him out of the helmet. I actually thought that was his face. And then it's like this guy can't wait to take the helmet off. He's like the guy who plays Boba Fett, you know? Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah. Barely has a fucking helmet on anymore. Um, but like in all the comics that I have read with Kang, I've never seen him take the fucking helmet off. And this guy is constantly off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a shame because it's such a good-looking helmet. Mm. You know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw a thing well, where... Well, that's what makes Kang so memorable is yeah. that cool blue face helmet look. Totally so agree, yeah. Why would you not want to keep that? Why wouldn't you give it, Why would you not keep him in his signature fucking look? Also, everyone... Like, I agree he was good, but people are saying, like, it's the greatest fucking acting ever done in Marvel by a villain. I'm like, calm down. You know, like, he played a villain, played it reasonably well in, in Ant-Man 3. I agree. But it wasn't so amazing that, like, oh, fucking hold the Oscar, you know? Actually, I, I wasn't a big fan of that Kang in the movie, only because he came across like a jilted lover. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, your betrayal. Oh, I'm so angry. Oh, you said you loved me. Like, he didn't say that, but that's who the too? vibe. You know who, what I mean? Who was who, who jilted him? I, I got this vibe like a jilted lover kind of thing and all that. Like, But who too? To Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, just yeah, because of her betrayal and all that and the mm. way he talked. It, was, it, it just came across like some guy who'd been, like, rejected mm. or, you know, or mm. left at the altar. <laughs> like, that's the vibe I got from yeah. him. Not like a, I didn't get like the super dangerous fucking conqueror that they were going for. Like, I did I, like. I just came across like a jilted lover. That's what I. Something what I, I did like was that it clearly uh, said Michelle Pfeiffer was fucking when she was down there. You know. Yeah, but she was she was doing that to the Bill Murray character. I'm aware of that, but I also felt maybe she slung a couple um, Kang's way as well. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Well, in my imagination, she did. Um, for sure. Well, why not, man? Like she's been down there a long time, dude. She's an attractive lady, you know. Like, if you... well, as she said in the, as she said it in there. I have needs. She did say that, Rich. I did like the scene where she touched his ship or whatever and got all the images of all the worlds he conquered and stuff. So, uh, like, I mean, it's a, it's a cool cop out, but yeah. Well, what's wrong with that? Well, how cool would this have been? So let's say um, a better way, right, is that because, again, I guess they wanted to show, like, mm. he's a bad man. But how cool would it be is that, no, she helped him fix the ship, but, like, mm. the, the ship needs time to – but now that he's got his power back, he starts conquering, like, this mm. place. Yeah. And so she gets together with some, like, the rebels and the fighters, and she steals the, the thing or whatever or – depowers his ship and all that sort of crap and they're like almost like right as she does that that's when she gets rescued mm. and and then that's why people feel like she ran out or rejected her or you know like left him in the lurch with this with this guy that could have been so much more interesting than like oh i just got this vision so i stole it and mm. i don't know it could have just been more interesting if if the other way, but it works either way. I guess. You had a but few I mean, notes so, on this movie. Look, didn't I'm, you? I'm nitpicking a bad movie, so you know, yeah. or, or like a, a mediocre movie, so you know, whatever. Yeah. Now, have you got something here about um, Marvel? 
uh, sticking into comic shops. Is this oh, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. I put this in the... I don't know if you saw it. It was, it was actually on Bleeding Cool, which actually surprised mm. me because mm. they usually don't like to speak ill of Marvel. Um, <laughs> but really? Marvel is doing these um, foil variants mm. and they're not giving any of the retailers discounts okay. for, for buying them. They have to buy them at, at full price mm. and have to either sell it at a higher price than the cover price wow. or, sell yeah. it, or sell it at no... At the exact price that they bought it for, meaning they lose money because they still have to pay for shipping. Why would any store want them? Because unfortunately, your clientele will want them. Like mm. you're 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 a business. You have people that go, "I want that foil cover." Wow. And now what they're doing is they're kind of making the retailers look like a bad guy because for the retailers, there's because again, you're already not. Let's be honest. They're not. They're already not making money off selling comics. Mm. You know, I mean, what do you make? Fifteen cents. 20 cents, 30 cents of selling a fucking comic. They're now doing this full variance where they have to buy it at full price and then either be a dick mm. and sell it at a higher price mm. so they can make some money mm. or sell it at a loss because obviously, again, you still have, they still have to pay for shipping. So even if they pay for the, the book and they pay the price and they don't make any money on it, they still lose money because they've got to pay for shipping to, for it to come to the That store. sounds like a bad so, deal. This is an absolute fucking dick move by Marvel, and you can't tell me that they're not trying to, like, extinct comic book. It reminds <laughs> me of Lando in Empire Strikes Back. This deal just gets worse you know. and worse. Oh, but they're trying to make it like it's not their fault. They're like, but oh, it's so expensive to do these foil covers. It's like, no one's forcing you to do these foil yeah. covers. Wow, that's it. Yeah, that's a massive demand yeah. for these foil covers that you have to do them because at, 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 they cost so much money to do. Yeah. No, that's... um. That's crazy. I'd much rather do, have you put out a good fucking comic book than a foil cover. I don't yeah. care if it's got a shitty cover. Just yeah. give me a good fucking comic book that I enjoy reading. That's all I want. Yeah, no, that's that sounds terrible. Um, it sounds it sounds like a really um, yeah, like a dick move. It's absolutely. Well, it sounds like they're they're effectively saying. I mean, where can people buy these if not from retailers? They could buy them, I guess, off Amazon or something. You know. It sounds like they're trying to cut out the middleman. I don't think Amazon would sell them, I don't think. Right. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Like, it just seems weird to me. Like, it it honestly sounds like um, they're they're trying to cut out the middleman. It's what it sounds like. Like, almost as if you could buy this direct from Marvel itself kind of thing. No, they're just trying to get maximum profit, man. And and you know what? And, And... they want maximum. So they don't want to give the stores a mm. discount for buying them. Mm. They want to make maximum profit. And they don't care if they make the the stores look like the bad guys by having to have it sell it at a higher price than the than the, the cover price. Because effectively, once a store buys it, it's it's off Marvel's hands. It's it's not their problem anymore, is it? It's, it all comes down to... You say if a store... And, and I don't know how many... Say, let's say King's Comics, for example, bought 200 of these four covers, you know, and they charge in Australia, but probably retail for close to $10, you know? Um, so Marvel would get that, um, you know, what, two, two grand? And that's the end of their problem. They don't have to worry about how many people buy that from the store, do they? It's not their problem. No, of course not, because yeah. the store has bought them all at full price. Yeah, there's no returns or anything. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, um, yeah, so you can see why they're doing it, but, like, it's super, um, how can I scummy. say? It is super scummy. Well, it's, it, that's, that's it's, I would use. Yeah, it, it's burning the relationship in a massive way. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's almost saying we don't actually need you, you know? 
like your part in this procedure of being the middleman is almost extinct, you know, um, and because they just don't care. They're, they're like, eat the cost, don't eat the cost, whatever, you know. Um, people want these, and maybe eventually they'll just buy them direct from Marvel, almost, it seems. Yeah, like. well, I kind of feel like the attitude is, like, to the comic book shops, that's your problem. Yeah, definitely, yeah. No, definitely, yeah. And it's also, like, but obviously they're not making the kind of money that they're a valued customer either because you wouldn't treat a valued customer like that. The, the, the revenue has what? obviously declined so dramatically. Hmm. So that's the other thing. So it's, yeah, it's bad. Well, it's, that's what I said. You can't tell me that fucking um, comic sales on down because people can say, yeah, well, the, the comic shops still buy them. Yeah, but that means the comic book shops are buying less. So where a comic book shop might buy like a hundred of a, an issue if like or something, they might only buy 50 now or 40. You know, because less people are buying comics. So. Oh, definitely. Like, I mean, if less people are buying comics at the end, that's definitely going to impact on how many the middleman buys. You know, because yeah. that, that, uh, they've got to carry that stock. Um, but I'm just saying, you, you, you can't tell me that comics are doing fabulous and then tell me a story there where they're <laughs> like, oh, no, we, we, we have to. You know what I mean? Fuck you. We've got to make the most money out of it. I don't think anyone really believes that comics books are selling anything like that. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is more proof you can bugger off with that gaslighting of trying to claim that the the comics are as good as they've ever been and are are phenomenal, doing fantastic. And it's like, yeah, well, this completely proves you wrong. So, Well, it's hilarious when they say that and then they bring up anime and manga. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Your competition. Yeah, 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 you're bragging yeah. that comics is doing well, but it's because your competition is doing well, but it's, it's, you lump it together. It's like if you said, oh, but novels are doing really well. Yeah, novels in fucking bookstores. Yes, I agree. They are doing well. Um, your weekly comics are not. And there's a multitude of reasons which we don't need to go into, but, like, no, they're not. They're, they're, they're doing a fraction of what they used to do. They're doing a fraction, which is also why these retailers are being treated so scummily. You know, because they're no longer a... It's almost like they're not a value business partner. Like, it's almost like Marvel are ready to go to some other phase. Um, and, and what that will be, I don't know. But um, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's an interesting item. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, sad news. Chloe Bennett's Powerpuff Girls live action series has been cancelled by the CW. I was probably one of the only people looking forward to this. Oh, no. Um, oh. This, this thing, I thought it had been cancelled like five years ago. We we reported on this when Stu was on the show, I swear to God, um, because they had the really cheesy things where people were saying it was like Pornhub. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and I got excited. Um, <laughs> and get this. It was supposed to be a gritty reboot with them older and annoyed they spent their childhoods fighting crime, according to what I read, Rich, which is such a stupid sort of like lazy depiction like, really? That was as good as we got? Oh, we're going to do Powerpuff Girls Gritty. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> it's been cancelled, Rich. I mean, I actually think it could have made a decent show if if shit like The Flash can get ten seasons. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I expected they could have done something with this, but unfortunately, um, I think probably they had the right the wrong creative teams on it, Rich, do you think, from the very beginning? 
Yes, but also, I don't know, why do you want to do a live-action fucking Powerpuff Girls in the first place? Like, I, I, I don't understand that. If anything, I would I would maybe, I would try and do another cartoon show or even a cartoon yeah. movie, yeah. but re-modernize it or... Totally. Or, or, or change it for like a, an, a Gen Z audience or even like whatever younger audience and say, well, look, that was then in like the, what was it, 2000s? Mm, early like, 2000s, um, yeah. Let's, let's try to do something a little bit different. Maybe we can make them a bit older. We can do high school kind of mm. thing. Let's, let's take it down there. Do a live action movie of like a fucking thing that was popular 20 years ago. That was um, fun for five minutes in its time. It was fun. But it was a long time ago. I guess I guess people are still trying to be the next Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> yeah, you know, where you, where yeah. you take a, a, a an old property and and do a parody, yeah, kind of thing of it and all that. Like, let's be honest, since the success of Twenty One Jump Street, everyone's been trying to mm. like you know, take an old property and and make a parody type of. Generally unsuccessfully, as well, I would say. Well, Genuine Joshi's definitely been the most popular. Oh, um, it was great. And, I loved it. I loved it. The the movies. I mean, I love the original series. Fuck, I love the original series. Um, I was such a 21 Trump Street fan, Rich. Like, ridiculous. To a ridiculous level. You know what I mean? Like, I was all yeah. about it. I was all about it all day, all night, basically. And, um, but I, I remember... I remember fucking issue, you know, episodes or where I was just like, this is some of the greatest shit I've ever seen, you know. But also, but the the one thing they don't understand is that like the reason that Twenty One Jump Street was so f- popular and funny and worked mm. is because Twenty One Jump Street itself was so ridiculous. Sure, like it was adults posing as teenagers mm. in like a high school. That's so. That's yeah. almost a parody itself. Do you well, know what Johnny I mean? Depp was like a very young-looking Johnny Depp, you know? That was but it doesn't thing. matter. My point is it's the silliness of having adults go undercover at a high school. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's just that – like, whether or not the show is good, it's taking something where the premise is silly or in itself already. Mm. But there's nothing overly silly about, like, say, Dukes of Hazard or Starsky and Hutch or Chips. There's nothing, like, super overly mm. – like funny about the, the like two cops. Can I say? I'm going to say something it's, right now. I'm going to say something right now, which might surprise you. I fucking love Starsky and Hutch, that remake with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. That is my sister and I. We saw the cinema like three times. I love that movie so much. That is one of my favorite comedies. I love that film. It's so good. Yeah, but it did bomb. But my point is, it didn't bomb. Was it hit? Are you kidding? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it was a bomb. No, Starsky and Hutch. Chips bombed. Chips definitely bombed. I, I, I'm, I'm. I think maybe we need to look it up. I I'm looking it up as we speak. I'm confident in saying it made decent money. Starsky and Hutch, box office mojo. I think it was a big hit, Rich. I think you're going to be proved wrong here, my friend. Um, maybe I don't remember it being a hit. Uh well, let's have a look. Let's go to Starsky and Hutch, box office mojo, and we're going to find out if it was a hit or not. Made eighty-eight million in the states, eighty-two million worldwide, internationally, one hundred and seventy million overall, on a sixty million dollar budget. It was a hit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess it yeah, doesn't sound okay. like a massive hit, but I guess it was a hit, man. It was a hit. You know? Wow. I should have put a lunch on that. Oh well. One hundred sixty of sixty million. I don't feel like that's a massive hit. One hundred and seventy I mean, million of sixty million budget. 
That's a hit. Yeah, and then how much marketing and all that sort of stuff. So twenty million. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 okay, it it was a fire. It wasn't a bomb, but I wouldn't say it was a so, hit. So, so much. Was it a hit? <laughs> well, I love. My point is, regardless if it was a hit or not, I love that movie. I thought it was. I mean, that was with Scotch and Cola. Scotch and Cola, do it, do it. Scotch and Cola, do it, do it. That came from, and when he did the behind the, that, and, and like that's where Notch One came from, man. That puts you on Notch One. You <laughs> know when Snoop Doggy Dog turns up. Again, I just don't remember it getting like rave reviews like the Twenty One Jump Street. You weren't around me, obviously, at the time. You weren't around me, uh, man, because I was. That came out before when did that come out? No, that I... was two thousand four, actually. So that was actually before Twenty One Jump. Dude, I was on that. I was on that day and night, and I was on that day and night, dude. If you'd if you if you'd been hanging around me during that period, I was quoting from that consistently for like two years. That was Fair like enough. that was like old school. Uh, was streaking in the in the quad. Is KFC still open? You know. Um, oh yeah, I remember you. We used to eat cheese. <laughs> cheese. <laughs> at least it was like, regardless. At least it was a hit with you. <laughs> it was a big hit with. <laughs> My sister and I saw uh, Starsky and Hutch three times. It was wow. good. Yeah, we loved it. We we fucking loved that film. Chips was bad, and Dukes of Hazard was bad. Um. And I loved the Dukes of Hazard TV show, but the, but Dukes of Hazard was trying to do Starsky and Hutch, like the same thing, like do a more. And look, I didn't ever see Starsky and Hutch the seventy show, but I imagine it wasn't as comedic as the movie, you know. Um, and Dukes of Hazard definitely had the TV show had comedy, but they tried to do the comedy in the movie, like really play it up. And I don't think it connected as well. It was very similar to Starsky and Hutch what they were trying to do. Um, but I don't think it connected as well. And Chips was appalling, the the, the movie um, of Chips. Because you were a big Chips fan, weren't you, of the original TV show you've said before? Yeah, I grew up watching that. Yeah, and what did you think of the film? Uh, I, I think I've only watched about 40 minutes of it, and I haven't finished it. Yeah, that's no, pretty poor. It's a it's a poor movie. Um, now this was interesting. the The strike, Rich, uh, the writers' guild strike. Uh, Marvel has hit pause on Thunderbolts just a few weeks before it was set to begin filming. Um, so that's paused. Also, now tell me if this is true or not. Wait, I'm so confused. It's a writers' strike, right? Yes, but it's already been written. Yeah, maybe there's rewrites that they needed done or something. You know. Maybe. Well, otherwise, why would I would say you've already got a script to start filming? (laughs) Yeah, but maybe there were problems that they needed to do rewrites. You know, at Marvel, because I imagine all the higher ups at Marvel are constantly poking their noses into these shows. Eh, Possibly. Well, but I mean, if you if you were about to start filming, I'd say you should have been pretty much ready to go. I would have thought so. I I I mean, I agree with you. But uh, anyway, um, now. Also, this brings in a question, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds apparently is banned from improvising lines on set of Deadpool 3 uh, because of the writer's strike. <laughs> Look, I don't know if that's true, but that's that's being that reported. That can't be right. Acting isn't writing, man. Dude, that's being reported. That's being reported consistently that over the last two weeks. That could be reported, but I don't, I don't think you can. I don't, I don't think you can do that. Like, you don't... Because no actor who improvises their lines gets writing credit. Hmm. Okay. Otherwise, they they would get they would get writers credit if actors improv the improvised lines that get used 
if that was classified as writing, then every single actor that improvised the line would have to get a writer's credit. Sure. But Ryan Reynolds is a writer credited. Oh, no, 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 for sure. Like, he he certainly, if he is one of the writers of it, then I suppose maybe that could... That could be that could be that. playing. That but could be the reason. At the same time, if the thing's been written and he's now acting, it's technically different. I don't know. Well, apparently he's been told he can't. That's that's what the reports oh, are saying. Well, fair enough, you know. You know, but they but they're slamming down. They're obviously trying to play hardball, man. The Writers Guild, you know. So they're trying to. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you if you make other people's lives difficult, then hopefully they'll lean on the other people that are doing the striking and say, "Listen, now you're making my life difficult." Well, I mean, it's a strike, dude. You know, everyone, it, it's it's supposed to hurt. That's the whole point of a strike. Mm. You know, so you got to kind of grind through it. Uh, I don't know why they still don't pause filming Deadpool 3, you know? Like... Uh, well, you know what? You know what? Maybe just do AI uh, scripts. Maybe we'd probably be better than the shit's been written today, so... I need Deadpool 3, Rich. I need Ryan Reynolds on full form, you know? And don't forget Hugh Jackman, too. It's not like Hugh Jackman can't improvise the line. Dude, actually, I think uh, AI generated script would be probably perfect for Deadpool as well. <laughs> it's just, uh, I think maybe an AI script could be making me even fucking goofier. <laughs> it could be funny, wackier. actually. It could be funny. Uh, now, have you got a news item here about Image leaving Diamond? Yeah, so uh, obviously, I think DC left Diamond and I think Marvel left Diamond as well, or are they still with Diamond? I'm not sure, but definitely DC did. But Image has now left Diamond as well. So mm. that's another nail in the coffin of Diamond. Wow. Well, I mean, Diamond controlled the market for a long time. It's funny because what really destroyed them was when they did the pause during COVID. Ever, ever since. Well, the, they, they, yeah. they basically loaded a gun and shot themselves with it mm. because mm. Um, because they just were, yeah, we're shutting it down. We're not we're delivering your stuff. And companies were like, that's not going to work for us. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What a bad business decision that was. Hasn't that really come back to bite them just consistently over the last, say, two years? Definitely has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Now, have you heard this about Gollum? The Lord of the Rings game is being brutally... I've seen that people are saying, do not buy this game. It's a shit game, so I have seen that, yes. Now, I have been reporting on this. I feel so vindicated because when Stuart was on the show, I go back... Seriously... Go back through the files, Signal listeners. I was slamming this game. I was saying how crap this game would be, how stupid it was that Gollum was a lead character in this. And, like, out of all the things in Middle-earth, why would you pick a Gollum game? I was, I, I, I was on slam mode, and I'm pretty sure it was Stu putting forward some defence. Now, all these years later, the chickens have come home to roost, and I've been completely vindicated, Rich. And I'm not, I'm not humble, about it either you know i'm i'm not a humble winner i'm one of those winners like i'm chugging from the cup from the trophy you know like champagne you are what they call a, a sore winner yeah i'm kissing the models who are presenting the trophy groping everything and i'm just i'm just loving my victory right now i'm loving life i'm loving that i'm right and other people are wrong you know and i called it i saw it I'm like Nostradamus when it comes to these things. My finger's on the pulse, Rich. Am I too high on my own supply, Rich? What do you think? Even if I told you you were, you wouldn't believe me. No, I I just think... Look, I just think I've, you know... I I hesitate to use the words prescient genius, but I am. You know, I, I saw the future and I called it like four years ago. 
I called it to a T, Rich, to a T. And others were, were trying to talk against me. I shouted them down. And the crowd swells up. And there's now, uh, in my mind, I'm just imagining applause. You know, I'm literally closing my eyes like Caesar, standing and, in, and the, and they're applauding. Know, what, are you, what were you so prophetically right about? <laughs> I said the Gollum game would suck. <laughs> that was, That's it? That, I said it would fail and so it would suck. You took a 50-50 shot no. and I'll pat yourself on the back because you... No. you, it's, you it, was, it wasn't 50-50. It wasn't 50-50. I was taught... Like, Stuart was trying to tear me down, saying that I was wrong, uh, that Gollum would be so great. I was saying out of all the things in Middle Earth to pick, Gollum is probably one of the stupidest. And I showed but, the... No, not, not, not if you're making a stealth game. Like, it could have been a very interesting game if you're making a stealth game because he is the, probably one of the most stealth Well, dude, players. it is a stealth game and it sucks. Yeah, no, no. I don't, <laughs> no, no, but my point is I, I'm saying I disagree with you saying that there is no reason to make a Gollum game. The problem is that they didn't make a very good stealth Gollum game. Not that the choice was wrong. It's just that they didn't make a good yeah. game. Well, Rich... One of us called it, and one of us is proven right, and that person isn't you. So don't try to steal my thunder. Um, basically, <laughs> basically, I feel like, you know the scenes, imagine Gladiator. I feel like I'm the emperor, and I'm standing in front of like the Colosseum amidst the people, and they're just raised, cheering me, standing up, and they better stand up, or my soldiers will come and take them down, you know, in my moment of glory. And um, that's the kind of emperor I would be too. And I wouldn't do it every day. Probably every second day. It's a, it's a bold call. Yeah, and I just feel so good about myself right now. Um, <laughs> anyway, and, and also, and making it even better, Dedalic Entertainment apologised for the state of its new game and promised to fix it. Well, I think it's too little too late. That's a common theme these days, sadly. Yep. Now, Richard, the good news just keeps on coming because you've got some news here about a little game. That's being put out. Do you want to take us through it? A little computer game. Oh, oh so you, uh, Sega announces Total War Pharaoh. Yeah. It's in ancient Egypt. The yes. game will be released in uh, October 2023. So that's my birthday month. That's nice. And be set during the Bronze Age collapse. Wow. Time period of 1150 BC. A few decades after Rams is the second uh, and that Moses debacle, as you've added in there. No mention yet of aliens or birthing chambers. Um, not sure about the another example of the <laughs> world granting appeasement to Dave, because if they were doing appeasement, they would have given you your birthing chambers and aliens. Well, so, I'm I'm just thrilled about it. clearly more this. on my side of, like, that shit doesn't exist. Now, I had a dream, because I read this last night, and either you or Michael put this in the news. Um, basically, I had a dream last night, and it, it suddenly came to me, like... In Total War, how cool would it be if, as a faction, they had the aliens landing in the in the in the oh. actual Egypt? No, seriously, I'm, no, I'm not kidding. Because why not, man? Because because it, Total yeah. War is based on f- f- fact, not your fantasy. No, but but let me go further, man. It's not all fact because when you play Total War, you can play as nations and change the course of history. You can play as Carthage and eventually take over the Mediterranean and yeah, beat Rome. It, it's 
it starts in fact and then it becomes alternate history, but it's not based in fiction. Dave. Well, dude, I'm starting to think that maybe they should bring in the aliens. Why not, man? Make it more fun. This is sounding... I, I literally had a dream about this last night that I was playing that and this was there and I was, again, running theme, very happy with myself when it happened. It was because someone wrote another example of world granting a piece of it to Dave, something that I love when this happens. And, yeah, and, and, and now I'm just... I want to, like, email whoever makes Total War, Sega apparently, and say, throw in an alien faction. Don't make them all powerful. Like, just like... I think it's... Is it- is it creative studios or something? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Who knows? It's a mystery to me. But the the thing is this, dude. Uh, like, fucking deal me into this world, man. You know? Like, let's get... Yeah, crea- creative assembly. Creative assembly. Let's get in deep on, on Total War Pharaoh, man. Let's be, oh, I'll be playing it. Let's be playing this night and day. And I'll be enjoying it without any of the aliens in it. Well, even without the aliens, I'm still down for it, man. But, but also, here's another question I've got for you, Rich. Is it set just Egypt, or is it against... Surely it's against the other powers of the Mediterranean, yeah? Like... Uh, I I don't know. I mean, they've only just announced the... Well, what do we know about the, this? Because um... my brain is going at a million miles an hour, man, now. Like, I'm... I don't know if you've noticed, man, but I'm, I'm flying on full fumes these days. Like, well... you know... It's it's basically made up of of whoever they sort of I guess um, warred with. And, like the hitties, the hitties or heighties, however you however you say that. Um, what the hitties? Is that how, is that how you say it? Or the the H I T T? Are you talking about the hetites? Hetites, yeah. Is that how you say it? I didn't know how to say it. Um, I've got a really annoying thing here going on with my screen when I try to. Okay, here we go. A vibrant recreation of ancient Egypt during its last golden age and experience the dramatic events that threaten its destruction. Can you rise above your adversaries to become Egypt's last great pharaoh and stand against the collapse of an iconic civilization? So it sounds to me like there's definitely going to be some people, what, like Babylonians? Hittites? Whoever was in the sort of... um, Whoever they were against fighting or... Where was Rome, man? Before Rome, Yeah. How many BC was it? No, no, this would be definitely before Rome because this is Ramses. Ancient Greece, man. Thousand one thousand one fifty BC. That's a long time ago, dude. Yeah, Babylonians for sure, man. I honestly, yeah, I was going to say it'll probably just be a lot of um, Middle Eastern. Um, well, I mean, Middle Eastern, North African, um, mm. sort of stuff and all that. Like Morocco was Morocco a, a nation? Morocco? No. We don't know about that. It definitely could be like... Um, um, uh, you say Morocco. I'm thinking of the Jackson Brown song. You say Morocco. can't think of any other words of that song, unfortunately. Um, uh, Greece? Greece, dude. I don't think Greece had any... Crete. Um, Crete, dude. Israel. Israel, man, yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. Again, they haven't they haven't really released what they back, um. Man. They, they haven't it's really a, released. It's a long what, time ago, brother. It's what it's going to be doing, dude. We need the aliens because I don't even know who we're fighting. You know, it's so far back. It's so far back. I'm going to say something now, and I know you're going to laugh at me when I say this. 
don't laugh at me for asking this question. Had they invented the wheel? Yeah, of course. Okay. Right. Um, oh, good. So, okay, so I, I just found something here. So, right, so it says late <laughs> in the second intermediate period, the, uh, uh, the the Theban rulers began to drive the uh, Ixos kings from the delta. So, obviously, there was different factions, different kingdoms, even in Egypt. Like, I yeah. don't think Egypt was necessarily at this point like a massively united. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be different. All that. So, there'll be different just factions. Even in Rome, total war, you have the different houses of the Romans. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, it's probably just going to be that. And then maybe over time, they might add in like like a Roman faction and, and, and all that sort of stuff, just because it's like, well, you know, they, they are not necessarily that period, but fuck it. It's, 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 yeah. It plays a little bit loose with the, the history. What sort of year did Rome invade Egypt? Let's find out the answer. That well, question. that was definitely like... A, well, a you know who could be involved? Alexander the Great. I just realised. Okay, well, so... Yeah, he was around about that, I think. So Rome invaded, it sounds like, in about 270 BC. So almost a thousand years later, unfortunately. Hmm. Alexander the Great, dude. You, there's got to be one with Alexander, man. No, but this is this is like really early Egypt, man. This is, as I said, this is like your Ramses and all this sort of stuff. This is like this is pre. I'm going to say something right now that you that might. I'm going to be interested to see how you respond to this. Almost too early, you know. Almost too early for me. No, because sometimes being a bit, if you go earlier, you can have a bit more fun because there are so many divided factions. Because as time goes on, uh, it becomes more unified. Like, yeah. and it becomes one ruler sort of thing. So, you know, so you want to have it a little bit earlier because then you'd have a lot more smaller factions that are fighting to maybe unify and be the supreme ruler of the, the, the country or the kingdom. So it is probably a bit more fun because you can have... Um, a bit more obscure. This will be fun, faction. dude. This will be a lot of fun. I, I'm down for this. And it reminds me of, um, gee, I was playing my Rome Total War uh, game, which I fucking love, and I was invading the Mediterranean. And I came out, I came through Spain, and I went all the way around, and then I, and I thought Egypt was going to be so hard. I'd built Egypt up in my head to be a real big battle, and I went in like a knife through fucking butter. You know, I took Egypt so easily. I was shocked at how easily I took Egypt. You know, no, and it 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 actually, I built them up in my head. You know, I and I was playing a fucking version of Egypt in my head. I was wargaming so detailed. I went in there with the with you know, total force of Rome. You know, so much momentum, and I just went straight through them. I conquered them in about two rounds, man, and that was it for Egypt. They were done. <laughs> I was, I, I'm still, but what I did, and I want to bring this up on the show now, I launched a massive naval campaign against Egypt in the waters of Egypt or like of the Eastern Mediterranean well before I invaded by land, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think I crippled them economically. And then I laid siege to their ports. And when I went in there, I met almost no resistance at all, no land resistance at all. I fought maybe one or two battles. But on sea, I crippled them. And I give that tip to players now. Don't, you know, challenge them at sea. Build an armada and just funnel in, funnel in, funnel in. And you will find, I think you will find, that on land, they aren't all that by that time period, you know? 
Just want to put that out there for the fans, man. Um, because it was a salutary lesson for me. There you go, Dave's hints and tips. Well, I conquered the entire empire. I, I actually had the whole empire, and I remember saying to Michelle, "I don't even know what to do now. I've conquered everything." And she's like, "Time." To turn, she said, "Time to turn the game off." And I was like, "Wow." <laughs> well, of course that would be her, her suggestion. Yeah, but anyway, but um, but this is going way back. This is going. I mean, Ramses too was like literally like their greatest king, but their last king as well. But it was all falling apart as he died. There was lots of problems. I think there was a plague as well. Um, and they were getting attacked, like, on multiple fronts, you know, mm. like, sort of thing. There was a lot of shit going on, like Phoenicians, I think, that kind of people. Definitely Babylonians, um, various factions. Like, I think it'd be a really interesting game. And I wonder if it's going to be set... I'm imagining that the war gaming world would be, like, the eastern half of the Mediterranean. I don't think you need to go over to Italy and all that. I, I think we can focus this more on the Middle East, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and potentially uh, Africa, like, to a certain extent, not all of Africa, but, like, the north of Africa, you know, um, along the coastline. Um, I think it's a really interesting game, a really interesting idea. Um, now, this was a question from Michael Kellersham um, to you, Rich. If you had not been exposed to comic books as a child, just the TV slash movies based on them, do you think you would have ever started reading comics at all? So I don't quite understand. So mm-hmm. I have an answer actually, but you go first. So it's kind of what came first, the chicken or the egg, though, as well. Like mm. um, for me, the TV shows came first. I I I actually didn't start reading comics until well after I'd seen like Spider Man, the live action movies, and I was more familiar with them via the TV. Actually, cartoons, Batman cartoons, that kind of thing. You know. Well before I started reading the comics, which is probably unusual, but that's was for me, you know? I don't know, actually, um, because it's weird because when I was a kid, <clears throat> I used to go to my, like, whenever we used to visit my grandparents and all this sort of stuff, mm. like, they had, like, a, 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 you know, boxes and drawers full of, like, um, Richie Rich, Archie, Casper, and all that sort of stuff, and that never really got me into comics. Mm. Um I read them because I was a kid and I was bored. You know, you had your mm. grandparents' place, you know. You don't have your toys and all that sort of shit. So I used to read them, but I, I never, it never made me want to go out and buy comics. Mm. And I used to watch cartoons and all that. You know, I mean, growing up, I watched He-Man and, mm. you know, Thundercats and all that. But um, I know there weren't, like, sort of comics on that, but it never really got me, like, motivated. Again, I still remember the day. Uh, we were on a field excursion, and one of I still remember the guy's name. His name was Dino. Um, uh, in the class, he sat down next to me and he had a, like a, we, we called it a tog bag. I suppose you might be called it a gym bag or a, oh. a sports bag, whatever. And he, he sat down next to me and he put it on the floor, you know, between his legs and he opened it up and inside was a bunch of comic books, but it was all like DC and Marvel comics, like superhero comics. Cool. And I was just like, Oh, what's that? Can I have a look at one and all that? And there was just something that clicked for me. I guess seeing these dynamic sort of superhero still things. Mm. Um, but it's, and that actually is what the thing that um, got me into drawing. Mm. Uh, as I said, I read Archie, I read Casper, I read Richie Rich, and never got me into drawing. No. Was into drawing, watched He Man and all that sort of stuff, and never really got me into drawing. But I guess when I finally saw these like superhero comics and saw these 
a different type of like you know drawing mm. but maybe not necessarily adult but more i guess mature or yeah detailed yeah kind yeah. of thing or that it it switched something with me so i actually don't know mm. i don't know if i if i would have gotten into the comics had it been later with oh the is the question more like if because my answer is i actually got in via the media you know like well, I, I, I was aware so I, I would like I don't know if I didn't get on that bus. If I wasn't on that bus reading the comics, if mm. I was only just watching, and then my first experience, which oh, I Rich, it's it's yeah. Rich, it's cut out again. So I'm just going to call you. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, no, actually, it's okay. You go ahead from if you got on that bus. One, two, three. You know, if if I had not got on that bus, or if you had not sat next to me. I, I don't know if I would have got into comics because nothing else got me into comics. You know, like the Adam West Batman show didn't get me into comics. Um, um, I think it was just getting a comic in my hand that mm. just somehow clicked. So maybe I would have, but I, I can't honestly say if I would have. Like, mm. I honestly don't know. I, I think I, sometimes just... And that's why it's, it's so cool that back in the day you could get comics in supermarkets and shops and yeah. chemists and stuff yeah. and all that because... Just having something there where you go, oh, what's that? And you pick it up. Yeah. I think that's what's missing. I think that's what comics need to do. They need to try and get into more places like they used to, not just comic shops. Or comic oh, shops. I agree. Well, I can tell you that um, I was tangentially interested. Like, I'd certainly, um, I certainly uh, had got a couple of comics here and there and stuff. I was very much aware of them. And probably would have got into them a lot more, but my parents were quite kind of strict and, like, you know, I was into books a lot. Like, I read so much books, so many books. And then, but then I was playing, this is funny, D&D and also the Judge Dread role-playing game. Uh, my friend had it. And I was, in that role-playing game rules, they had a lot of excerpts from the comic, Yeah. Um, and it fascinated me. And I like, so I was quite familiar with the form of comics. It wasn't like, oh, God, I can't understand comics. Like, I was, I just wasn't super into it. I was almost there, but not into it. And I was like, man, this Judge Dredd, I really loved it. Like, this, the, the, the comic book, sorry, the, the rule guide had the rules about being the judges, but it also had a lot of material about Mega City One. It was really quite thorough. And like a primer on Mega City One, and I thought I've got to find out this 2008 they're talking about. It's still coming out. Like, and I went down to my um, news agent, and I'd always kind of glanced over the comics. Like I looked at them without really getting into it. You know what I mean? Like fully getting into it. Like, and I found 2008 AD, and I remember it was the Oz storyline, and I just bought it, and. Basically, it just hooked me, you know? Like, I just sort of... I, I honestly think it's like a drug, and you get that first sweet taste. And because I was there at the comic stand, then I was like... Because I was a big... Because I love Spider-Man. Even though I didn't read Spider-Man comics, I love Spider-Man. I loved Hulk, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. They're here too. And then I started reading Spider-Man and Hulk and Wolverine and Punisher, all within, like, about two weeks of each other. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is good shit. You know, to me, I was like, yeah, this is what I should have been doing like probably two years ago. But that's how I got into it. So it was kind of like I was almost there 
and then it pushed me over the edge. And then once I started reading them, it's that first period where you're reading the comics, you almost don't have a filter, you know? Like, mm. you're just happy to read. Like, I, I, the first one I, I could tell you, the first one I bought with my own money was Iron Man. And I still remember I bought Iron Man. And I, and I followed Iron Man for probably about 10 issues before I got bored of it because I was a kid, you know, like I was a 12, you know. And then, but, but I got bored of that, but I was really enjoying The Hulk for a while and Wolverine I bought. And then, and all the time I was buying 2000 AD and I got hooked on 2000 AD. Like I went all in on 2000 AD, you know. Mm. Um, I just think, I, I think maybe the question he's also asking, and I think a more pertinent question is if you're a kid today with all the movies and TV, like all the CW shows that you could fucking ever want, and all the movies, would you be happy with just the movies and TV and probably no. not, not read the comic? No, you wouldn't. I don't think the... the, the that's why I think... Um, uh, so, I don't know. It's weird because one of the reasons why I think... Um, Here's, here's where, like, manga is successful, right? Mm. And why kids like manga is because the manga and the anime are pretty much the same thing, mm-hmm. right? So you can be ahead of the shows, right? So you can be like, man, I really love this fucking show. Uh-huh. The manga's ahead. I'm going to start reading the manga, and then I'll watch the show when it catches up because I'm enjoying I just love this property. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like um, yeah. But, yeah. But it's not different. It's the same story. Mm. But with comics, if I go watch the movie, I'm not getting the same no. story. You know what I mean? If I'm watch now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's why I think today in a, in a world where um, there's so much, as you said, there's like fucking seventy two streaming services. There's YouTube. You know, um, there's quick fixes and all that sort of stuff. I just think like if someone watches an anime. They really enjoy the anime. The anime sort of comes to an end or the season finishes, but they really want to be like, oh, I want to fight, you know, I want to continue to experience that. Mm. They can go to the manga because the manga's ahead. Mm. And so they can sort of stay ahead and then come back and watch the show when it catches up. So I think that's the that's what manga's got over and why I think kids today are still reading or are getting into manga because they want to find out what's happening in the show that they enjoy. Do you know mm. what I mean? The show gets them into the manga. The problem with, as I said, like watching a show now, like, yeah, you could watch the, sh- the Flash CW, mm. but you're not getting the same experience if you go and get the comic. Mm. Um, and also, let's be honest, you can get fucking, I'm not joking, you can get manga anywhere now, man. Mm. Like, any bookstore has manga, any comic book shop has manga. Yeah. Like, even regular shops are starting to stock a bit of, like, I went to Target the other day, mm. and they've got a massive box set of My Hero Academia. Mm. Of like a big collection of of like the mangas and all that. Like mangas kind of get in everywhere, and that's why I said early on, comic books need to get their fucking asses into more places. Like yeah, even if it's some sort of trade or something like that. They've they done need... pretty well in getting into bookstores. I will say the trades, you know. No, but it, I, even like a small trade. I mean, like not necessarily a massive trade. I'm not talking about like an omnibus or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But you want to get some sort of small trade or just something that gets them interested, like gets it in their hand. Where they go, oh wow, the Superman's pretty cool, or like you know, oh, yeah, Batman. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, if I was a kid today, I'll be honest with you, I'm not even a kid today, and I feel like YouTube and streaming has kind of like destroyed a little bit of my attention span. If mm. I'm being like honest, like mm. because now I don't, I don't have to. Like, 
if if something's not grabbing me within the first 10 20 minutes i could just switch it off or switch something else or sure so i do think it's it would be much harder today for a kid to get them into comic books but just because there's no synergy yeah no i, I agree i mean i agree with that completely yeah i i don't know if that was his exact question but i, I te- definitely agree there now you had a thing on this turtles abandoned ova what did that stand for again rich you said original original video Animation or something? Animation. Okay. I, now, I haven't read the article, but we will cover that next week. Um, oh, it's not an article, bro. It's just a uh, – It's a. remember I told you about that YouTube channel I like? It's called Secret Galaxy. Mm. They basically just um, – it's, it's a YouTube channel that just talks about old cartoons, toys. I love that stuff. Uh, I love that kind of stuff. And all that. I found this on there where they were talking about they, – and they're kind of talking about Ninja Turtles at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I found one where they were talking about the – Ninja Turtles anime, yeah, which was actually made in Japan for Japan audience in sort of an anime style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought you might get a kick out of just learning about a different turtles that you'd never seen before. Yeah, well, like, while while, while we're Japan. talking, while we're talking, I've subscribed to Secret Galaxy, so I will check that out. Oh, they're fantastic, man! They yeah, you want to you want to learn about like Gundam? Fantastic, like the history of Gundam or Battle of the Planets, or Zoids, or He-Man, or anything like that. Mm. They go really in-depth to the history and what happened. And, and what I love about it is, halfway through the, the, the video, they'll they'll give you an old ad from mm. back in the day pertaining to the thing that they're talking about, which is like a nice little time capsule. I love that stuff. Thing of, of experiencing like this really old ad for this product. It's, it's a good channel. I recommend it to anyone who loves toys, uh, anime, animation, old eight you know old kids cartoons that you used to watch growing up fantastic um in, in very informative channel i love it uh now mitchell said a thing in there's going to be a new lord of the rings mmo apparently rich that amazon amazon are <laughs> I doing i think they've been working on that for a while now yeah well I, they're, they're... I'd, be, I'd be very surprised if it comes out really well as i said they announced uh they announced a new uh, mmo long ago and they've been um you know, but again, Amazon isn't their gaming studio isn't really taking off. Yeah, I was going to so, say, like, how many games have come out of this gaming studio that anyone knows? You know. All right. Yeah, well, I mean, the the the, the last the, the the only game that I know of that came out that was a bomb was that what was a New World or something like that. Okay. Yeah, um, I remember that it was a bomb too. A yeah. massive bomb. Yeah. Uh, Cobalt Press revealed its new D and D competitor, Tales of the Valiant. Got fully funded on Kickstarter within 30 uh, minutes. I thought you might get a kick out of this, yeah. Mm. Now, Which I think mm. this shows that people are desperate for um, not D&D stuff. <laughs> well, you know, they're like, desperate for how it used minutes. to be. You know, 30 minutes, bro. It got yeah. fully funded within 30 minutes of going live. Well, I'm glad for them, you know, because Cobalt Press have sort of like, you know, um, been troopers for a long time. So I'm glad they're getting their moment in the sun. You know, I think it's cool. Um, you know, like some of these smaller sort of developers and publishers and stuff, like if they get a leg up and, you know, it's D&D's own fault for sort of like pussifying the brand so much, basically. Recently. Well, again, this is showing, because I believe Cobalt the Press has said they're going to make stuff more in line with like the old D&D, where Good. it's about the adventure, the story, it's going to be that classic... Hack and slash, know, hack and slash. Sorcery kind of feel and all that. And I'm like, that is what people want, bro. Like, yeah, exactly. That's why, you know, that's what annoys me about D&D is that 
and again, we've had this conversation before on the show, so I'm, you know, I'm sure going to sound like a sucker. Here, but in case there's any new listeners, mm. it's like being, as I said, you you make a apple drink, mm. and you've got apple drink fans, and mm-hmm. you find out, oh, but there's banana drinking, you know, people. Mm. We want to get the banana drinking people. So instead of just making a banana drink that goes hand in hand with your apple drink, mm. you stop making your apple drink and just start making banana drink. Like, yeah, mm. okay, fine, you got the banana, but now you've lost the apple drinkers. I don't know why they couldn't just do like classic D and D, and then do a modern D and D or a, uh, um, you know, uh, a different version, a younger version, whatever, whatever version you want to call it, mm. for that different crowd. Mm. And they're European two crowds, and neither do they, they have to meet <laughs> if they don't yeah. want to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, but as uh, it's just silly to me, they could have they could have kept their old ones and gotten new fans if they just sort of got two different like worlds or or versions and just did them both at the same time. Yeah, but they yeah exactly. But it's almost like I don't know they're they're sort of too corporate now. Um, interesting. This I want to get your comment on this. Mark Hamill notes he's all in favour of recasting the role of Luke Skywalker so a younger actor can take on the mantle. I believe he has some reservations about the CGI de-aging and not de-aging, whatever you call it. Like, were they... Yeah, I guess it was de-aging. Where they had, like, the CGI Mark Hamill that was in... Was it Boba Fett recently or something? Like, whatever he was in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's... uh... The problem is it's difficult because, I mean, I am kind of in favor of it as well. Um, well, I would have been in favor of it if you hadn't fucking screwed over Skywalker to begin with. You know, sure. like it's, to me, I'm like, I don't care now because who gives a shit? He becomes a decrepit old man, loser, you know, fucking milking a fucking, you know, mm. space, whatever cow. space cow thing was. Um, but it's, it's difficult because, like... Recasting can work, right? Um, you just got to find the right actor. But it can also sometimes be difficult because sometimes someone's performance is very iconic. Mm. Or, like with Obi-Wan, well, you only knew Obi-Wan as an old man. Mm. So recasting him as someone younger doesn't affect anything because it's two completely different versions. And and Ewan McGregor did a very good sort no, of... No, but, but it's still two different versions. The yeah. problem with Luke is we already have a young Luke played by Mark Hamill. Yeah. And so when you go for still a young Luke, but you get a different actor, it can be a bit jarring. But it's all about finding the right actor. I'm not oh. opposed to it. You just have to, like, I don't care how many you have to audition. You better fucking audition and get the right person. Like, sure. you know. You don't want another um, Harrison Ford. Uh, I was going to say that that was kind of a situation where I think that guy was set up to fail. You know. Well, that's the problem. Is I mean, you good God, it's Harrison Ford, and you and you basically hire a block of wood. Yeah. To to play Han Solo. Yeah. It's like, what are you thinking, man? Like, you need to find someone charismatic. Yeah, I know. Someone I know. with charm and you know, like who can who can do a rogue, a lovable rogue. You basically hired a plank of wood, and then were shocked why. I want accepted him as Han Solo. I know. Now, is this you, Rich? Marvel has submitted She-Hulk for every yeah. Emmy category, including Outstanding Comedy. I couldn't yeah. believe that when I read that. Like, I mean, I, I liked it, but uh, but I wouldn't call it an Outstanding. Emmy? Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> it was... Yeah, I, I agree. Look, it was watchable, um, and, and entertaining enough, but it wasn't in any way classic, you know? Um, and my God, the special effects on She-Hulk were 
terrible throughout the entire show. Can I just say that? Um, I mean, it was it was amusing, but outstanding? No, you know, <laughs> like it, yeah. I just I, I read this article where they were like they submitted She Hulk for every category, by the way, which means it'll be special <laughs> effects, it'll be music, it'll be acting, it'll be writing, and I was just like, you really of all the <laughs> yeah no, of all the crazy. stuff. You, you're going to go with She-Hulk. And I'm like, unbelievable. Like, Craziness. Unbelievable. Now, I don't know if you're happy with this, but ROM returns to Marvel after 40 years. Marvel will reprint in omnibus form the entire 75-issue series written by Bill Mantlo. The comic book series oh, was... A- I believe they're doing that for Micronauts as well. Okay. Um, the comic book series was a ROM for the... was a promo for the ROM action figure toy, but proved to be more popular and lasted over six years. Uh, this is yet another Hasbro property pulled from IDW. It's interesting. Rom is about a legion of space knights who comb the universe to eradicate the raids, a group of shapeshifters who disguise themselves as a world's race and attempt to take over the planet. Uh, Marvel has also just announced the Micronauts are being released in omnibus form, also written by Bill Mantlow. Both Rom and Micronauts are Hasbro properties. So Hasbro have certainly turned to Marvel Um it seems, and Marvel, perhaps wisely, is is getting these licensed things because they're fucking definitely shitting the bed with their own products at the moment. Like, um, you know, they've got Planet of the Apes again, which means the Planet of the Apes reprints. They've got this wrong stuff. I looked stuff. at the right in the wall and said, hey, listen, all these old fucking omnibuses that DC mm. and Marvel are doing mm. are selling yeah. well because people want the old stuff. Hey, we've got stuff that we did with Marvel back in the day because back in the day to sell toys mm. you needed comics as well because you you know wasn't always just through um tv you needed you know you mm. wanted a you know uh, kids couldn't watch tv all the time so you sure. had to do comics to gi joe great example gi joe great yeah. example yeah so yeah i mean um uh rom and, and micronauts are pretty cool um yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not joking with you i actually did read this and i and um you gonna buy the I, omnibus rich i didn't read the ROM one. I didn't read the ROM one. I read the Micronauts one mm. um, uh, that they were releasing as an omnibus, and I was like, you know what? I'm actually a little bit tempted. Do it, man. Fucking push that button. Um, I today purchased G.I. Joe Rise of Serpentor, uh, the big hardcover they put out recently, and I'm hoping that the G.I. Joe franchise for comics is... Uh, still up in the air where that's going to land. Apparently, Larry Harmer's working on issue 302. Um, I'm thinking it's probably quite likely going to wind up back at Marvel. I wouldn't surprise me, you know? It's possible. Well, if Hasbro are putting all these other properties, well, G.I. Yeah. Joe, you know? Yeah, but it's also because these other... It's IDW and all that are failing. Yeah. There's well, no point in having yeah. your fucking um, licensed stuff on IDW, like... No one's buying it. Get get get, get Larry on it and get the reprints out. I'll start buying the originals in omnibus form. I've got them all digitally, but I'd love to get them in omnibus form. Mate, I you would know? actually, I would love to actually buy some omnibuses or collections of old um, toy comics that they did back in the day. I'm I'm definitely down for that. Dude, the GOJ comics are fucking awesome from back in the day. I'm reading them right now. I'm loving them. Um, but there was actually a lot of good toy tying comics. So mask. I'm down for all of it. Mask. Oh, yeah. As I said, Micronauts is actually pretty cool. All right. Uh, Good news. Bounty hunter Cad Bane may not be dead after all, according to a new Star Wars book. Remember I said to you I thought he was how much I enjoyed him and I was super sad that he died. Mm. It turns out apparently not dead. Um, They're just saying he's out of action. 
as in wounded. And apparently some people are saying there was like a red light or something blinking on his chest or something. Mm. Some people are saying that was a signal to an emergency, you know, ambulance or something. I don't know. I well, it's possible because he does have a little robot sidekick okay. in the animated show. So, as far as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, he's still alive. Who's actually voiced by Seth Green. Okay, I like him. Um, I'm a big Cad Bane fan. That lifted that whole series from me. Remember how excited I got by Cad Bane? Oh, dude. Uh, do yourself a favor, right? Mm. You don't have to go and like watch all the episodes, but just no. just try and watch the episodes that have Cad Bane in it. Of There's what? Rebels? No, not Rebels. Um, uh, Clone Wars. Okay, cool. There's fantastic... He, he, him and uh, Obi-Wan have quite a few run-ins. There's one where he's like stealing kids for um, mm-hmm. stealing uh, force sensitive kids for uh, Palpatine. Cool. There's one where Obi Wan and um, Quinlan Voss are um, sort of like chasing him, mm. um, and it's like a hut thing and all that. Just do yourself a favor, like find out the episodes that he's in, yep. and just watch those episodes on like Disney Plus or whatever. Like, I'm gonna do you, it. I'm if, gonna do if it. If you like that character, just watch those episodes. I'm living for it now. I'm living for it now, and also for the rise of Serpentor. Fuck oh it. my god! I love every time I hear the pento, I keep thinking of uh, what was the what was the what was it the uh, Shangri La 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 La. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the fucking movie though, man. Like you know, <laughs> I know, but every time I hear Serpentor... Cobra La La La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it you who asked? You asked Chuck Dixon to say that, and he was like, "I'm not saying that." <laughs> good. I was good. I was like glad. Um, the Mortal Kombat movie sequel is adding Mortal Kombat two video game character Jade to the cast. Good. Good. Jade should be there. Like, she's an essential for me. Always was a big Jade fan. Uh, and now Michael Killishin breaks the news, which I think I already broke, that Cyborg Spider-Man is actually Spider-Woman. He saw the two of them at Target, and it's not a pretty mistake. And it's so ridiculous. Remember the Spider-Cyborg? I'm sorry, that, I, that's just... That I, is Spider-Woman. I, I, I feel like that's a misprint. It's not, man. I did my own research. Michael Kellerships confirming my own research. Um, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, can I say that, is, that right I'm now? I'm sorry. I, that is not a woman. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't it, care. It's not the most fucking roided up transgender woman of all time. Um, it's the kind of fucking woman, quote unquote, that would not be allowed to run in the you know, female no, like, but track is, and field. But even a, even a, a woman who does bodybuilding mm. still has a womanly figure. They still have hips. Yep. They still have like the it, the, it's, it's a much so ridiculous. muscular figure, but it's still a it's still a feminine. Oh, figure. dude, it's so fucking ridiculous. This actually. is not a feminine figure in the least. That is a man's body. Who the fuck are we supposed to blame for this? Because I'm blaming CB Sabolsky, that fat fucking fool. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You blame for everything else. You might as well blame for this dude. <laughs> Akira Yoshida strikes again. <laughs> you love throwing that in. I do love throwing in his face because that's who he is. Um, that's who he is in his off-season, man. He's Akira Yoshida. And for those who want to know, $500 US, you can have a copy of Wolverine Soul Taker by Akira himself. I'll sign it. <laughs> 500 in my account. Uh, Dungeon Dragons is launching an ad-supported streaming channel. Jesus. Uh, the content will be... <laughs> this sounds so bad. The content will be airing unscripted D&D games with minor celebrities and influencers. Ooh. All 27 episodes of the 80s cartoon, which I own on DVD and digitally, and even a cooking show. Hasbro CEO says, Zaz Tom, he always brings in this decrement. 
<laughs> the Necromancer's back. Reassure critics this will bolster interest in the brand and bring back disenchanted fans since everyone loves a good cooking show. I mean, honestly, firstly, I've got all the episodes of the fucking cartoon. Uh, I like to hear that minor celebrities and influencers who I hate are going to be doing their own D and D, and it's also going to have ads. I mean, does it get any worse? Like, like, am I in hell? <laughs> like, and I bet you these minor celebrities will be truly minor. It'll be like the friends of Kevin Smith's kid, you know? Like her fucking associates. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh... Fucking woeful man. Like. I, like, I wouldn't call them celebrities, basically. Celebrities in their own minds, maybe. But um, celebrities to their drug dealers. That's well, if you, if you classify Will Wheaton as a celebrity, then yes, no, they'll have I, I classify Will Wheaton as a whining piece of shit. Um, I had the misfortune of... But you, they've, mis- sorry, they've misread the room because almost every single fucking channel at this point has a D&D game. Um, like, they, they, there's a bunch of Kiwi guys that I watch called... Um, uh, Viva Viva Dirt League. Right. They make funny videos on like um, game and work life and all that sort of stuff. Even they have a channel where they play D and D. Do you know okay. what I mean? There are so many channels out there that that um, have followings that do D and D games. Um, even that I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Corridor Crew. They yeah. these guys that sort of uh, they they special effects guys and they break down you know like visual effects artists react, stuntmen react. Even they have a, a channel where they do D&D games using their own, like, CG shit to, like, bring it to life and all that. You, yeah. You're competing with, with shit that people can watch for free. Yeah. Like, uh, and, 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 and I watch zero of it because I have no interest in it. But, no, but, but I'm saying you yeah. already, uh, it's an uphill battle from the start. Oh, dude, who the fuck wants to watch some fucking minor leaguers battle it out on some ad channel? Well, especially when you've got those voice actors already doing it and apparently are more entertaining. Again, there's just so much you're competing. Yeah. You are the owners of it and you're late to the party by, like, I don't know, what, five years? Yeah, and, like, a cooking show. I'd like to throw a fucking. I'm not going to lie, Rock. this sounds as bad as like the Marvel shit that they do on their bad. YouTube channel where they have these women sitting around talking <laughs> about like plushies and cooking and like uh, Marvel cookbooks. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> but it's it, it's for the lamos, man, you know, who want to watch that. Like the little lamos who want to snuggle up and, and no, you know. The issue is, is um, they're trying to attract a girl audience because obviously comics have a kind of a built-in male audience a boy audience but they're neglecting the males and the boys while they're doing that as i said they're not offering that and they just targeting the woman so when they do their youtube channel they're not trying to target both they're literally just targeting women and i'm just like no wonder boys are dropping your how many women are sitting around to watch this shit though like really honestly like how many i'd like to know (laughs) like how many i don't I, I don't, don't think it's don't that think many. I, I can't think of any chicks I know who are like, fuck, you know what I need to watch? Some bullshit thing where they're talking about cooking. You know? Like, it just... it just mm. In this field, in this genre is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's... I don't know. It's just... I don't know. I don't get it. I, I'm obviously too old. I'm too out of touch. Well, okay, but, but let's them. be honest. Like, what I find so hilarious, Dave, is you're never going to get a... a, a okay, let's say... You know, let's say you have... I'm just going to throw a number, right? Let's say your your boy fan base of a product is let's say hundred thousand, okay? And you want and you want to attract girls. Yep. You're not going to attract a hundred thousand girls. Mm. 
because comments again, or whatever. You know, again, shockingly, boys and girls are differently. They enjoy different things. Their yeah. brains are wired a bit differently. But look, you might be able to attract, I don't know, 20,000 girls or something like that. Yeah. But you cannot... You cannot like sacrifice that hundred thousand for that twenty thousand. Like, yeah, yeah. And don't try and think you're going to get a hundred thousand girls as well as hundred thousand. But it's, that's not possible. It's literally impossible. That's, I've never seen anything that has a split of like fifty-fifty when it comes to like yeah. demographics. It's not going to happen, so. man. It's not going to happen, dude. And who the fuck cares as well? Like, you know, like I just don't care. I'm just like fuck them. If this is the best they've got. Well, they can go fuck themselves. Um, the new Zelda game sold over 10 million copies worldwide in the first three days of release and boosted sales of the OLED version of Switch. That's pretty cool. Do you sell this Switch in your stores, Rich? No, no, no. Sadly, we don't do gaming. Fuck okay. it. One, one regret I have. One regret. Just one regret. Well, because I could have got cheaper games. Exactly. I, I know. And don't worry, Rich. I knew exactly what you were saying when you said that. I was like, yeah. Um, now... Gathers of Galaxy 3 box office in 17 days release, it made $660 million, almost 200000 more than Ant-Man 3's entire run. This makes the top two movies of 2023 Chris Pratt films, Guardians 3 and Super Mario. Um, oh, God. Like, I mean, the Chris Pratt fandom just never fucking stops on this show. Like, oh, <laughs> Dave. I just get sick of it. Like, But uh, there's a question here, discussion... Do you prefer Chris Pratt live action, Jurassic World, I hate him in that, Guardians of the Galaxy, he's fine in that, Terminalist, never watched it, or animated, Super Mario, Lego, in Lego, did he do the main character? Yeah. I liked him in that a lot. I've not seen the other thing onward, but I like him in Guardians, and I liked him in Lego. Uh, the only criticism I have for him is I just feel it's just one thing all the time. Like, and I don't feel the projects he picks sometimes. Like, I thought Jurassic, the Jurassic World films, honestly, and it's actually not his fault. I thought they were pretty mediocre. Oh, um, no, no, no. Those are those are bad films. They should have stopped yeah. at the first one. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, no, no, those, those movies are... Woeful. But he did a really good job in Lego Movie, for example, I felt. I thought he did a really good job in Lego Movie. Um, yeah. Oh, look, here's the thing. I, you know, I got no issues with Chris Pratt as an actor. I enjoy him in the things that I generally have watched. I mean, not everything. But this also comes down to, um, remember we had this discussion where you said, like, you know, what's an actor that you would watch them in anything? And I said, no actor. Al Pacino. But it's the same with this. I like Chris Pratt, but I will not watch... Like, I have not watched Onward, so I couldn't give you... I don't you. even know what I Onward is. I didn't watch Passengers, oh. so I couldn't tell you. Oh, I have you seen know? Passengers. No, no, it's but I'm just bad. saying, I, yeah. I like Chris Pratt, but I still would only watch a movie that I'm interested in. I wouldn't just yeah. watch it because Chris Pratt is in it. In sure. saying that, I've enjoyed him in... Yeah, I enjoyed him in Super Mario. I enjoyed him in the Lego movie. I Obviously, I enjoyed him in the Guardians movie. I obviously enjoyed him in Parks and Rec. Oh. Uh, thought he was fantastic in Terminal List. Yeah, um... I thought he was fine in Jurassic World, but those movies are bad. Yeah, so I agree. I agree. Everyone's bad in that movie. I <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, he's not the problem um, actually in those movies. You know? No, it's not. It's it's just like bad movies and all that sort of stuff and all that. But dude, you have to watch the Terminal List. Jesus, if okay. you've not watched the Terminal List, you are doing yourself a disservice. I've, I've not seen it, man, and maybe I do need to check it out. You know? It's it's good. It's yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Like it's good. Yeah, you have to watch it. Okay. All right, well, you know, I mean, look, he's, he's right man in the right no, place. No, it's not good because of Chris Pratt. It's just yeah. a good, um, it's a good show. It's, yeah, no, I, I want to check it out. It's a good story. 
I want to check it out. My dad saw it actually. My dad, who wouldn't even know who Chris Pratt is, mm. he enjoyed that that show. Um, he he told me he enjoyed that show, and and he seriously would have no idea what Guardians of the Galaxy or Chris Pratt is. You know, mm. he just he just no no dude like yeah forget about Chris. It's a good show. It's yeah. a good show. All right. Well, that wraps us up on news, man.
Alright Rich, we've come to our trade of the week. Rogue Trooper, the Hitman. Um, now I can add some context. This was my choice, I think. Um, 2000 AD, obviously the British comic. Uh, most famous creation is Judge Dredd, but also plenty of other really great creations like Rogue Trooper, Mike Nemesis, Slain, ABC Warriors, etc. Bad Company, um, Strontium Dog. Now, Rogue Trooper, rich to set the scene uh, for maybe US listeners who might not be as familiar. Um, UK listeners, I'm sure you've probably heard of this. Uh, he's a genetic infantryman um, who are clones, bred like the ultimate soldier, basically. Uh, on New Earth, NU Earth, there's like an eternal war that's been going on for, I don't know, a long time between the North and the Southers. Uh, a road trip was originally a south of the genetic infantryman kind of beamed down and they were supposed to be like the tipping point in the stalemate like galactic war uh, at court zone and there was a traitor in the south of command and they basically all got killed um, and massacred in the court zone massacre except for Rogue Trooper who then his mission became find the traitor general uh, in a series of exceptional comics uh, from the early 80s to the mid-80s, he eventually tracks down the Trader General. It's fucking great storytelling and kills him in the end. Um, then it's kind of like one of those situations where the strip was immensely popular, Rich, but it had kind of fulfilled its main objective. Mm. Um and 2008 AD, uh, I believe they fired uh, Jerry Finley Day and were really left with what to do with Rogue Trooper. He was really popular, but it felt like his story had been told. Um, and it really had been a long, slow burn of a story. And they tried a couple of things, and eventually they came up with this thing called The Hit, um, which is why I chose it, because this is what was when I was buying the comic. Uh, when I bought the comic, Rogue Trooper had already killed the Trader General. Uh, and so this was kind of like a soft, not a reboot, but it was a way to basically sort of say, here's something else for him to do. So essentially, these aliens uh, contact Road Trooper via Venus Blue Jeans, who's a holographic image of her. She's a character from Road Trooper's past. And she's saying they've identified, I think it's 12 or 13 um, people throughout North and South uh, Command who were sort of invested in the war continuing. You know, oh, actually, so it was more than that, mm. but these were the 13 they failed to kill or caught on to the plan, and so they haven't killed them. Yes, and essentially, if he can kill these 13 people, the war will end because they're very high-ranking people with a huge investment in the war continuing on. The, it's interesting. Uh, now, the two writers of this are interesting because one of them is Steve McManus, who was the long-running 2000 editor throughout, like, its golden run from, like, say, 1980 to roughly 1990, which is considered, or whatever, whenever he left, like, very early 90s, it's considered the golden era of 2000 AD. Um, and he was a fantastic editor, Stephen Manners. He actually stepped in to write, co-write this, and he wrote them with a guy, I think it's Steve Geller, is that his name? And he was an assistant editor. So, essentially, these were written by... Um, two guys who were, in essence, professional editors. Um, and I remember it at the time. Now, what's funny about it is, uh, it's Steve Dillon on art, by the way, and what a pleasure. Would you agree, Rich? So, yes, yes. Simon Geller. 
What a pleasure his artwork is. This is this is Steve Dillon just before he goes to America. So it's just before Preacher. It's a few years before Preacher. Um, and obviously then, you know, his Punisher, but it's classic Steve Dillon. You know, he, he, he'd done some dread. Uh, I, this is what I remember. This was my introduction to Steve Dillon's art, and I loved it. You know, I thought he really did. For me, I thought his I, – I think he – this storyline, even if it's not the greatest Rogue Trooper storyline of all time, which it's not, it's still good – but, my God, this is an example of art lifting kind of like a 6.5 to 7 story into like an 8. I, I think Steve Dillon just sings on these issues, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Um, now. I want to add more to that. It's fantastic. Art. Well, I can give you this tidbit. The, the hit is widely regarded as a bit of a misfire or at least they were desperate to try to give Rogue Trooper something to do. Now, for me as a young reader who loved Rogue Trooper without really having read a lot of Rogue Trooper, I just loved the story, I I bought into it, but apparently long-running fans of Rogue Trooper, a lot of them felt it should have ended with him killing the Traitor General. And certainly, I mean, after this, they reboot Rogue Trooper uh, to Friday um, with War Machine, with Dave Gibbons which they continued trying to milk through the 90s, and eventually they've gone back to the old Rogue Trooper, who Garth Ennis is now writing in the comics. Um, I think these hit storylines are fun. Like, they're fun action tales, um, but they lost their way because what they did was, I think they did the first four hits, and then suddenly, and I remember this, and, and I was loving it, because I was like, this is great. I don't know I, I, I don't know why people are complaining. You know when you're that young guy who's just entered the party? And, and, like, the oldies are all complaining. And I'm like, I don't know why people are complaining. I'm loving this party. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Because um, I had nothing to compare it to. You know what I mean? But I, I, think, it's, I think it's professionally done. I, I just think that the fan base just weren't buying into it. And evidently that was reflected in their feedback because, very disappointingly, um, the last issue it just cuts from like hit four to hit 13 and all the stuff that they'd been building is kind of really wrapped up really quickly. Like that chick that, that chick that the, in the seekers that the big fat guy had sent to k- go kill rogue trooper. She's then shadowing him saying, I've been tracking you for months. And so it, it's like all those hits in between. And I remember this now, now, now that I read it, I remembered it because I bought, I was at 2000 AD like, Die Hard Rich. So every summer special, every winter special, where they generally put the sort of subpar storylines, um, you know, they would put stuff in there that wasn't quite like good enough for the main comic um, to fill it up. Um, I bought them all. So I actually had read all of this. I'd forgotten I'd read it all. Um, and I was like, man, I remember at the time how disappointed I was that they didn't do all the hits. But I actually have a point, and I want to see what you think. I think Hit 1, they was overly long. I don't think there was any need for them to tr- kill the wrong guy twice, you know? Um, when I was reading it, I, I just felt like... I, I just felt like, hit, for some reason, it felt like if Hit 1, they were milking it. And I was like, I don't know why you wouldn't just get to Hit 2 quicker. Um... Well, the thing is, I mean, 
I mean, yes, but at the same time, they're trying to turn it into a longer running yeah. Yeah. show. So you don't want it to go too quickly. And as you said, it kind of was, it did get a feel like a cancelled show that has to wrap up. Mm. Because as you said, they, they did the first three and then... They did four. They did four, and then it was thirteen. No, no, no. no. The, the the fourth is the last one, which is technically thirteen. So mm. they did the first three, mm. and then you literally skip nine of the kills yeah. and get straight to thirteen. So, like after they did the three, they were told, "All right, wrap it up." You know, yeah, we, we're not continuing, and then you've got to go straight to the. Because as you said, the, the there's no build up to that chick switching sides. No, no. She's introduced and the next minute she's like, I'm watching you. I don't like the guy. And it's like, well, you've set up none of this shit. Like, this is just coming out of nowhere. But as yeah. you said, it's because they were like, okay, we're ending it. It's it's a failed experiment or... Yeah, like, it's interesting um, that it's considered failed because reading it now, I, I thought it was a lot of fun, you know? Well, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but David doesn't stop it from being a failure at the time. It's the no. same as the, yeah. the thing. Like the thing was panned, it, it, it was a bomb sure. at the box office, but it's a cult classic now, and it's yeah. fucking considered a, a a classic movie, not just a cult classic, but just a classic, mm. fantastic movie. Sometimes things are a bit before their time, mm. or unappreciated when they first came out. It's not that they're bad, it's just that they're not appreciated, or they're unappreciated, or, it, it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, as you said, the, maybe a lot of people jumped off because they were like, well, it's done. Where can they really go from here? So, mm. you know, I don't know. Like, but it is weird because it's in a magazine. So, I don't know. Yeah, uh, look, I mean, uh, it's one of those things. But I mean, Steve Dillon is a joy. Um, I liked the concept of the hits, and I like the back chat of uh, Bagman, Gunner, and and uh, Helm when they're, when they're like voting and stuff. A little bit, but sometimes they could come across as a bit whiny. Well, they kind of were. I, I like that one where um, Gunner, I remembered it, actually, where there, everyone dies and then it's Gunner's dream and then rogues like uh, Biochips Don't Dream. I, I thought that was a really cool little one-shot. I rem- I actually remembered that reading that at the time. I actually remember really enjoying this, these, this rogue trooper stuff and sort of um, when I was collecting 2000 back then, they were smart because I think I've mentioned before on the show, they had the weekly comic, okay, but they also had the monthly, which was reprinting older stories, like classics. And what they would do is they would reprint, like, Stronium Dog, they'd reprint Rogue Trooper, they'd reprint Nemesis. And it was a really affordable way to get the complete collection, um, essentially a trade, Rich, but, like, in a soft cover, like, you know, a more... Not durable, but as a student, you didn't care. You know, you're a young guy. You, you could read the whole lot at once and catch up. And it was a great way to read the classics in a very affordable way for a young person. Um, mm-hmm. And I read all the Rogue Troopers that way, actually. All the old storylines. Um, all the way up until he killed the Trader General. And I was like, wow, that was fucking great storytelling, how they built that up. But I, I honestly... I mean, I, I know you said Rogue Trooper, and I knew this was a kind of crazy one. Um, kind of disappointed. I noticed Steve Dillon actually scripted a couple of them. Did you notice he scripted the last one where they had Chris Weston on art duties? Um, I like Chris Weston's art, but that was a radical departure from the rest of it, wasn't it, of the final story? Radical, but still enjoyable. Still enjoyable, yeah. No, he's a good artist, I agree. Um, and it made me think... 
I'm trying to get Glenn Fabry on the show. If I could reach out to him, I'm a friend of his on Facebook. Um, be fantastic if we, if we could get him on the show. I asked Chuck if he ever worked with Steve Dillon. He said, yeah, he worked with him on Car Warriors. Um, with Inks by Phil Whistlake, I think he said. Um, so they, because I, I, I kind of wondered, I thought, you know, because Steve Dillon did a lot of US work uh, as the 90s wore on, and I thought maybe they would have crossed paths. And they did, uh, I believe, in the early 90s. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really believe that this is an example of um, Phil Winslade on inks for Car Warriors. Um, I believe this is an example of Steve Dillon lifting a good story into a very good story. And I think he had the facial mannerisms of Rogue down pat. I felt like it was Rogue on the page. I thought it was very interesting, that scene where um, she said there was a brain fog and that's why he was like less sort of normally Rogue Troopers kind of almost a bit invincible. Like that scene where he got Which hit. Funny, he didn't come across as he wasn't still invincible. Yeah, he, he was, was pretty invincible. He was like nonstop. I think that there was a lot of, I mean, like this is 2000 AD. Like the, the fan base was pretty rabid. Um, like they were pretty unfiltered. I think that that scene where he got hit on the head by the cleaner, I think there was a lot of people complaining about oh, that. They pissed off a lot of people, did it? I, I've, I have vague memories of it. Um, I, even I, reading it again, thought that's kind of crazy for that to happen to Rogue Trooper. But, you know, uh, did it need, like, an explanation? Not really. Yeah, but um, at the same time, I mean, come on. Like, do you, do you want him to be Steven Seagal? No. No. Even Batman sometimes gets clocked. Like... Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I mean... I, I mean I, I'm not, compl- I'm not complaining about it. I don't it, have uh, a problem with it. Like, dude, I'm not complaining. I, I, I just... I'm just like, it is what it is. But, I mean, there were many scenes where Road Trooper was doing fucking crazy shit that was, you know, next level. You know, like, even that scene where he... um. <laughs> that guy's tracking him and has the gun trained on him and then Rogue just blows him away. I remember when I was reading it, I thought someone else had been there and taken the shot. You, you know that seeker who was tracking him and grinning the whole time through the storyline and then right mm. near the storyline, he's got the barrel on him and then you see the guy get shot. I thought someone else had taken the shot and saved Rogue and then I realised it was Rogue. Um, yeah, but, but at times, too, Steve Dillon in some panels had a looser style than I normally associate with it, which was kind of novel. Um, other times, he obviously had more time. Steve Dillon, to me, was a real professional. Like, he always turned in a good piece of work. I mean, God, y- yes, did a lot of his faces look the same? Yes. Do I care? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, that was his artistic style, Rich. You know, like, I've... I've, I've I have... I... Yeah. I do agree with you that it's not a, a drop, but it, when it comes to black and white, it can be a bit of an issue because mm. obviously, especially when the character's supposed to be blue, because there were some times where there was a, a guy with just a bit of a mohawk that was not yeah. rogue that yeah. you were like, oh, wait, that's not rogue. <laughs> like, I agree. Because you can't tell the skin. So I do think you've got to be a little bit careful, especially when you're dealing with black and white. Mm. You need to be able to distinguish the main character. So, again, if you do do faces the same way, well, then don't give someone the same haircut sure. as the main character because that'll just obviously... And I know the exact them. scenes you're talking about. There was a couple of those yeah. kind of interlopers who who looked sort of vagabonds at the, on the sides, weren't they, sort of like shooting and stuff, and they were, did you look a bit like a road trooper? 
Um, but I mean, Steve Dillon, I, I tell you what, it, when he drew a woman, I mean, I've read a lot of Steve. <laughs> they all look the same, you know. <laughs> mm. Like they're, they're all like clones of each other. And but that was his style, and I thought it looked really good. So I don't really care, you know. Um, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying yeah. it's a detriment. I'm not saying like, no, oh my god, it makes fun. Observation. I'm just saying I can understand if someone is like, you know, man, like sometimes it's a bit hard to tell like who's mm. who, and it's like, yeah, I mean, especially if it's black and white. You know, obviously if it's color, you can obviously go, well, he's not blue, so yes. he's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and, uh, and but I, it, it, yeah. it wasn't a detriment. It didn't. It wasn't. Doesn't stop you from enjoying it or anything. Yeah, it was. It was great, man. Like, I mean, give us your thoughts on Rogue Trooper just in general, Rich, because I know he's your favorite 2008, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Rogue Trooper is one of my absolute favorite 2008 characters. Um, mm. Ah, I say this to you. It's so hard because when you enjoy something, mm. it's hard not to just be like, "Yeah, I enjoyed it," and leave it yeah, at that. Because yeah. yeah. You know, because you're like, I can't really nitpick. There isn't really much for me oh, to yeah. nitpick. Yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't anything seriously wrong with it, or you know, um, that that I felt could have been done better or anything in any way. Like, you know, even the things you're talking about, like people having issues with him getting hit on the. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have any issues with that. I didn't have any issues with the art, um, great action, um, uh, a very again a very interesting story. Um, um, I kind of like the idea of like. Oh, the one thing I've always found funny about Rogue Trooper, though, is that um, it's supposed they're supposed to be these elite clones, and yet mm. they all wiped out except for him. <laughs> well, like, it's because they were betrayed. Just, I know it's from betrayal and all that sort of yeah. stuff, but I'm just saying, like, it's just so funny that they're supposed to be this elite, and he's the only surviving. Yeah, one. I mean, I, I, I struggle. I well, it was always told in flashbacks, but I, I believe. I mean, I'm sure it's in the comics somewhere. I believe that they were teleported down literally in front of a, like a Nort battalion that just, just bombed them out or killed them out of existence. Like Again, I, I, yeah. I, I, I remember that, and I do remember, but I'm like, but at the same time, they're still elites, and it's an entire mm. like army of them, like all mm. a squad of them. True. You, would have think that, you would have thought a couple of more would survive. I know, like, Rich. Yeah. One thing I would like, if they did a reboot, right? Mm. If, if, they, if they were to do like, oh, I think they are doing like a modern kind of reboot now, but it's it's... Uh, like I said, I, I read one. Is he's kind of like gone back in time to World War One, which sounds like interesting. That, so. And I and I think we should do that when it finishes. You know, the Garth Ennis. Yeah, storyline. but I yeah. thought you know, to be in a cool way to like maybe reboot to do something a little bit different mm. is you don't have the 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 full squad die straight away. Mm. So you have that like they survive, and as they are getting like um, trying to get revenge, mm. right? They die. Like one of them will die. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you can still start off as the squad. And no, don't keep it like that for long. But instead of them all getting hacked down, let's say you spend a bit of time with the characters and they, the four of them, they're going to go on this this mission. They're the last four guys. They're going to go on this mission. And as they're doing the mission, slowly one of them, you know, one by one they die. Mm. Until it's rogue and then he has, and then now they're... Yeah, the chips and all that sort of stuff. I thought that'd be my. Oh, so cool you mean the chips of... are on the mission with him and then slowly die? No, no, no. Sorry, no. Them as a squad, mm. they don't die all in one go, and you just take their chips and slot them in. No, but you mean that they die gradually? Yeah. The, so they, yeah, they, they die gradually, and then he starts chipping, putting their chips in. No, the, that's a good idea, man. That's a good idea. Yeah. Equipment, but again, it doesn't stop it. It's just that I was like, oh, that could have been a cool way of rebooting it, yeah. or if you wanted to reboot it and retell it and just have a bit more like um 
uh, uh, spreading it out or sort of dragging it out. And, and also more. more of a sense of loss. Although, i I got to be honest, I've always loved the chips. And, and, like, they did some cool shit as well, like, with Rogue Trooper. Like, Gunner was kind of crazy for a while. <laughs> I always like Gunner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gunner's, like, such a fucking... Oh, but that's freak. my point. What about this? What if Gunner was one of the last to, to die, right? Mm. And he was like, don't you dare put me in. Like, <laughs> yeah. When, when I die, you fucking, I do not want to be a chip like these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you carry them around and all that. And then he still puts him in the gun and he's pissed off. <laughs> and that's why sometimes he like loses his shit and, yeah. and, and goes ballistic because he's like super fucking angry that he's in this guy. <laughs> and when he said, don't, don't revive me sort of thing and all that. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of fun you can have with it. That's why it's one of my favorite characters because I just think that the, the fun you can have. With the different personalities, the different chips, the different characters, um, it, it's why it's, it's also just even though it's it's really good, it's still so much more potential to it, mm. um, which is which is why he's just one of my, you know, because let's be honest, I love Judge Dredd, but there isn't too much you can do with Judge Dredd, like even if you were to reboot it, like you can't really take him down too many different avenues. He's Judge Man at the end or, of the day, or mess with him too much. He's kind of perfect the way he is. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, he is the law. Yeah, you can't really like tweak that too much so no. I, I, I also i love it just because i love the story i just love the potential um uh, you know what i was thinking really good, really I, was... Good, but I, said, I can't really say much other than yeah man good pick i loved it i enjoyed it's reading strong. it um it's strong we went at a nice uh cool pace um you know never felt like a slog um yeah no exactly rich you summed that up there we read a lot of comics and sometimes it is quite sloggy this one was effortless, wasn't it? It was just, it yeah. flowed. And you know, two things I want to bring up. The design of the alien, I thought was really cool because it looks so alien and so bizarre to me. Like, it was completely different from any of the other models in the, in like the whole thing. I, I thought the design of the alien was excellent. Also, I was thinking this on the drive up here. Man, you know what they should do? Go back, because, you know, it's 2018. They can do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, they've got Rogue Trooper in World War One. Doesn't that tell you, like, we do whatever we mm. want? Do some of the other hits. Like, flashback now to the other hits, 5 to 12 or 5 to 13, you know? Yeah. Um, why not, man? Like, so much time has passed that they could get Garth Ennis, who was obviously big pals with Steve Dillon, you know, um to write those storylines, man. And and really, how cool would that be? Because it was kind of cool how they... Obviously, yeah, it was like a show had been cancelled and they were told, you're, you're given eight pages, wrap this up. And he, and, he, and he did. But you could go back and, and tell the story of all those other hits and you could build in the woman who was following him and blah, 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 like... Um, and have a lot of licence. I, th I think that would be really... I think that would be something I'd like to read. You know the other hits, you know, because uh, I always—I mean, I was—I was a fucking guy who was loving those hits, man. It, the new—I I did hear that people were unhappy, and I was just like, I don't understand what you guys are complaining about. You know, I think it's just people who just—I um, just—I guess they just weren't happy with the direction. Yeah, you know, because that can happen. You know, that I mean, there's certain, certain. I mean, let's be honest. I'm sure there were people that really enjoyed Frankencastle. But you were certainly not happy in the direction they took that. Fuck those people. 
<laughs> fuck those. No. no, but that's my point. Like, fuck those people you know, and fuck the rider. Some people can enjoy a change, uh, but some people are not. It, you so, know what? I, yeah. I I fucking felt like sending out road trippers hitman against those people. Like seriously, what I also love is like the way <laughs> something that is funny is <laughs> like, oh, we're doing this for galactic peace, and then Gunner will be like, yeah, by killing everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's that classic kind of like sarcastic humor, <laughs> like like road trippers, like we're doing this, we're gonna we're gonna stop the war, uh, and and, and guys like yeah, by killing everyone, <laughs> no more yeah, war. And I love that that turned out to be um, a lie as well. So that was yeah. Well, it was it, it felt like whatever Simon Geller had cooked up was gonna be, and in fairness to him, if he had thirteen hits and he was only on four. He had plenty of time to seat in those reveals. Figure out what he was going to... Also, also just to figure it out, because maybe exactly. a better idea comes along while you're writing it, or... Exactly. Then they know. had to wrap it up super fast. One thing I noticed was Road Trip was, like, super gullible. Like, when they were like, I just walk into the beam, it'll make everything peaceful. He was like, okay. <laughs> and he just walked into the beam. And I, I remember when I was ready, I'm thinking, why is Road Trooper so fucking amenable to... <laughs> To like these ideas, like I mean, again, you could you can explain it in a way, but I mean, you should probably explain it in the book. But I mean, you could explain that he's also a bit lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as you said, he's completed his mission. Yeah. Or he, he thought that was done. Um, he doesn't quite know True. what to do with himself. You know, and also True. he's a clone. He's 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 designed kind of for following orders to like you know. Yeah. Good point, Rich. So, and yeah. and I mean, he was also talking about R and R. Like he was kind of burnt out, wasn't he? You know. He was. He yeah, was, I mean. Yeah, they definitely, and I mean, and here's a guy telling him that this this machine is not a weapon; it's literally going to stop make uh, stop people fighting. So, mm. going to take away their aggression. So, you know, oh, I don't know. I mean, as a soldier, and you've lost your entire fucking mm. well, all these <laughs> brothers, lost. literally, you know, and all he's got yeah. left and it's three. That they rebooted it because at the end of this one, he disappears, and then they actually clone um, the bodies, the, 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 kids, uh, the, the, the three guys. Of course, they won't have any memory of it. But how fucking cool would that be if they continue that years later? You do a time skip. Yeah. They know out there in the world, and then they come across old grizzled. Well, it was trooper. it was crazy. I mean, I, I I'd forgotten that. I'd forgotten that the road trooper just walks away from the war. I, I had actually deleted that from my brain. I, I I had read that like twenty years ago, if not thirty years ago, and I just had completely forgotten that he did that. And I was like, wow, that actually. That kind of threw me, man. I was like, man, like Road Trip no, just walked I, away. I kind of loved it, especially when I found out that they clone cool. bodies for the trip. No, no, I, it was cool. I, when I say it threw me, I, I was surprised in a good way. I was like, oh, yeah, wow, that was that was actually quite courageous. Although I'll tell you this, we talk about courageous. After this, they did a very soon after this, they did a flashback story called Cinnabar which is one of the best Road Trooper stories with Steve Dillon and Art Judy's. I believe John Smith wrote it, I think. Excellent storyline uh, that was, like, set back before all this. And um, it, was, it was really good. We, we should probably do it on the show the next time we do a Road Trooper story. It's excellent. And Steve Dillon and Art again. So it was just before they brought in Friday. They sort of gave Road Trooper, like, a farewell storyline that was sort of just another day in the war, but it was a really good one. Um, it's considered one of the high watermarks of Rogue Trooper, and that had Steve Dillonard on it, I remember. And it's yeah, it was, it was very impressive. So I think the next time we do Rogue Trooper, we might do that one, Rich. Sure. 
I'm sure you'd probably enjoy it. I did. I'm sure you'd probably enjoy it. Like, had you read this one before, by the way? In this no. Year? So the problem for me is, um, and it's a shame because when, when I moved to Australia, I kind of, in, in a kind of sense, like forgot about 2080 for a while. Sure. Um, but I, as I said, reading in South Africa was very sporadic. Sure. Like, I'd actually miss. You, you know, you, you can get all the New Earth files. You can get the case files. It's four case files which have all the classic yeah. Road Trooper. Yeah. Uh, I know, but the, the problem is, as well, there's mate. just so much, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and there's only so much money. <laughs> but, dude, like, you, can get, you can get them digitally. They're easy to find. I'm serious. Like, yeah, yeah, but I'm not I'm not there yet, man. I'm not a massive fan of digital comics. Okay. I'm a fan of digital novels. Sure. I fucking love reading digital books. Mm. Like, I just... Like, um, I'll yeah. only collect for the bookshelf now. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't even buy. Like, I'll, I'd rather buy a ninety-nine cent fucking digital book and give it a go. Yeah. Um, but I still, I just love the feel of a book in my in my hand, man. I just love. It's fair enough, man. I love that feel. Fair so. enough. Well, I'm just letting you know that the Road Tripper ones are easy to find, and they're damn good. The classic Road Trippers. There's oh, no... I know they're easy to find, but as I said, I mean, there's just so much. You know, I mean, I'm I'm collecting Star all the old Star Wars novels. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm collecting Dragon Ball stuff now. You're a moment. busy you boy. Know, other comic stuff I'm collecting. Like, it's just not enough time in the day to collect everything. That How I'm about collecting. me the other day, where I was like, I need a whole shelf of Planet of the Apes. Like, fuck this. <laughs> and why not? Friends. Yeah. I've I've got a massive like wish list of shit that I want to yeah. buy, but I got to first knock other things off before I get around to. That's it, man. Well, I think it's been another very successful and fun show. Um, Road Tripper, I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10. The Hitman. And, yeah, I, and, I, I, and I think Steve Dillon... I'm not big on 4.5s, but I will agree with you on that. And I, I want to say this. I think Steve Dillon raised a 7 out of 10 storyline to an 8.5 with his brilliant artwork. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, no, the art is, is fantastic. It's fantastic. There's very little you can complain about with the art. No, don't, no guess what? Don't complain, please. You know? Seriously, I'll send fucking Rogue Trooper into your house. <laughs> if you can find him. <laughs> Although, Rogue Trooper, compared to Dread, has a kind of pussy streak, which I like about Rogue Trooper. He has much more of a conscience than Dread. you know? Rogue Trooper, actually, if you read enough of him, you realise he's actually a sort of sensitive soul underneath. He's got a, he's got a bit of sensitivity to him, whereas Dread has almost none. He has, uh, you know, maybe a tiny little bit, but not much. Rogue Trooper and Johnny Alpha both have a more sensitive side to them. Johnny Alpha definitely more than Rogue Trooper, but Rogue Trooper is quite idealistic a lot of the time, actually. You know? Mm. For, for a man, and as you say, burn out by the war, man. You know, burn out by the fucking war. And who can blame him, dude? You know? It's been nonstop. You know, he got... Yeah, oh, God. Dude, don't get me started. There's just so many things you can do with Rogue Trooper. Yeah, I want more. So many, so many angles. I want fucking more, dude. That's oh, no, it. Me. I want. I want tons of Rogue Trooper. I, I want to see that movie by Duncan Jones. He's always talking about directing the Rogue Trooper movie. He's been talking about that for for ten years. Please just do it. You know. Oh yeah, I definitely want to. Oh no. Ooh, I'd love a movie, but I would also love a show. Oh, I'd love a show too. Yeah, that'd be great. Because the problem with that is, like, I just feel like one Judge Dredd is perfect for a show because it can be episodic. Mm. Um. But Rogue Trooper could also be really good as a show because it's it's a bit more of a longer form story and as a guy getting revenge, like it's sure you know um, it's hunting down this guy and all that. So God, that'd be such a good TV show. As well. Oh, it'd be great. No, that'd be fantastic. I, oh, I I I wish that was a fucking show, man. I'd be all over it. Give me a dread. I've often said this. Give me a dread animated show. You know, 
Seriously. Like, I, I, I'd be down for an oh, animated, yeah. animated, like, Dread Show. Like, be awesome. There's actually a decent Rogue Trooper game. Oh, like Heavy Metal style. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually a decent Rogue Trooper video game, if you've ever played it. Um, Dude, I got it. I have I have the original yeah. plus the remod. It's fun, isn't it? Like, it's fun. Mm. Yeah. It's um, a little outdated now with the, yeah. the, the mechanics, but it's still fun. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, God, being able to set up the um, – you can create a hologram of yourself. You can set up the, the gunner. Uh, on a tripod, and he can take out people while you sneak around and take him <laughs> out with a pistol. Um, oh, it's fantastic, man. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great stuff. Um, well, look, I want to say a big thank you to everyone uh, who listens. Um, thank you to our Patreon supporters. If you do want to support the show, it's easy. Go to patreon.com slash signal of doom. Uh, look, as little as a dollar a month is very appreciated because it goes towards show running costs. That's the biggest, uh, you know, financial drain for the show. We love doing the show, but if you can help out, it's much appreciated. Um, I do want to say we're proud members of the collective, as always. Um, you've got Ghost Spider Groupies. You've I'm, tomorrow night. I'm on Ultimate Spider Cast again, uh, which is a subset right. of the Capes and Lunatics with Ray and Phil. And I believe this is the episode where we uncover the whole conspiracy behind the whole Clone Saga. Everything. It's all explained. Yeah, we're finally there. Um, so that'll be interesting because because Ray and I have purposely not read any further, so we don't know who this mystery person is behind it all. So don't tell me, Rich, if you know. Um, I've speculated. My speculation was Magneto and Omega Red. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be either of those guys, although I'm still holding out hopes for Magneto. Um, Charles Xavier could be him. Could be him on a bad day. <laughs> like Charles Xavier gone crazy, you know what I mean? Like senile. Um, but anyway, so that's that's happening. And you've got uh, Inner Demons, the Brian Biggie. You've got Ray shows, Into the Night. You've got Connor and Last Sons of Krypton. There's a ton of good shows. The Warlock Thanos podcast. There's a ton of good shows on The Collective. Um, next week, it's your choice, Rich. Um, so choose wisely. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I'll have to really maybe more Rogue Trooper, man. Maybe back into Cinnabar. Rogue Trooper two weeks in a row. <laughs> maybe, if I can't think of something. Yeah, that's fine. I'd just like to throw out the... I've got some news on the Assassin's Creed Mirage game, but we can save it until next week because it's it's mostly bullshit. Like, it's just... <laughs> well, I, like, there's not much. There's a bit of a gameplay trailer. The, the game comes out in October. Um, I'm trying to get the writer of the prequel novel to come on um, the show. She's Australian, um, so mm-hmm. I'm reaching out to her. I think it'd be a lot of fun to get her. Uh, obviously, we've got... Uh, well, we don't have. We've got me trying to get Glenn Fabry, and we've got Chuck going to be coming on for the um, for the Ripperverse stuff, which I'm looking forward to, and obviously some G.I. Joe and Punisher chat, um, you know, of course. Uh, anything you'd like to say to the audience, Rich, before we depart? No, go ahead. Keep on trucking. Yeah. Keep on trucking. Keep on killing. You know? Out there on the roads, as, man. As you say every week, we, we appreciate, uh, we mm. welcome any new listeners. You know, we sure. enjoy doing the show, and it's, it's and hopefully they enjoy it too. I just hope there are some listeners out there who for years have been waiting to see if I was correct about Gollum and are now saying Dave was right. Like, I hope there's someone out there going, Dave got it. They've got it right, you know. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I firmly believe. I hope for you too, Dave. 
No, I firmly believe there would be. And believe you me, no one's happier than me about the whole situation. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I mean... I think, I think that goes without saying. Uh, can I say this, Rich? Would this be... Imagine in my garden, if I built or commissioned to build, because I wouldn't build it myself, a huge statue of me. Would you like to be like a little miniature statue next to me, or would you prefer not to be there at all? <laughs> Jeez, actually, um, I don't know, actually. <laughs> no, because I would look quite... I'd, the instructions I would give would be, I want to look kind of... I, listen, I, I'm happy to be a mini statue okay. standing next to you mini as me. long as the expression on my face is me rolling my eyes. That'd be okay. No, that'd be good because that would be played for comedy. I think, see, that would be, I think, fun. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm happy with that, but yeah, I have to be rolling my eyes to be like next to you as a little okay. statue going, oh. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> Seriously, this guy. <laughs> no, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. All right. Well, on that note, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. We just killed it. <laughs>